0: Today we have a story time of a Gen Z kid who fakes being disabled for attention and clout. This kid literally pretends to be completely disabled from the waist down, but he gets exposed in a really funny and just awkward manner that I know you'll enjoy. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing, and let's jump right into the story. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted today's story, Gerald. So anyways, Gerald was starting the 8th grade, and every single year in his school, there were new kids that would come in. And, uh, you know, you're always supposed to give special attention and make sure that the new kids felt good at the new school. As I'm sure a lot of you guys know, if you started a new school, especially not with a bunch of other people, you're one of the few new kids. It's very difficult, as a lot of kids have already kind of formed groups and uh, cliques or whatever, so it becomes difficult to get friends, right? So this new kid, right, who we're gonna call the Gen Z kid, was not like most kids who showed up. So this kid showed up in a wheelchair, right? So on the very first day, it was very apparent that there's a new kid there because he didn't look like any of the other kids there. And everyone was really good about giving this guy extra special attention to make sure that he was, you know, doing all right. Extra special attention, I don't mean like staring and pointing attention. I mean asking, you know, if he needed, you know, needed help, bring stuff, you know, from a book bag, like his book bags around, needed help, uh, you know, guides to class, stuff like that, right? And on the very first day, uh, this kid actually, you know, a lot of people were giving him a lot of positive support, right? So Gerald was one of those kids. No, no one at this moment, literally no one at this moment believed for a second that this kid was faking being in a wheelchair for attention. Nobody yet. Gerald would be one of the first ones to, you know, find some evidence that was suspicious, and then Gerald would be, you know, basically lambasted and made a pariah because everyone's thinking, wow, how could you accuse, you know, this kid of something with such baseless accusations? You're a heartless man, but Gerald turns out to be correct. But anyways, right, so a couple weeks in the school, what happens is the Gen Z kid, since he got so much attention off the bat, for one being a new kid, but also being in a wheelchair that it almost, he almost like immediately climbed up the social ladder to like the most popular guy. Because basically the Gen Z kid, you know, he got a lot of attention from being in the wheelchair and he definitely abused it. And let me just say that a lot of times kids in school with disabilities, you know, they get picked on a lot and it's really, really unfortunate and you really do hate to see it. But the Gen Z kid was almost like a master manipulator in a sense. And so he kind of used, first of all, this is not a real, he's not actually in a wheelchair, but he kind of used his like positioning of getting a lot of tension in the very beginning and then used that to form like you know friendships and relationships with people that were kind of already known as the top dog or whatever and then the will and then the gen z kid almost immediately became like the number one alpha whatever and here's the thing the gen z kid was one of the most brutal meanest people there however here's the thing right he's already in, like, he's friends with everyone at the top, or the top of the high school social ladder, which, I mean, high school social ladder, it's kind of irrelevant or whatever, but the thing is, he was already friends with a lot of people, and the other thing is, like, if you were mean back to them, you would just be immediately accosted by everyone around you, because, bro, you're being mean to the person who has to, like, you know, who's going around in a wheelchair, like, you're actually an a-hole, bro, like, that's how people would perceive it. So the Gen Z kid was like actually a secret evil genius or whatever, or a super villain, basically. And, uh, Gerald didn't really think about, like, didn't really think that much, uh, but one day, about a month into school, he was having a sleepover with another friend. We're gonna call this friend Ben. So Gerald and Ben went to the same school, and they both knew about the Gen Z kid. And, uh, Gerald, you know, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but when I have sleepovers with the boys, at a certain time, like it's just like late enough at night. Once you stop playing, I don't know, video games or going out and doing something, and you're just kind of chilling. You guys have those deep talks, if you guys know what I mean. So Gerald didn't want to be the guy who's like, I don't know, uh, uh, dunking on the on the on the kid in the wheelchair, bro. He didn't want to be that guy, right? So Gerald very sheepishly is like, oh, what do you think of uh, the Gen Z kid, right? And I say Gen Z kid not because, like, literally in the Gen Z generation. I just mean Gen Z in the fact that, like, wants extreme amounts of attention and will basically use other people's life situations to, gr- to try and get more attention and for their own gain. That's what... Some people are confused. They're like, oh, well, are you all in Gen Zs and a whole generation? That's what I mean. It's colloquial. Not actually the, the, the direct exact term. But, uh, yeah, so Gerald kind of, like, turns his from Ben, he's like, yay, so, you know, the Gen Z kid, he's he's pretty popular now. I mean, it's been a while since, like, a new student kind of rose the ranks that quickly. And Ben's like, yeah, he's cool. And Gerald's like, yeah. They were both very obviously trying to, like, skirt around the fact that they did not like this kid at all. Remember, not because of his any of his disabilities or anything, or... "Quote unquote, huge quotations, disabilities." This kid was actually taken away from people who really have those disabilities and have to live their life with it without a choice, right? But at this point, everyone believed it was real, so let's speak as if it was real. But then Gerald was like, "You know, I thought for a kid who's been through so much hardship that he would uh, that he maybe be a little nicer to other people." And Ben's like, "You know." I kind of agree, you know when you like you and your friend have this like slightly controversial opinion, maybe it's not even that slightly controversial, but you you don't know if they share the same opinion and you know if they they disagree with you, they're gonna be really mad. So you slightly, slowly kind of like, kind of like ease towards that opinion, right? And then they slightly ease towards that opinion. It's almost like you're going in for a kiss, bro. Oh, wait, kiss the homies? Wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, but anyways, eventually Gerald and Ben, they're talking and they just get straight to it and they're like I can't believe this kid's such a jerk to everyone. I mean, the Gen Z kid would literally start like being like uh, like just calling people up for no good reason. He'd be like, you know, rolling with his like group of other popular people and it would be like, I don't know, man. It would be like uh he'd be rolling by with like the other people and they'd pass by some kid who was like I don't know, a little scruffy looking. The Gen Z kids like When's the last time you took a shower and would, like, point at some kid and all the kids rolling with him would be, like, laughing or whatever. And, dude, if this kid was trying to clap back, you know, they'd all be like, wait a minute, man. This guy's in a wheelchair. You can't come for him. And that's the most messed up thing. The Gen Z kid was literally using other people's life struggles, other people's serious issues as a kind of shield to defend against him being a bad person and him being able to do what he wants, which is, you know, absolutely ridiculous, right? So at this point, Ben and Gerald have been talking for like an hour about how like insane it is that everyone just kind of lets this behavior go, that no one has an issue with this, on and on and on. But other than that little conversation that Gerald and Ben have, it's not as if they do that much. It's also not as if they're going to share that opinion, because the thing is, people will kind of look at them the wrong way. Yeah, this kid was a jerk, but he was also fairly popular. And also, you know, the very, you know, the elephant in the room is people are going to be like, man, like. Relax like he has a tough life like maybe he's just taking it out on people So uh, Gerald and Ben while they have this opinion and they do share it together and it was almost like It was almost like a relief that he was able to share that opinion I don't know if you guys have ever like felt like ah, I can't say what I'm thinking and then you're able to like I- Express that opinion with your best friend or with a friend. It's just such a relief, right? But anyways, um, so they get back to school and for the next like couple weeks It is just on and on and on of just like the kids getting worse like, I, like, everyone's thinking, like, how could this kid possibly get worse? The Gen Z kid continues on his rampage. It's like he just refuses to stop. He just continues to be a big jerk. And he just, will. Wo- it's like he's refusing to stop being a massive jerk to everyone. And it's kind of ridiculous. He's getting worse and worse. And there's a little bit of growing sentiment against the Gen Z kid, right? But everyone is way too scared to, like, form any opinion. Look, this is only eighth grade, or to share an opinion. Look, this is only eighth grade right? This is only 8th graders. But this kid might actually be, like, a, I don't know, a, a, a Marvel supervillain. He's got that crazy planning, bro. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, he's somehow been able to orchestrate like a, kind of, a social defense system where he can be the worst kid ever and actually be a massive jerk, but no one can oppose him without being weird. So, anyway, or being uh, ostracized by their community. Anyways, here's the thing. So, this Uh, The the downfall of the Gen Z kid all started one day. So Gerald was walking alone in the hallways. It was kind of close to after school. And he walks around and he turns a corner. And he sees the Gen Z kid. And for a split second, he thinks to himself, wait a minute. Because he looks at the Gen Z kid and it looks like he sat down. It looks like the Gen Z kid just sat down into his wheelchair, which doesn't make sense. The lower half of his body doesn't move, but he was certain what he saw. But he also, while he was certain what he saw, he was thinking, well, maybe it was just some kind of an illusion. Maybe I just wasn't seeing things right. There was a lot of possibilities. And eventually, you know, Gerald does turn the corner and he's in the same hallway as the Gen Z kid. And uh Gerald is like so distracted in thought that he kind of like trips over his own feet a little bit. He doesn't trip and fall on the ground, but I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this. I definitely have where you're walking, but you're just not paying attention, and you just kind of, like, trip over your own feet, but catch yourself pretty quickly. And as he's walking by, the Gen Z kid's like, oh, oh man, watch out, your feet are there. Kind of as, like, a joke of, like, you just tripped over nothing, bro. How do you trip over nothing? Like, seriously, how do you trip over nothing? Kind of like a joke like that. And, you know, I don't know, Gerald just kind of looking at him like, all right, man. And Gerald just keeps walking, and he just can't get over the fact that he knew what he saw. He was like, no, this, this can't be right, because, like, while he had while he was thinking that the Gen Z kid was a you know a pretty big jerk and there was no question about that at the same time Gerald did not for a single second until this or before this ever thought that the Gen Z kid was faking you know being in a wheelchair he just thought that wow like this kid is like a jerk and also happens to be in a wheelchair like you can be both of those at the same time you know what i mean so, uh, he, Gerald just can't get this out of his mind. He just is, like, he he just keeps walking, keeps thinking about it, and for the rest of the, like, the day, he can't focus in class. Actually, no, not focus in class, because it was towards the end of the day. For the rest of the time at home, trying to do homework, he was, like, struggling, bro. He was struggling to pay attention, because he was like, I know what I saw. I, I, I know what I saw. Yeah, so he gets back home, and this is where he does a little, uh, investigating so basically the gen z kid told everyone a very specific story about what happened in his life and how he got there basically the gen z kid said he got in a really bad car crash when he was four years old and that you know uh i i, I don't know like after that point he had to be in a wheelchair and the bottom like his his like uh, bo- like his bottom half didn't work right or it was like paralyzed or whatever so that was the story that he told everybody and uh, gerald was just like He's like, I, I, I'm just so like, he goes on this kid's Instagram and sure enough, this kid has like one post and it's him like holding a fish or whatever. And he's in the wheelchair and it was, it's very recent, right? It was a post made like while this kid was at school and he had no other posts. So what Gerald does is he goes to this kid's uh, tagged post. So on Instagram, by the way, follow me on Instagram, at Connor Pugs. You can submit your stories there, and also you can watch my shorts on there, or reels, or whatever it's called, right? Uh, I do little short stories on there. Anyways, right, so he goes in the kid's tagged photos. He's looking through the tagged photos. And he's just, you know, finding, like, I don't know, he's not finding that much. And he's finding, like, a lot of, like, memes or whatever that his friends posted on their Instagram and, like, tagged him in or whatever. I don't know, but, like, back when I was in eighth grade, I would just, like, screenshot funny memes and post them on my main Instagram. Like, now I just don't post anything, bro. I'm just like, nah, I'm not posting anything. But that's how I'd use it back in the day. But he just kept scrolling, and he found the photo at the very bottom of the tag. It was from five years ago, so quite a while ago. But the Gen Z kid was definitely older than four at this point. So it was a photo of a bunch of kids all standing up together. First of all, (laughs) I think you guys caught it. They're all standing up together. But it must have been either a camp or a school they used to go to or some kind of after-school program or something. And uh, since they were in eighth grade, it was like four or five years ago or whatever, You know, the Gen Z kid was probably, like, third or fourth grade. When you're in fourth grade, you are significantly older than four, unless you're Baby Einstein or whatever. But he was obviously much older than four. And Gerald is just staring at this photo. And he can't stop staring at the photo. Because he's looking at the photo, and every kid is standing upright. And there's a kid who looks like the Gen Z kid when he was, like, three or four years younger, probably. This kid was standing up. This kid was 100% standing up, no questions. No wheelchair in sight, no nothing. And Gerald is just like, oh my God. Like, this kid cleaned up his profile. Like, he must have, like, he probably had photos from back in the day that he scrubbed and all this kind of stuff, right? And maybe if any of his older friends who still follow him commented on the post saying, wait, you're in a wheelchair now? Deleted those comments, right? He did a good job scrubbing his profile, except for one photo. Here's the thing, though. Gerald made a bit of a mistake. Instead of screenshotting the photo, he just assumed, oh, well, you know, this isn't the tagged, so I can just tell people to go check out the Gen Z kids' tagged photos. So anyways, the next day in school, Gerald immediately is like, all right, well, I gotta spread the truth, because, you know, even though I do have an agenda against this kid, I don't really like him. I, I, it's better that people know the truth, and that's the most important thing. Anyways though, so right, Gerald now has information, Gerald now has proof that the whole time the Gen Z kid has been faking it. Gerald doesn't totally understand why, Gerald doesn't understand how, Gerald doesn't understand a lot of details. However, what Gerald does know is that there is a photo on this kid's Instagram page that shows him very clearly standing up when, you know, he can't stand up. This kid cannot stand up, bro, at least from what he's been told, or what he's told everyone else. So, Gerald knows this, and he knows he's, you know, this is what he's gonna spread. So there was a very strict no phones policy at school. Everyone's phones had to be in their backpacks, and, like, teachers would legitimately, like, take someone's phone for an entire week if they saw it. So, the problem was, was that for the longest time, not, not not the longest time, but for the duration of the day, you couldn't be on your phone. A few kids would occasionally, like, sneak them around, but just just the whole risk of having your phone taken away for an entire week, you weren't even allowed to get it at the end of the day. You had to wait till the end of the week to get it, man. So a lot of kids were just like, all right, fine, whatever, we just won't go on our phones. So here's the problem, right? Gerald immediately starts telling everyone in person about what's happened. So instead of sending them the Instagram post, over Instagram DMs the night before or waiting until he got back to send Instagram like the Instagram post to people. What Gerald does, and he admits this was a mistake in retrospect, was he just simply tells people if you go on on the Gen Z kid's Instagram tonight and you go to his tag section, you scroll all the way down, you will find a photo from three to four years ago in which the Gen Z kid is very clearly standing up. And if you remember his story, well, he was, like, paralyzed in a car crash at the age of 3 or 4. Not, like, 12 or 13. Huge discrepancy right there. So, word spread extremely quickly. This is a relatively small school, so word tends to spread kind of quickly. But especially some allegation of this, like, magnitude. The other thing that happened was that Gerald's name was attached to this allegation. Basically, he said this, And everyone went around saying Gerald is saying that the Gen Z kid is faking it and he has proof. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment proof down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. And while you're in the comment section, check out the pinned comment on the video. That's a link to the Spotify page in which I I upload all these story times as podcasts on there. And also a link to three other channels I run and post daily on. So please subscribe to all three of those uh, to help me out. And yeah, let's get right back to it. So anyways, right, Word spread extremely quickly that Gerald was claiming that the Gen Z kid faked everything. So, pretty big uh, accusations, uh, allegations, whatever, right? And uh, here's the thing. So, Gerald was, uh, you know, he told everyone, people were talking about it, and uh, no one really had access to their phones. A lot of people wanted to, but... What ended up happening was the school day eventually ended, and, like, every, this was, like, everybody was talking about it. And when I mean everybody, I mean everybody was talking about this, bro. Like, everyone was talking about it. So, uh, yeah, Gerald, uh, you know, he, he got back home, or he's getting in the car with his mom, and he goes into his backpack and he pulls out his phone. After about, like, five minutes, he receives a text notification from someone in his class. Not that he's, like, super close friends with, but I think they must have had, like, a... Uh, either a grade, large group chat, or maybe he needed to exchange numbers for a project they did in class, but for some reason, right, he had Gerald's personal number. And uh, so Gerald receives a text from some guy he's kind of friends with being like, and it says something along the lines of, bro, why did you make up that stuff about the Gen Z kid? So Gerald is like super confused at this point, and he responds to the text, what do you mean? And the kid says, I went to the Gen Z Kids page and I can't find the post. Like, there's no post at all. And, you know, Gerald's like, what? So Gerald opens up his Instagram and he goes to the post or he goes to the Gen Z Kids account and he goes to the tag section and he scrolls all the way down and he keeps looking. He looks all for it. Like, He's like, oh, maybe it's not the very last one and I remembered it wrong. Maybe it's like a couple posts down, but not the very last. Gerald looks through every single tag post and it's gone. The, basically, the proof of the Gen Z kid faking it is gone. And that's when Gerald realizes that what must have happened was that because word spread so quickly and that Gerald didn't attach any actual proof with his, uh, with his accusations, he told people to go look for it, word must have got back to the Gen Z kid. The Gen Z kid brushed it off like, oh no, no, no. Then the Gen Z kid must have immediately taken the risk and gone on his phone and removed himself from the tag post, right? you can go to instagram and you can re- remove yourself if you're tagged in a post and the thing is gerald i said this earlier never got a screenshot bro he never got a screenshot he never he could not for the life of him remember the name of the account that like tagged him because it was like uh it was like uh i don't know megatron 48 768 pi square it's like some crazy username that you just won't remember so at this point gerald's like oh no So yeah, within the next 30 minutes, Gerald probably receives 25 different messages, either on Snapchat, Instagram DMs, text message, Uh, probably got a few faxes coming in too, basically being like, dude, that's crazy for you to like, it was either along the lines of, that's messed up for you to make that stuff up about the Gen Z kid, or something like, dude, can you send me the post, I can't find it? Or just like, wait, are you sure that you saw what you saw? Like around, it was basically a bunch of variations of those three messages. Yeah, so Gerald was like, oh, crap, bro. There's no way. Uh, Yeah, Gerald got bamboozled. The Gen Z kid, he should have realized he got, you got to get screenshots, you got to get the receipts, man, especially on something where the guy can get rid of the receipts. And the thing is, too, if the school didn't have such strict rules about having no phones or whatever, kid probably would have just pulled out his phone, checked and been like, yep, here's proof, right? But no, people just waited till they got back. But I guess the Gen Z kid realized that he needed to take the risk and go on his phone. And honestly, like, Gerald didn't even see this coming. I think he totally forgot about the fact that you can remove yourself from an Instagram post. So yeah, Gerald got completely frickin' bamboozled here, bro. He got absolutely owned. And let me just say that socially, he got really owned. So, yeah, he received a ton of text messages that night, along, you know, I already told you the three. Basically, the either being like, how dare you do this, or the I can't find the post, or are you sure you saw it correct, bro? And, uh, yeah, so Gerald, so, like, Gerald wasn't like, I don't know, the popular kid that, you know, oh no, his reputation's ruined, the only thing he has going for him is the fact that he's quote-unquote popular in high school, which, oh yeah, that means so much, bro, of course. Yeah, but at the same time, like, Gerald, like, would have kind of, like, friends, people. I don't know if you guys have this, but, like, more casual friends in class, people he would be. There were some people Gerald was really close with, but there's also a lot of people that he was just kind of friends with. And, like, people he'd sit with, people he'd get lunch with, people he'd walk with. Like, you know, he was a, he wasn't necessarily a popular guy in the sense he was, like, I don't know, on the hockey team or had some kind of, like, social clout like that, but he was a very kind of, like, He was a very talkative person, and he spoke to a lot of people, and for that reason, he was always, like, he had a lot of people that he was kind of casually friends with and not, like, two very close friends, and that's it. So, yeah, for the next week, Gerald has, like, one of the worst social experiences of his life. He's completely ostracized, as everyone thinks that he made this up about the Gen Z kid just to make him look bad. Which, not only are you making some kid look bad based off, you know, factless or just, like, not true accusations, you're also trying to, like, tear down the kid that, like, already has a difficult life because he's disabled and in a wheelchair. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible look for Gerald. Yeah, so this is probably one of the hardest weeks because a lot, some people still hang out with him, some people don't really care. Like, obviously, or not, I shouldn't say obviously, but his closest friends are still friends with him. That didn't change, which is pretty cool. I shouldn't say obviously because, I don't know, sometimes close friends aren't actually as close as you think. And even some of his casual friends don't care and they're like, all right, bro, whatever. But a lot of his kind of like casual friends, while they weren't like, you can't sit with us. a lot of them would, like, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, uh, things people can do to kind of, uh, you know, imply that they don't want to hang out with you, such as you sit down somewhere in your unassigned assigned seats, and then they decide to sit somewhere different, even though they've sat in the exact same spot for half a year. I don't know. If you normally walk with someone, they quickly walk to their next class instead of waiting for you, or they stay behind. Just a lot of, like things that gerald was noticing that people were definitely avoiding him which partly he couldn't blame because he's like dang i don't know if i'd want to hang out with me too if like i believed the rumor going or i believed what people believe and gerald also didn't blame people for believing what they believed i mean people went to the instagram page and nothing was there why would they believe him of course all this did end up changing when the Gen Z kid exposes himself as a fraud in front of basically everyone at the school. And Gerald gets instant redemption when that happens. So, let me just kind of jump to that situation. So, it's about 2 weeks and after Ger- like 2 weeks of like turmoil for Gerald where no one wants to hang out with them. People are always, like, a lot of people are talking about him, about he kind of, he got exposed. Oh, my God, Gerald seems like such a nice guy, but he's making fun of the Gen Z kid, making up rumors about him, like, wow, Gerald's actually a snake, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff, right? And so it's a really tough week for Gerald, or two weeks, or whatever. And uh, this school doesn't have any fire drills. I think they have, like, the most lame excuse for a fire drill you've ever seen like i think the school what they'll do is they'll like i don't know i think they'll put on like they'll be like all right guys if there's a fire what do you do and they say uh walk out or like i don't know walk outside and the teacher's like good okay let's get back to class so they never never really had an actual fire drill so uh when the fire alarm went off during the school meeting when everyone was there it was almost a bit of chaos that ensued yeah, so they were in just a meeting, and since they never had the fire alarm ever go off, because they never had a real fire drill, as I was just explaining, when the fire alarm goes off, everyone freaks out and panics. This is why you have fire drills. So when it actually goes off, and by the way, there was no fire. It was like, I don't know, some kind of bug got into the system, like an actual physical bug climbed in there and set it off or something. But uh, yeah, when there's, that's why you do drills, so when it actually happens, you don't panic, freak out, all this kind of stuff, right? Um, so anyways, right, uh, everyone freaks out, and everyone's sitting in the auditorium. So immediately the teacher runs up to the, to the speakers, like, everyone get up, file single file out of here, go immediately to the front lawn, and people were, were cramming the door. It was an absolute disaster, bro. It was a blank show. It was not good right now. And I think afterwards they started implementing actual fire drill just because of how bad this was, even though it wasn't an actual fire. But anyways, everyone immediately gets up and starts running towards the door. Listen to my sentence, the words I just said very closely because I did not misspeak. Everyone gets up and starts running towards the door. Everyone. You know who's in that meeting? The Gen Z kid. So everyone, at the moment, no one really notices. Maybe a few people are like, wait, what? I'm hallucinating, bro. But no one really notices as everyone is running very quickly to try and get out the door. And so they all get outside and they all kind of like, form a big clump or whatever, and the grass, the fields outside, and the teachers are like, all right, uh, like go buy your, everyone, find your fifth period class, like find your teacher for your fifth period class, they're going to take your attendance, make sure you're all here, fifth period was going to be right after school meeting anyways, so everyone gets in those lines, right, and Gerald is like kind of all frazzled or whatever as the energy was insane, and he was like, oh my god, like everyone's going crazy, but he looks over, he's just kind of like casually looking around and he looks at the Gen Z kid, who is standing in line, standing. And the people in the Gen Z's, like, kids' like class or whatever, the fifth period class, are kind of looking at him, looking at him with this weird look. And Gerald taps, like, the shoulder of his friend, Ben, who happens to be in the fifth grade class, the one, remember way back when he had, a like, a sleepover, and him and Ben were like, oh, that kid's the worst. Taps his shoulder, points at the Gen Z kid, And he's standing. He's standing there. So slowly, everyone starts staring at the Gen Z kid. And the Gen Z kid doesn't even realize what just happened. And so, yeah, uh, everyone starts to realize that the Gen Z kid is standing there. And eventually, the Gen Z kid realizes what's up. And he, like, he just, he freezes. Like, he was kind of, like, casually, like, standing there, but you could just tell that, like, Gerald could tell the moment that the Gen Z kid realized that he messed up. Because the Gen Z kid was just standing there, stiff as a frickin' broomstick, frozen with fear, because he doesn't know how to get out of this situation. He's probably going through, like, a billion calculations in his head of, oh, what's the most optimal thing I can do to save myself? But he went through all of them, and none of them worked. Zero. There's no way to explain this. He starts, like, turning to his classmates and be like, Oh my god, guys, I don't know how this happened, but I'm, I, must, I must have been cured. Like, I, I'm feeling so much better. And they're all just looking at him. Because they knew the rumors that he was faking it. And then they all were like, wow, he got accused of faking it, and it's false? So everyone in the back of their mind was now kind of, like, open to the idea that he might be faking it because a rumor spread about that, even though that rumor was proven to be false. So now that there was proof that all of them could see the Gen Z kid was faking it, now there was nothing the Gen Z kid would do. From that day on, the Gen Z kid did not come in with a wheelchair because he's not actually disabled, right? He's in... he walks normally immediately to the very bottom of the social structure. No one wanted to hang out with them. Even the kids that nobody liked didn't want to hang out with them. No one wanted to hang out with them. And Gerald immediately kind of got the whole, like no one apologized to Gerald, which is pretty funny, but like, you know how I was telling you earlier that some people who like stopped, like would like kind of like walk faster than him or wouldn't wait for him or would sit at different tables. All those people just started hanging out with Gerald again. Like nothing just happened. One thing I will say is Gerald will always remember the people that stuck with him through thick and thin, the people that either believed him or not, but knew his character, so decided to kind of like. Make a bet on him. Make a bet on him actually being a good person and not doing what people said that he did. Gerald will never forget those people. And still to this day, the Gen Z kid is super ostracized. And uh, Gerald said that actually by the end of that year, the Gen Z kid had moved schools and was going to another school. So by the time ninth grade rolls around, he will no longer be in the school with Jared. If you want to support the channel, the best thing you can do is watch another video, like the one on screen, right now. A Minecraft kid of, well, I mean, you can read the title. Normally I tell you guys to grab something to eat, but, dear God, please do not grab anything to eat while you listen to this story. Anyways, let's call the subscriber, uh, Nico, and subscribe if you like stories, anyways. Uh, The subscriber who sent in today's story, which you can send into my Instagram, uh, we're gonna call him Nico, right? So this all happened one day when, you know, Nico was in class and he was kind of just chilling, thought it would be a normal day, but his teacher comes in and announces that today is going to be a really special day, and it's not even going to be a special day, it's going to be a special fun day. So not like, ooh, it's special because we have a massive final exam, but ooh, it's special because we're going to be doing only fun activities today. And it was kind of a surprise that the teachers of the fifth grade, by the way, Nico was in fifth grade when this happened, the two fifth grade teachers decided that they wanted to collaborate and give their students a break, and also make it kind of a surprise. So the teacher announces, is that the other class the other fifth grade class as there were two fifth grade classes for his fifth grade the other fifth grade class was going to come into their room they were going to randomly partner up and then they were going to do a lot of fun activities today the entire class was really stoked and so was Nico because like dude, he didn't want to be doing any homework. He didn't want to be doing any math. You know how it is. And to be surprised with like a really fun day, it's just a good day, man. Things are going to be good. So anyways, right. Almost on cue within like, as like the teacher said, the other class will be coming in. They hear a knock on the door and the other fifth grade teacher opens it up and says, hi guys. Like, um, I, I I hope you guys are ready for your surprise today. Everyone is like, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a good day. Well, it's not. At least not for Nicholas, or Nico, as we're going to call him. Uh, because, I mean, everyone else is going to have a great day, but you already saw the title. You already know how bad this is about to get. Anyways, right, so they were assigned with random people from the other class. And there was this kid in the other class who, every single day, wore the same creeper hoodie Like every single day without like a doubt, like he wore the same creeper hoodie. I think you guys know them. It's like, you know, the hoodie that you can buy that has like the creeper head on it and then the creeper design. I mean, look, if you wore that, that's totally fine. As long as you don't wear it every single day without washing it, you're fine in my book. But the thing is, right? This kid either had seven identical creeper hoodies, or he just wore the same thing every day without washing it. And uh, by the smell of it, not by the look of it, you could definitely tell that he did not. He was not washing it, and this was the one-on-one copy. Anyways, right? So being randomly assigned someone, Nico gets the. Uh, uh, you know, gets the gets a short straw, you know, how it is, and he gets a sign with the Minecraft kid. We're just gonna call him the Minecraft kid because he's always wearing that hoodie. And so the Minecraft kid walks over to Nico's desk, sit down, and says, hey man, how's it going? And Nico's like, hey, how's it going? And immediately, immediately as the kid sat down, Nico had to like prepare, he had to make sure he didn't like gag, just like gag on reflex because there was like an aura, an aura of stench. Like, the odor probably had a mass that was heavier than the air around it. In fact, it was probably heavier than water. It would be it would be sinking, the water would be floating, like, it was that crazy, right? So he sits down, and he goes like, Ooh, How's it going, man? And the thing is, right, sometimes kids don't smell that good. I don't know, maybe you just didn't take a shower, maybe you forgot the deodorant. That's totally okay, but normally there's not an aura of stench, you know? Normally they're not so stinky that if you were, like, five feet away, you would smell them. Like, it's normally not that bad. And Nico wouldn't have really cared if the kid wasn't, like, the best smelling kid ever. He wouldn't really care if, like, I don't know, he lifted up his ar- like his underarms and, oof, that kind of smelled kind of bad, right? But the fact was, the Minecraft kid literally had, like, an aura of stench around him. So Nico was like, alright, uh, I- I'm just gonna power through today, right? It's fine. And the teacher at the front of the class said, guys, like we have some like, you know, this is like we have like a really fun activity. And the first activity planned for you guys, it's going to be an outdoor activity and it's going to be a fun game. And the whole class is like super excited. And the thing is, right, Nico's actually kind of excited, too, because he's thinking, all right, outdoors, the stench will probably dissipate or at least be less strong if it's outdoors. So this is a massive win for me. Uh, it was a massive win until the teacher announced that this special outdoor activity would be hide-and-seek in teams, and Nico's is thinking to himself, Oh, no. Oh, no. Because he realizes, right, hide-and-seek means that, like, him and the Minecraft kid with his stench aura, or they're gonna have to hide together. Like, they're probably gonna have to hide together in very compact, close places. And the stench aura, Nico assumes, is only gonna get more and more intense and terrible the closer you get to the origin. Which like, he was five feet away from the Minecraft kit and he was barely making it. So like, imagine being like directly there. Nico was like, man, I gotta practice not breathing for like an hour at a time because that's the only way I'm surviving this. But anyways, they all head outside. And real quick, the secret word of the day it's Minecraft. I know it's nothing that creative, but it is what it is. So comment Minecraft down below. I'll try and heart your comment as a way to say thank you for making this far into the video. When you guys watch my videos for a long time, uh, it really does help out the channel. And also, if you want to binge watch these videos, make sure to let me know in the comments and I'll try and say thank you back as it really, really does help the channel. But anyways, right, they head outside and they're preparing for their hide and seek adventure type thing. And so they go out there and the teachers are like, all right, so we're going to check who is gonna be the, you know, the one who's gonna seek, and we're gonna figure out, like, everyone else is gonna go hide. Nico was praying to God that he was going to be the one or his team of him and the Minecraft kid were going to be the Seekers. Because if they were the Seekers, dude, they didn't have, like, Nico didn't have to worry about being in a tight, cramped space. He just had to, like, he could be literally, like, 20 feet away trying to, like, he'd be like, oh, let's split up so we can divide and conquer. Which, aka, like, I mean, it is a more effective strategy, but the real goal, the real intention is to get away from the stench aura, because you already know what it is. But no, uh, a different team was picked, and he was like, okay, great. And the Minecraft kid is like, dude, I am so good at hide-and-seek. I know the best hiding spots, and, you know, Nico's like, let's just hope that these hiding spots are not really kind of, like, cramped. And sure enough, the Minecraft kid is leading him. He's like, dude, let's go. So they got 60 seconds, or the hiding, or the seekers had to count till 60, and they were counting pretty loud. And the Minecraft kid's like, come on, come on, quickly, quickly. And sure enough, right, the Minecraft kid leads both both Nico and him to this spot. And the spot was like, yeah, unfortunately, it was super cramped. So the spot was like behind the building and was behind this bush. And the thing was, right, the little spot behind the bush that, like, someone could hide in, it was really only a good hiding spot for one person, and it would have been incredibly cramped for two. And Minecraft kid's like, don't worry, man, like, I can squeeze in, we totally got this, no one has ever found me in this hiding spot. And Zach is thinking to himself wow, this is actually a really good hiding spot, because it was. However, the problem is, the better the hiding spot, right, the longer the duration that he's going to have to stay in that hiding spot, and also the longer the duration that, you know, he's going to be in that hiding spot with the Minecraft kid, with his, like, literally, like, life-threatening stench aura. And he's like, okay, this is going to be the hardest challenge of my life. And the Minecraft kid hops in there, he's like, dude, come on, come on. And Zach is like, I don't know. And the Minecraft kid grabs him by the hand and drags him. And he's like, don't worry, bro. I know this place is good. And Zack is like, Ugh! and legitimately Zack has to wait there for 15 minutes and Zach is, he's not trying to be rude, but he's like breathing, he like pulls up his like sweatshirt and breathes into it, and that makes the air a little bit less toxic, but it's still really, really bad, and he's, he's, Zach is, not Zach, sorry, that was the guy in the last video, I stole my notes up from that one, Nico is struggling right now, he's just like, he's trying, he's breathing in air, he's coughing it out, and the Minecraft kid's like, shh, 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 stop coughing, you're gonna, you're gonna get our hiding spot, they're Gonna figure it out because you're being so loud and, and nico's just thinking to himself man i'm just trying to survive this i'm not asking for much man i'm just trying to survive that's literally it bro i just want him i just want to see my parents dude so, so nico and the minecraft kid are just sitting there and they sit there for legitimately like 20 minutes and then eventually the seekers come around and they're around in the bush and uh, Nico is just like, all right, I'm gonna have to sabotage this because this hiding spot is just too good. So Nico like forces out a fake sneeze, and the Minecraft kid is like, no! And the Seekers eventually come over and find them. And Minecraft kid's like, bro, couldn't you hold it in? And, and, and Nico's like, sorry, man, I had to sneeze, like, I couldn't hold it in, right? So then, Nico and the Minecraft kid also become seekers, because it was kind of like, it was kind of like the zombie tag, where if, like, one person got tagged by the zombie, they would also become, like, someone who was it as well, and it was like a massive swarm of zombies like that. It was the same thing with this game, where if you got tagged, you also became, you, you became a seeker as well, and the Minecraft kid was just ruth- ruthlessly just going around just, like, finding people, it's like, got you, got you, got you, which I... I mean, that's how you play the game. I can't really, I can't really complain like that. But eventually everyone gets found and the teachers are like, all right, guys, I hope you had fun with that. We're going to head inside for one last activity before the day is over. And so they head inside and they head back to the tables and the teachers are like, all right, we're just going to have a nice little, like, kind of like, uh, Arts and craft type thing, and they show these big bins with all these art supplies and whatever. Right? They're like, All right, man, come up and make whatever you want to make, and just have a good time talking to your new partner or not your new partner, but your new friend. It's not a new partner. Uh, Nico would have been so happy if he got a new partner at this time, and uh, but no, it's the same guy. So, you know, the Minecraft kid and Nico, they go up, they grab some supplies, and they sit back at the table, and Nico's getting more and more used to the smell, and he's like, you know what, man, I'm gonna make it through the next couple hours. And while they're sitting there making whatever they're making, the Minecraft kid is like, alright, man, let's let's get to know each other a little bit better. Tell me some fun facts about you. So Nico's like, uh, okay, I don't really know, but I guess, like, I got a dog, I like to go on hikes um i walk my dog every morning and when i do that i listen to music that's what i do personally but back to the story uh i don't know i really you know i enjoy playing fortnite with my friends uh what about you man and the minecraft kid was like "Hmm." well i obviously am kind of a fan of minecraft as you can tell by my hoodie by the way nothing's wrong with like minecraft bro i love minecraft it's probably one of my favorite games of all time it's the background gameplay I use for almost every video, and it has a lot of nostalgia. When I say Minecraft, kid, I think you know what I mean. I don't mean someone who just plays Minecraft. But anyways, right, and he goes on to say, I, I, I also have these beliefs, and I don't know, people just, people get really mad at me, and they, they, they hate me for my beliefs, and it really makes me sad. And Nico, not really knowing what this guy was talking about, probably thinking that, I don't know, maybe... Maybe he was religious and people were hating on him for that, which isn't okay. You know, Nico was like, oh man, like, uh, what's the problem? Like, what's these beliefs? I I promise you, like, as long as they don't hurt anyone else, I'm all for you. I'll support you no matter what. Like, what are people hating on you for? And Nika or the Minecraft kid, is like, well, I really believe in being natural. I think that we should kind of return, like, you know, there's a lot in our modern day society that you know is we're straying too far away from like what we were supposed to be he said you know may that be from processed foods or stuff like that and that's like kind of legit like there is a lot of like a lot of the food we eat is actually kind of poisonous because it is so far away from what we're supposed to be eating that's pretty legit but then he goes on to say and like my mom is such a hater because the truth is you know i you know want to hear some facts and you know Nico was like, "Sure, I want to hear some facts. Whatever." He's like, "Caveman, you know, they didn't take they, you know, when they went to the bathroom, man, they weren't using these like really high chemical toilet paper." And Nico was like, "Bro, what?" And the Minecraft kid is like, you know, it's so crazy. My mom is such a hater about this. But you know what? I want to return to the good old natural days. And so I don't even wipe when I go to the bathroom. And when I take showers, I only let water pour on me. And I never use any of the chemicals and the soap or whatever. All these man-made inventions like soap and toilet paper. It's really just bringing us farther away from where we should be. And Nico was like, well... I can't say I'm necessarily shocked. But oh my god, what? And then the Minecraft kid turns to Nico. He's like, Nico, what do you what do you think about this? Returning to the natural element. And Nico is just still stuck on the fact that the Minecraft kid is basically bragging about not wiping. And he's like, uh, 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 uh um, uh, I, I mean like, yeah, man. I mean I think that like Specifically with like a lot of like fast food and junk food and like trans fats and like dyes and whatever. Like that's definitely something we should remove from the diet. I don't know if I'm 100% with you on not wiping and like not using soap. But you know, I, I definitely am with you with the whole like, you know, I don't know, artificial stuff in the food. And the Minecraft kid is like, well, I don't really care about the food as much. I mean, whatever. I bet the caveman ate dirt or whatever, and that can't be good for you either. I'm just more concerned with all the chemicals and artificial stuff in toilet paper and soap. And, and, and you know, Nico's not trying to be rude, but he's like, man, I don't know how bad toilet paper is for you. I mean, I, I, I really don't think that there's, like, that harmful of chemicals in it. And maybe, like, it's going to be more harmful in the long run if you don't use it. And the Minecraft kid is like, no, 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 you don't understand. I wouldn't really expect you to understand as I've done a lot of research myself. Bro, just a little note for me. Whenever someone says they've done their own research, oh, no, just just stop listening to them. (laughs) Just stop listening to them. But he's like, you know, I've done some research myself and I really think what I'm doing is going to be the healthiest for me. And that ended the day, but uh, Nico was just so startled by what he heard that he actually contacted one of his friends who was in the other 5th grade class. Nico really was wishing that he was going to be partnered with his other friend in the in the 5th grade class, but, you know, it, it didn't work for him like that. And he he said, hey man, you know that, that kid with the creeper hoodie? And the dude's like, yes, D- I saw you got partnered with them. You smelt it too. And Nico's like, yeah, do you know why? And the kid's like, yeah, because he doesn't wipe, lol. And Nico's like, bro, what, he tells everyone that? And the other kid in, like, Nico's friend in the other class is like, yeah, bro, he's bragged to everyone about it. Like, legit, everyone here knows. I should have given you a heads up. I just wasn't able to. I'm sorry about that. And Nico's like, wow, like, I spent a day with them. You got to spend, like, the entire year with them. You're a trooper. And he's like, dude, I know. I once got partnered with them. I had to go to the bathroom to, you know, the insides of his stomach came out on the outsides, is what I'm trying to say from the smell. And, anyways, Nico was like, You know what? I'm so excited to go back tomorrow because we're going to have a normal day of school. And Nico never thought he'd ever utter those words. Click in his on the life. video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today, we get a story of probably uh, the cringiest emo kid. And when I say the cringiest, I mean the cringiest emo kid of all time. Leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, and let's call today's subscriber, uh, let's call him Daniel. So anyways, right, one day, Daniel was in the mall with his friends. And Daniel and his friends decide that they want to go into Zoomies, which is a, it's a store that has, like, a lot of, like, skater-type clothes. Uh, They also, like, I used to go in there a little bit, even though I was never kind of like a skater kid. I just like the shirts with the cats with the middle fingers in them. I always thought those shirts were pretty funny, and honestly, I'd probably rock one of those today if I still had some of those shirts with me. but anyways, right, Daniel and his friends, you know, they decide to go into this into the store and they're kind of just looking around, browsing the t-shirts, looking if there's anything they want to buy. And Daniel kind of goes towards the back of the store, and towards the back of the store is where there's a bunch of skateboards or whatever, and there's these two kids and they're like long dark hair. There's like uh, I don't know, a lot of like black eyeshadow and makeup. All black clothing, kind of like dripped out with like skull chains, whatever, dude. Just like kind of looking like this guy. So anyways, right, Daniel doesn't like think anything of it. He's like, oh, that's like, that's interesting, I guess. Because here's the thing. Daniel doesn't really care how you dress Daniel doesn't really care how you act as long as you're like decent other people He literally doesn't care if I don't know man like you can do whatever you want But anyways Daniel's kind of walking towards the back of the store when he sees one of the two emo kids Say look at him go up to him and hold out their hand kind of like someone like you know The traffic guards like go out and hold up their hand to say stop And, and and the emo kids like hey, bro Only emo kids back here. You wouldn't get us anyways. And Daniel kind of looks at him like, bro, I'm just trying to shop in the store. So obviously Daniel's like, dude, like, I'm just going to go back here real quick. I just want to see what they have. I'm not going to like spend too much time here. You don't have to worry. And the other emo kid steps up and he's like, dude, I don't have to worry because you're not coming back here because you're not one of us. We can tell that everyone understands you unlike us because society, society doesn't get us uh, like how we get each other. And Daniel's kind of just looking at these two kids like, bro, bro, what, what, what's going on here, bro? Like, I don't really, I don't really understand. Like, and Daniel says, all right, man, like, I'm sorry, society, like, does you so dirty or whatever, dude. And uh, Daniel's like, I'll just be a quick second. And the other emo kid kind of like snaps back at him like don't you step one foot further you're not you're not welcome back here you're not one of us you're not an emo kid i don't know if he literally said emo kid i don't know if they refer to themselves like that but he's like you don't get us man only people like us, societal rejects, the people that nobody understands and how deep it is and how hard it is, can be back here. And you're definitely a normie, bro. I can just tell. You step one foot back here, and you know I'm gonna send you back to. Uh, and he takes like a second to think of something. He's like, "A pain town with my knuckle sandwich." And Daniel's looking at him like, bro, 2006 called and they want their entire aesthetic back. But whatever, dude. So Daniel's like, "I," right. And then Daniel completely ignores what he says and takes one step forward because... He's trying to go to the back of the store to see what they have. He's probably not even going to buy anything. He's definitely not going to linger back there with those kids there. He doesn't want to hang out with them. Dude, trust me, Daniel does not want to be there as much as they don't want him there. He's just going to go in quickly, but he's also not going to not go to the back of the store because these two edgy, these kind of like edgy edgelord kids are like, dude, society he doesn't understand us leave us alone, bro. Like, nah, dude, he's still gonna go there. And Like, honestly, like, I don't know if I would have done the same, because I'm very not confrontational, but I would have been pretty annoyed. So sure enough, right, Daniel takes one step to the back of the room, and the thing is, Daniel didn't even take one step, like, aggressively towards the emo kid. He literally took it past the emo kid. He was taking a step in the direction of, like, the back of the store, not towards the emo kid, and Daniel, like, doesn't even really understand what's happening, but he just feels this, like, this, this force on his face and all of a sudden his entire face is stinging and his head is like ringing a little bit and then all of a sudden right he kind of comes to and realize that the emo kid just punched him in the face and daniel looks at him he's like dude what did you like did you just punch me bro and he's like dude i said only societal rejects allowed back here Uh, you just didn't heed my warning And so the guy, like, at the Zoomies, like, the front of the desk of Zoomies is seeing what's going on, sees the kid punch him, is like, you guys got to get out of here. Like, I'm not having any of this in my store. And, And, the you know, the emo kid is like, bro, this kid literally attacked me. And at this point, Daniel's like, dude, what? Dude, I was just trying to go to the back of the store. You say all this cringe stuff, and then you punch me in the face. And then when we're told to leave, you said that I attacked you? And the emo kid's like, bro... Look, he's lying. Look at the way that he's so angry. He's getting so angry because he's lying, dude. And he's talking to the guy at the front desk. He's like, "Don't kick me out, and my friend, kick this guy. This guy's causing up a huge storm." And the guy at the front desk is like, "Like, I really don't care. I need all of you guys out of the store immediately." And you know, Daniel, Daniel's other friends are at the other side of the store, and they're looking over, like, what is happening. So Daniel looks up the guy at the front desk. and He's like, all right, man, like, just so you know, this guy attacked me. But, like, whatever. I'm not trying to make your job harder. Look, I've worked retail before. I get it. I know it's hard. I'll just step out of the store. And the two emo kids were like, life is so unfair. Society strikes once again. And they, like, slowly lumber out of the store. But, dude, you might be thinking that the cringe is over here. No, 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 no. That's where you're mistaken. Comment emo down below if you'd like a heart on your comment. Emo's gonna be the secret word of the day. And while you're down there, i follow my Instagram. It's in the description. That's where you can send in the stories. Turn on notification, join the Discord server. And anyways, right, Daniel and his friend, and the emo kid and the other, the two emo kids, all walking out of the store. And the emo kid is like, bro, bro, I was like, where am I gonna go now? Zoomies was the only place that accepted us. And Daniel's like, dude, you should have thought of that before you punched me in the face. And then all of a sudden, right, you know, there's this mall cop that's walking around, kind of just patrolling the area. And one of the emo kids is like, Mr. Police Officer, Mr. Mr. Officer, whatever, we need you real quick. And the police officer's like, okay, like, he wasn't really doing anything. But you know, he's not trying to really do his job either, so he's like, fine, what is it? He walks over and the email kid is like, This kid literally punched me in the face! I need you to kick him out of the mall! And the officer's like, oh, and he turns to the kid, he's like, Alright, is this true? And Daniel's like, dude, what? No, this guy punched me in the face! The officer's like, alright, well, if I only have conflicting stories, I'm gonna be forced to, like, kick you guys both out of the store. And Daniel's like oh, I, I didn't do anything. I just went into the store and he just punched me for not being emo. And the officer looks at Daniel and is like, "All right, your story's sounding a little suspicious. You're telling me that this kid punched you because he you aren't like emo or something? I don't think I can believe that, man." And Daniel at this point is like kind of like He's like, I, 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 Daniel's lost for words, because this is like the craziest thing that's ever happened. However, shout out to Daniel's friend. Because Daniel's friend is like, hey, I saw a security camera in there. Like, I'm pretty sure that whatever altercation happened was caught on camera. And as he said that, one of the, like, the emo kids, like their faces both dropped. And the officer's like, oh yeah, like I can actually, like it's pretty easy for me to request that. And if it's a certain type of camera, they can actually play it back directly in the store. And they, you know, they walk back into the store and the guy behind the cash register is like, oh, you guys are back already. And then he looks at the officer. He's like, oh boy, what did you guys do now? And so anyways, the cat, the officer goes into the store, goes up to the register and asks the guy if he can see, like, the camera. In- there was some kind of camera that was able to, like, it was, you could play it back instantly or something. Or it's very easy for the officer to check the cameras on site. So anyways, he goes to the footage, looks back at it, is looking at the kids, like, kind of like looking at the camera then looking at the kids, kind of the make sure that he's like seeing who is who and he puts down the camera and he looks at Daniel and he's like all right son like you can go like you can do whatever you want and then he turns to the emo kid and he's like why did like why he just says why like why would you call me over when it's very clear That like this, like you confronted this kid and then you punched him square in the face. He didn't even like return a punch to defend himself, which if he did, I'd still have to kick him out of the mall. But that would have been more understandable. Like, why would you call attention like to this whole situation? And you know, you're gonna get kicked out of the mall because I'm gonna have to do that. It's part of my job. And the emo kid is just like, Society, once again strikes, no one understands me. And the two email kits are like uh society and the police officer looks at the email kits and is like guys this is not society doing you wrong you literally punched some guy in the face and then told a police officer that like or a mall cop that he punched you and then would you get you caught caught on your lies and got caught like attacking someone you're, 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 you're shocked that you got kicked out? Are you serious? And once again, the emo kid is like, society, you wouldn't get it, bro. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a good day. Uh, today, we got some crazy emo kid stories that I know for a fact you will enjoy. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new. And let's call the first subscriber who submitted this story Hank. By the way, all these episodes are on Spotify, and they normally come out a couple hours early on Spotify, so make sure to check that out, first link in the description. Anyways, back to the story. So we're gonna call the first subscriber who submitted the story Hank. And anyways, this all happened when Hank was shopping at the mall. So Hank used to always go to the mall to shop with his friends, you know, it was just a fun place to hang out. They didn't really have a lot of other places that they could go uh, in the town that they lived in, so the mall was probably their best bet. And uh, sure enough, one of these days, one of Hank's friends wanted to shop at this place called Hot Topic. If you don't know, Hot Topic's a place where they have a lot of uh, t-shirts and other kind of apparel that is very, uh, I I don't know, like fast fashion-y brand-centric. Like, it's very much like, you'll have a lot of different uh, brands, or kind of like, you'll find a lot of band t-shirts, a lot of kind of like, okay, so a lot of different stuff's at Hot Topic, but one kind of theme of clothing that you'll see at Hot Topic is... uh, emo style clothing if that makes sense so like really black clothing edgy clothing stuff like that and just so you know like i have nothing against it if you dress like that i think it's a cool enough style i think you're fine if you even if you identify as like oh i'm i'm emo and the way i dress or act or whatever i don't really care live your life However, as long as you don't act, as long as you don't act like the kids in these videos, especially this one, you're chill with me. But anyways, Hank just was like, "Okay, man, like you want to go to hot topic? That's fine." Hank hadn't really been in that much, so he didn't really know what to expect. So Hank was walking into the, you know the hot topic, and he was looking around, and there's a whole host of people. And Hank's friend was like, "All right, man, like I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go to the back of the room. I know what I want. I'm gonna go in their skateboard section." You can kind of just wander around here. I'll be out when I'm done. So Hank was totally fine with this. And Hank kind of like was wandering around. And he walked over to one of the t-shirt aisles or one of the t-shirt rack aisles. And that's when he accidentally bumped into this kid. And this kid turns around. just to paint the picture this kid has super long black hair he's got like black mascara on black lipstick he's got black painted nails he's got a spiky collar he's got like a black band t-shirt he's got like long black jeans and then those like big black stopper boots i don't know if you know what i know like if you know what i mean but like those big kind of like those big rubber black boots that are pretty popular right now and he turns around and he's like dude what the heck bro and Hank's just like, all right, my fault. Like, I didn't mean to bump into you like that. I was just looking around and wasn't paying attention. And the emo kid's like, dude, you are like, like, t- t- shut up, bro. Hank's kind of just looking at him like, uh, like, I, I don't really know what you mean. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, are, are-, are you good? And-, and the emo kid's like, bro, like, I don't need to, I don't need to hear that sass from you, bro. Like, I really just don't need to hear that. And uh, Hank's just once again, like, dude, I... I don't know what you're saying, like, I'm sorry, I'll just go the other way, and Hank kind of turns around to de-escalate, because he doesn't feel like, you know, escalating anything, it's just not a good idea to get into fights like that, and that's when the emo kid's like, like, yeah, you would run, you're dressed like one of those jocks anyways, which, like, Hank kind of turned around, because he didn't know what that even means, first of all, I mean, isn't Jock a positive thing? Like I get that there's a bit of a negative like negative connotation of like, oh, you're a dumb jock or something. But I would have thought that like Jock would have meant like, oh, you're an athlete, which isn't is isn't that a good thing? Like I'm, I'm kind of confused right now. Is that not a good thing, you know? And Hanka, uh, you know, kind of turns back and he's like, dude, like what why? Like why are you like making a problem with me? I don't have a problem with you. I like, you're kind of the one that's making this into something. Because Hank really did believe, like, I'm not I'm not the one doing anything. It's, like, 100% this guy who's making it something, you know? And, uh, you know, the kid's just like, well, you know, like, you're just looking like a dumb jock. Uh, isn't that right, guys? And he turns around, and there's two other emo kids. And they look very similar to the main emo kid, but they kind of just, you know, they're dressed slightly different, but really... I mean it's funny how like non i i saw this on South Park, but it's funny how like non conformists all dress the same <laughs> I'm just like Well, I mean, you are conforming to something, but anyways, right? So the other two kids, the other emo kids are kind of there along too, laughing. And, you know, know, Hank is starting to, like, get upset by this because he doesn't really care about, like, these random kids, what they think. Except, you know, he's got three kids standing there pointing at him, laughing in his face when Hank didn't deserve it. Like, Hank was, you know, Hank was thinking, like, look, if I deserve this, if I was being, like, an absolute, like, you know, if I was being a jerk to them or or for some reason I actually did something, sure, maybe I deserve this. But Hank's just thinking to himself, like, dude, I don't deserve this. I was literally just chilling here. I actually bumped into this kid. Like, I'm sorry about that. Like, my fault. Once again, my fault. But that's when Hank turned the tables on the emo kid. And the thing is, right, the emo kid was wearing a band t-shirt. And the thing about band t-shirts is, you know, it, you don't, okay, you don't necessarily need to know everything about some place that you rep. Like if you wear a t-shirt that's from Starbucks and someone's like, okay, well then name all the flavors of like ca- cappuccino you can get. It doesn't have to be like that. But the thing is, a lot of people wear band t-shirts because the band t-shirts look sick and uh, they don't know any of the songs from the band, which, you know, I guess is fine. But, like, at the end of the day, a lot of people will kind of pretend to know it and not actually know it. So, you know, Hank was like, well, screw it, bro. He's like, all right, buddy. And he looks at the main emo kid, and the main emo kid looks at him back. And he's like, all right, buddy, name me three songs from that band. And he points to the emo kid's T-shirt. And I don't know, maybe it was, like, Nirvana or something. Like, one of those kind of, like, T-shirts or whatever, which, uh, and the emo kid... Looks at him, and he has this kind of look of shock. This look of, oh my god, like, you caught me. Kind of the look of, like, man got caught in a trap right here type of look. And the emo kid's kind of just like, um, um, how about you name me three songs from this band, bro? And and the emo kid turns to look back at his emo kid friends as kind of like, oh, what's their reaction to that sick burn? And they kind of just look at him blankly. I think the emo kid was kind of expecting... He would turn around. He'd look back to his friends, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, wasn't wasn't that a crazy burn? I totally got them." But his friends look back at him, kind of just like, "Ah, oh, dude, like I don't know how to break it to you, but you didn't get him. So the emo kid turns back around. He's like, oh, "I don't need to tell. Like I don't need to do anything you say, bro. I'm not going to conform to your standards." And then the t- two emo kids were like, "Yeah, that's right on, bro. You're so right." And they like dap him up. And Hank at this point is he's just so done. He's just like, bro, because he realizes, like Hank's like, you know what, I'm not going to fight with these kids. These kids are obviously a lost cause. This is not worth my time. So Hank gets up, he turns around and he's kind of says like, whatever, man, like go live your life. Hank turns around, starts to walk away. And that's when he feels a tug on his pants. And he turns around and he sees the emo kid failing to pull down his pants. So basically the emo kid he couldn't like you know wanted to like he couldn't let hank just leave by himself like he couldn't let him just do that he so when hank turned around and started to walk away the emo kid like went to jump and try and pull down his pants to like pants him to embarrass him to like impress his emo kid friends and be like oh my god i totally owned him dude so at this point like hank is like dude stop pulling down my pants bro and the emo kid's like, oh, sorry, I just slipped." And he's like, "Uh," and his emo kid friends laugh along as well. At this point, Hank's getting really annoying. He's like, "Sorry, bro. Like, I'm not into you like that." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you're trying to pull down my pants. So you're not—you're telling me you're not trying to get a peek." And, and the emo kid's like, "Dude, it's not like that. I was trying to pants you." And, and, and Hank's like, "Yeah, you wanted to pants me so you could see my, my bare bottom. Did you really want to see my bare bottom that bad?" And at this point, the the other two emo kids. Start laughing a little bit, and the emo, the main emo kid, turns around. and He's like, "Stop laughing! It's not funny!" Turns back around. And he's like, "Dude, you don't know what you just did." And the emo kid walks up to the, uh, walks up to Hank with his chest puffed out. He's like, "Bro, you literally don't know what you just did. You don't know who you're messing with." Okay, I don't know if he started to tear up or anything, but the, at the exact same time. The mall cop that happened to be like going around the mall to make sure that nothing's like happening, looks into the hot topic and sees basically this kid walk up to this other kid with his chest puffed out. So the mall cop outside kind of slows down walking and looks inside. And sure enough, right, you know, Hank is like, hey, look, I'm not looking for any trouble. And the emo kid's like, yeah, that's what I thought. You're freaking scared, bro. Don't tell me otherwise. You're freaking scared. And at this point, Hank's like, dude, I'm not scared. It's not like that. I just like, I just don't want any trouble. Like, you're not worth my time. And he's like, I am worth your time. I'm worth all of your time plus some because I'm worth more than you, dude. You don't know who you're messing with. At this point, right, the emo kids was really kind of just showing his true colors and being like, I mean, kid's insecure. That's fair enough. He's trying to act all tough in front of his friends. So once again, Hank's like, you know, he turns around and he's like, all right, man. He's like, dude, I'm just not doing this. Once again, have a good life. Hank turns around, and as Hank's turning around, the emo kid is like, in his head, he's like, I can't let this slide. So the emo kid literally raises up his hand and swings on Hank. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, go ahead and comment emo down below. I just wanna see how many people made it to the the end of this video, as I do appreciate you guys. Best way to support the channel as always, is just watch a bunch of the videos. The more watch time you give to the channel, the more we get promoted in the algorithm, and I really, really do appreciate it. Let me know in the comments section what you do while watching my videos. I genuinely want to know. Just so you know, all these episodes are on Spotify. It's in the description, the first link. Please rate us five stars when you have a chance. If you want to submit these stories, and please do, because you know that's how I make these videos, go to my Instagram or Twitter. They're both in the description, but they're also at Connor Pugs. I got a Discord server, link in description, code ConnorPugs for 10% off gamer subs. Let's get back to the story. So Hank, remember, he turns around and Hank's like, dude, I'm not gonna deal with you like that. It's not worth my time. So Hank turns around and the emo kid, who's like, I can't, I can't let Hank like one-up me. Like, I can't let this random kid like you know, kind of like alpha me in front of my emo kid friends or whatever. So Hank turns ar- So as Hank turns around, the emo kid swings on him, takes his fist. Phew, the thing is, though, the emo kid's not, like, a, a, a trained, uh, I don't know, fighter or boxer or something. So, obviously, the emo kid doesn't make contact with Hank. Instead of making contact with Hank, the emo kid nearly misses Hank, and his, like, right hook goes right through a rack of clothes. The emo kid was also, emo kid was really putting his full force into this, too. Because once the emo kid misses and whiffs on Hank, the emo kid flies forward into the rack of clothes. So, he basically, like... Pushes himself into a rack of clothes, fails to swing on him. The mall cop, however, did see the emo kid try and swing on Hank, so he walks in there. Hank turns around, and he sees the emo kid on the floor in a pile of clothes, and he's just so confused on what happened. And then, the, you know, uh, Hank turns around the other way to see a mall cop standing in front of him. So Hank's really confused at this moment. He's like, okay, one second ago, the e- I turned away from the emo kid. And a second later, the emo kid is sitting, like, face first in a pile of clothes. And a mall cop is standing above me. Like, this literally makes no sense. And sure enough, you know, the mall cop's like, hey, hold up, everyone. I got to talk to you guys. And the two emo kids, like, from the back, like, they they get scared and they literally run off. They disappear into the rest of the story. He's like, hey, you get get back here. But also the mall cop didn't really care that much because the the two people that he really wanted to talk to were both Hank and the emo kid who swung on him. So the emo kid gets up. He's, like, kind of panting a little bit. He's like, (sighs) and the mall cop's like, hey, like, hey, I saw you swing on this kid. I know you didn't make contact but you did try and swing on this kid is 100%. Like, what's going on here? The emo kid's like, dude, I was just defending myself. And at this point, you know, Hank's like, that's not the case. Like, this this kid and I were kind of talking back and forth. He tried to pull down my pants. I made fun of him for doing that. I turned around. He tried to swing on me. At this point, right, you know, the mall cop kind of witnessed the last the last 60% of this altercation. So he knows for a fact that he saw the emo kid try and pull down the pants and then have an argument. So the emo kid says, well, after I pulled down his pants, uh, this kid tried to swing on me and I just defended myself. And the thing is, right, that was a mistake for the emo kid because the mall cop had been watching the whole thing. So the mall cop knew for a fact that that wasn't the case of what happened. So so the mall cop goes on to say like, dude, I know for a fact that's not what happened. I saw you guys kind of like, bickering in the store and i wanted to make sure that we had no like nonsense going on obviously some nonsense did go on and i you know i watched the whole thing i saw you pull down try and pull down this kid's pants he did not swing on you i don't know what he said to you that offended you or anything but it's very clearly that you know you're the aggressor here and like you know i I can't have that so he's like hey i'm gonna need you to come with me and the emo kid's like all right like all right buddy go ahead with him and the emo kid is like looking at hank And kind of giving him this look of like, come on, bud, like, go, go ahead. He's asking for you. When in truth, that, you know, the mall cop is not asking for Hank. The mall cop is asking for the emo kid. So the mall cop's like, sorry, man, you must be mistaken. I'm not asking for this guy over here pointing to Hank. He's like, I'm asking for you. And he points at the emo kid. And the emo kid is so absolutely stunned by this revelation He's like, at this point, the emo kid is practically speechless. The emo kid is standing there is just like, you, you must have some kind of you must have some kind of mistake or something. Like, you can't be talking about me. That's insane. Like, there, there's no way. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Hanks is looking at the emo kid with this bit of a smirk. And the mall cop is kind of like, come on, bud. Like, we don't want to have any trouble here. Make this nice and easy for all of us. And just come along with me. And, you know, at this point, the emo kid is looking at Hank and kind of just giving him this look of, like, this isn't over, buddy. This isn't over. And Hank is kind of just like, wow, this, like, a lot just went down the last five minutes, you know? Because <laughs> this was, like, no longer than, like, ten minutes of an altercation. And as soon as the Molkov basically drags the emo kid away... His friend comes rushing up to him and he's like, Dude, dude, like, I just checked out the thing I was getting. And in his hand, he had this, like, skateboard thing or whatever. He's like, Dude, I just saw, like, a mall cop over here. I saw some kid getting dragged out of the store. Did you happen to see what happened? And Hank just looks at his friend and is like, Did I happen to see what happened? He's like, Buddy, I lived what happened. Okay, so the, we're going to call the subscriber for the next story, Bobby. I got a little uh, King the Hill theme going on with these names, because I got Bobby and Hank. If you know, you know, and you're cool. Anyway, so Bobby was, like, hanging out at home one day, and one of his friends hits him up. And, you know, Bobby, you know, doesn't see this friend this often, because they happen to be going to two different schools, even though they live relatively in the same area. They're both in high school, and they're both seniors in high school, so Bobby's friend, who we're going to call Ben, actually happens to have a car at this point. And, you know, Bobby's friend Ben hits up Bobby one day and Bobby's just chilling at home and he gets a text from Ben saying, hey, do you want to like hang out today? And Bobby is feeling kind of lazy. So he's like, ah, maybe like, what? Well, what do you want to do? His friend's like, dude, I want to go to the skate park. And Bobby in his head he's like, I don't know if I want to go like this. is. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I really don't know. And Bobby should have stayed home that day based on what was about to go down. But he didn't cuz he wanted to see his friend Ben and he was like, "Wait, what else am I going to do today? Watch Netflix." I know by the, I know for a fact by the end of the day if I'm just sitting here watching Netflix, I'm not going to be a happy camper. So sure enough, Bobby texts him back He's like, "Yeah, man, like I don't got a ride, but if you can pick me up 100%." So sure enough, this friend, you know, I don't know, an hour later, pulls up to Bobby's house and says, "Hey man, get in." And you know, Bobby shows up to the, you know, the window. He's like, "Hey, what's up, Ben? Haven't seen you in forever." I don't got, just so you know, I don't have a skateboard, just so you're aware, and Ben's like, dude, I got two in the back, don't worry about that, I got you. So sure enough, you know, Ben hops into the car with Bobby, and you know, they, they drive, or Bobby hops into the car with Ben. They drive over to the skate park, which is like 15 minutes away from where Bobby lives. And they get out. And, you know, Bobby used to skate a little bit back in the day with his friend. It's been a while. So he's not going to do any tricks or anything like that. But he's just getting along. On the, he's just getting on the board. He's kind of riding around a bit, just getting a little bit of exercise. And mostly he's out there just to hang out with Ben because he hasn't seen Ben in a second and they used to be really tight. So sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just chilling at the skate park. They're having a good time. They're kind of just living their life. And that's when a group, a group, a very specific looking group, Uh, of of these emo kids. They pop out of nowhere, basically. And they just appear at the end of the skate park. So this skate park is pretty big. It's not like a massive one. It's not like where you'd have a professional skater event or something. But it's a pretty big skate park. Look, the city definitely puts them, like, a good amount of bread into making this. So sure enough, you know, they're looking over and they see this group of kids. And this group of kids has, like, a ringleader that's, like, standing in front of the other two. And he's kind of dressed like the other, they're all dressed like kind of like the other emo kids in the last story time. So I'm not going to go ahead and describe them. They're dressed a little bit differently, but it's all kind of the same, if you know what I mean. So the, sure enough, you know, the kids are just standing at the end of the park. And it's really awkward because, like, Bobby goes over to Ben. He's like, dude, like, see those kids? And Ben's like, yeah, I've just been staring at them. And Ben's like, dude, they've just been looking at us for, like, the last thing Checks his watch. He's like... Dude, they've just been looking at us for, like, the last, last like, two minutes, bro. That's really freaking weird. And, you know, Bobby's like, yeah, man, like, this is kind of weird. I don't totally know, like, what's the deal with all this. Like, do you know what's up with them? And Ben's like, dude, I don't go to this skate park. Like, this is your skate park. And Bobby's like, yeah, I don't really skate anymore, so I don't know. Maybe this is, like, a place they normally go to. Either way, this is kind of weird. Let's just stay on this side, and hopefully they'll stay on their side. And if they come over, you know, hopefully they're cool. Spoiler: They're not cool. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the farthest thing from cool. But anyways, you know Bobby and you know, Bobby and Ben try and ignore these kids as these kids literally. They the thing is these kids they're not they don't even have skates with they don't even have like a skateboard with them and you don't need to have a skateboard to hang out at a skate park. You know, a park is a park and it's a cool place to just hang out with some friends. That's hundred percent true. However, I will say it is a little weird to like show up in a group of kids or a group of like a bunch of people. Stand there and watch other people without saying anything to each other without doing anything like that I will say that itself is pretty weird So sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just kind of standing there like dude. This is really freaking weird What's going on and that's when they look over and sure enough They see the emo kids start to walk closer to them like the emo kids were just standing there for a good solid I would say ten minutes and that's when the emo kids start to walk over to Bobby and Ben And at this point, you know, Ben turns over. He's like, dude, what is up with your neighborhood, bro? Like, why do you always get the weirdos? And Bobby's like, dude, it's not my fault. I don't go here this often. I don't know. And that's when the group of emo kids shows up. And there's, like, very clearly, like, this is going to sound weird, but, like, an alpha one, like, okay. I'm not trying to use, like, weird, like, alpha male terms or whatever. Oh, Connor, which one's the sigma male? Shut up if you you say that in the comment section. Ironically, dude, actually shut up. But anyways... Sure enough, you know, the kind of like the alpha of the pack, whatever that even means in emo pack words, is like, hey, you two, I need a word with you. And Bobby and Ben kind of just look at each other just like, oh, my God, like, what's going on here? It's just kind of strange. You know, Bobby, Ben kind of like whispers over to Bobby like, dude, we are never going back to your park ever again. Bobby kind of just gives him this look of, like, dude, I can't control this. So sure enough, the emo kid, let's just call him the alpha emo kid. <laughs> no, I can't say that for much longer. The, uh, the, the, the main emo kid, King the Pack or whatever, walks up to them. He's like, bro, do you not, under- do you not know? And Bobby and uh, Ben kind of look at each other, and, you know, Bobby speaks up and says, no, no like, knows what, like, know what? And the emo kid laughs. He's like, oh, you don't know then. This is our turf, dude. And uh, Bobby and Ben kind of look at each other and Ben speaks up like turf? Emoka's like, yeah, man, you gotta understand, this is our turf. And Bobby just means like what was that even mean? And they're like, you dude, you don't want to mess with us. And one of them, like, legitimately, legitimately pulls out like a wand. Not not like a knife or something, not like actually trying to be intimidating, like this isn't like, oh, they think they're like actually in a gang or something. This is their turf. They pull out a wand like a frickin' Harry Potter magic wand. And, you know, the main emo kid's like, bro, my boy over here knows magic. You don't want to mess with him, dude. And uh, so Bobby and Ben kind of look at these kids, and, you know, Ben speaks up. Ben's a little bit more brash. Ben's a little bit more, you know, I don't know. Uh, co- confident is maybe the wrong word, but I'm going to use that word. Than, uh, Bob Confrontational, that's right. He's uh, Ben's a bit more confrontational than Bobby is. So Bobby would have been fine literally just going somewhere else. It's not like there's not a lot of other place. I mean, there's not a lot of other places they could go, but it's not like Bobby's a big skater in the first place. He just wanted to hang out with Ben. And Ben literally goes up. He's like, dude, what are you going to do with that little magic wand? You're going to wave it around, put a spell on me? It's this freaking Harry Potter, dude. We don't care. You guys don't have turf. That's ridiculous. Like, look, we're not taking up the whole park. This park's massive. You guys chill over there. We'll do our thing over here. We, like, there won't be any trouble. The emo kid's like, dude, there's going to be trouble if you guys don't leave or at least pay respects. And, you know, Ben at this point's like, the frick you mean pay respects? Like, what is that? Like, what do you even mean by that? And at this point, Bobby's starting to realize that Ben is kind of finding this amusing more than concerning. Bobby's more concerned by this just because they outnumber them, like, four to two. And these emo kids definitely, like, aren't hitting the gym every day. But at the same time, like, four to two, it doesn't matter, like, how big you are. Like, you're not taking them one-on-one. So, like, Bobby didn't want anything like that. Even if it's that emo kid smoke, he didn't want it in the first place. So, sure enough, Bobby kind of looks at Ben and kind of gives him a look of, like, hey, like, come on now. And and Ben is like, no, I'm going with this. And Ben's like, all right, man, you know what? Put a spell on us, bro. Like, if you honestly, like, you know what? We're going to take the punishment. Put a spell on us. And the main emo kid looks at them and is like, dude, you don't want our smoke like that. You don't want us to, like, drop a spell on you like that, bro. You don't know our power. You don't totally get it. And Bobby is just looking at them. And Bobby's, like, kind of, like, completely freaked out at this point. Not that they're going to actually put a spell on him and, you know, I don't know, curse him or something. Bobby's just so freaked out by everything going on. He just doesn't want anything to do with it. So Bobby is like, uh, I don't know, man. How about we just like, we stay here and you go over there. And the emo kid's like, I'm not talking to you, little boy. Which like, Bobby was like, so taken aback by this. that the, and, and Ben was like, you don't call my friend that. Come on, if you're such a big guy, little boy. And the, at this point, Ben says, little boy back to them. If you're not such a big guy, little boy, put a spell on us. And He points to the guy in the back. And there's like a little emo kid in the back with like a little magic wand or something. The main emo kid says, you know what? Gentlemen, gentlemen, I, I don't want you guys to be seriously hurt. So I'm going to give you one more chance to, to leave the premises or my friend will put a spell on you. And want, you will be cursed so badly that you will not make it out of this park alive. We have magical powers that you simply don't understand. And Ben is looking at them. and And Bobby is looking at them. And the emo kids are looking back. At this point, it's a classic. It's the it's one of those classic Texas standoffs, like who's gonna shoot first. But instead of shooting, it's uh, either staying there or shooting your magic spells through your wand or whatever. And you know, Bob, Ben was like, "All right, no, we're staying here. Put a spell on us. Do it." And the emo kid is like, "Fine, you've sealed your fate." And all of them walk away. At this point, you know, Bobby and Ben look at each other. Bobby's like dude, those kids are weird, like, I have no idea what's going on. Ben is like, really is your neighborhood spawning out the most NPCs in the world, dude? Like, this is crazy. And, you know, Bobby and Ben were probably going to go back and forth a little bit about how weird these kids were, but they were, unfortunately, interrupted by chanting. So they look over, and they see the emo kids, like, holding hands, chanting, like, kind of like going in a circle, like, kind of like moving in a circle, holding hands, chanting like demonic tongues at this point bobby's like bro i'm kind of freaked out and ben's like dude this is a comedy routine please like chill out at this point they do like the chanting gets louder and louder and it's kind of weird like it's really strange it's like they definitely been rehearsing this and bobby is gonna bobby admits to me that for a split second he was thinking like dude what well, these kids actually have magic powers spoiler they don't <laughs> they're just weird right? And by the end of the chant, you know, one of the kids comes over. The main one grabs the wand, starts swinging it around, and starts walking over to them. He's like, like, one last chance, boys. I'm giving you one last chance to literally survive. This is, I'm giving you one more chance unless you want to, like, if you want to leave here and see your parents again. And Bobby was just in his head, like, dude, this kid's legitly weird. And Ben says, Bring it on, dude. I want to see the worst you have. And Bobby was like, you know, he admits, you know, he was a little bit concerned just because, I don't know. Just like the confidence these emo kids had was kind of startling. And the main emo kid's like, fine. Takes up his wand. He starts like saying a bunch of like random gibberish and waving his wand in a circular motion, pointing it at Bobby, right? Or at Ben, not Bobby. And Ben, you know, kind of looks at Bobby and gives him a wink. And Bobby knows that, you know, Ben's about to be up to some mischief. And the kid is like, or does like what is very clearly like the final motion. And Ben literally like opens his eyes super wide, clutches his heart and drops to the ground and doesn't move. Bobby is like a little bit freaked out, but he also remembers that Ben just like gave him a big wink. And you hear all the emo kids, like, some of them are in the back, like, oh my god, oh my god, it actually worked. The spell actually worked. And the main emo kid has this look on his face, like, the most scared look you've ever seen. The main emo kid was terrified. Because for, like, a couple, like, for a good 30 seconds, the main emo kid actually thought that he just killed this kid from his, like, magic spell or whatever. So sure enough, you know, the emo kid, like, drops his wand, rushes up to Ben, and is like, no, no, The spell, it was too powerful, I should have held back. And Bobby's is looking at him. And the emo kids, the other ones, are standing like talking to each other and they're like frantically talking to each other. They are really concerned about this. They're like, dude, do we call the cops? Do we bury the body? Like, what do we do? Like, what if our parents find out? All this kind of nonsense, right? And that's when you hear giggling. It started as giggling. But then it just evolved into laughter. And that's when Ben flips over. And is just, you can see that he's just been laughing. He couldn't hold it in any longer. And he gets, gets up. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He fell for it. This is the funniest thing ever. He's like, guys, you're not wizards. You're just weird. Go to Look, go to that side of the park. We're going to be here. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's when I think the emo kids kind of realize that, you know, they weren't going to scare them out of there, and they definitely were not going to fight them out of there either. So sure enough, the emo kids are—they don't even say anything. These kids have or they're kind of—I guess they're kind of done with trying to scare, like, Bobby and Ben out of there. So they pick up their stuff, they get up, and they leave. And Bobby and Ben, you know, <laughs> they, they go back to doing their whatever they were doing before. But it really was just never the same after that, because, like, for the rest of the day— Bobby, like, Ben would just continuously make emo kid jokes, and Bobby would laugh and make them back. So, in fact, the rest of the day was better than ever before. And this happened a long time ago. Like, this happened, like, four or five years ago. And Bobby and Ben actually came, like, reunited a couple year, like, about a year ago. And literally, like, the only, like, the only thing they did during their, like, when they reunited was retold this story and, like, made jokes about it the entire time. And uh, yeah, this is probably. If you want to continue supporting the channel, please click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. How's it going, everyone? Today we have a story of one of the cringiest emo kids of all time. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're calling today's subscriber who submitted the story Brent. So this all happened when Brent was at soccer camp. And so Brent went to the soccer camp every single year. And it just happened that this year he encountered the emo kid at soccer camp. So anyways, this was just another summer of Brent going to soccer camp. His mom dropped him off and once again, he was pretty excited to go. Unfortunately, some of the friends he made from the year before, they didn't show up this time. So he kind of like was kind of very proactive about finding people, you know, meeting new people and trying to make some new friends. So anyways, in the very beginning of soccer camp, they had kind of a get to know other people type deal. And all of a sudden, right, Brent sees this girl, and she was at kind of like the girls' soccer camp. So it was kind of split up like boys' soccer camp and girls' soccer camp. However, it was all under the same umbrella of like the soccer camp program. So they would eat lunch together, do non-soccer activities, but like the morning soccer practices were kind of split up by gender like that. And so anyways, right, right away... Brent saw this girl, Emily, and he immediately kind of fell in love with her. Not actually, but was like, OMG, lol, she's cute, I'm I'm gonna have to- I'm gonna try and hit- No, I'm just kidding, he's like, I don't know, he's like, he's going to soccer camp, he's not trying to hit, bro. (laughs) That's crazy. But anyways, right, so she's gonna be an important character later on, but for the meantime, we don't need to think about her, because someone much more important comes into the picture. So while Brent is thinking about like, oh my God, look at that girl over there. I got to start talking to her. That's crazy. He accidentally bumps into this guy and you look, turns around. This guy is like, I don't know, a little bit bigger than him, a little bit heavier than him. Just like kind of a bigger guy. And he's got this, like, long black hair that's swooshed over. He's, like, he's wearing, like, the standard soccer cleats, but otherwise it's, like, this black band heavy metal T-shirt. He's got, like, black painted nails. He's got, like, a spiky wristband on or whatever. And he turns around. He's like, yo, what did, you, what did you bump into me, bro? And Brent's like, oh, my fault. Like, didn't mean to do that. And he's like, you think that I'm – you don't think that I'm an alpha? Is that what you think? Brent's like, what? He's like, I'm an alpha male, just in case you weren't aware, which I, I know that you subconsciously were because, you know, all betas instantly know when there's an alpha present. And uh, Andrew's, or Brent's, sorry. Andrew was the guy from, like, seven stories ago. Brent was like, uh, what? He's like, bro, do you not know what beta males and alpha males are? Well, basically, beta males are like you and lame, and alpha males are strong, powerful, and dominant in the pack. And with that, like, the emo kid does a big, like, swipe of his big, long, black hair. So, like, his bangs would no longer cover his eyes. It immediately fell back in front of his face. He's like, yeah, just so you know, kid, get out of my way. And the emo kid, like, shuffles away. And this was Brent's first interaction with the emo kid. So he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> that, that's cool, man. Like, okay. See you around, buddy. Bye-bye. So anyways, let's uh, fast forward a little bit. After soccer practice in the morning, Brent was actually one of the better kids there. He was pretty good at soccer. They had lunch, and then in the afternoon, they had activities such as, like, this, like, I don't know, like, tag, capture the flag, all kind of, like, random camp activities. And today was capture the flag, and Brent happened to be on the same team as Emily. So immediately he goes over there. He's like, hey, how's it going? Like, my name is Brent. Emily's like, hey, like, my name's Emily. Nice to meet you. And Brent and Emily immediately hit it off. They're having a good time. They're talking with each other. They're enjoying each other's company. You simply love to see it. And like from very far away, Brent catches the, catches the eye of the emo kid, who's on the other team, and is just staring him down for some reason. Brent doesn't really think much of it, and then, like, you know, he goes back to talking to Emily. So they're playing Capture the Flag right now, and Brent, you know, runs over to the other side, gets the flag, right, and it starts running back to his side. If you don't know Capture the Flag, there's, like, this little penny on both sides, or, like, a little piece of cloth or something, and while you're on the opponent's side, if they tag you, you're in, you're in jail, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to run over there, grab their flag, and run back to your side without being tagged. However, there was a stipulation that it had to be a tag. This isn't tackling. You can't push someone. You can't, like, punch them or anything. You you have to tag them if they're on your side. So, you know, Sam... Oh, Brent is running over there. Sorry, I have a list of names in front of me and from other stories. Brent is running over there. He grabs the enemy team's flag and is running back to his side and he's really close when he just like immediately slams into the ground. And that's when he realizes that there's a big guy on top of him. And that's when he realizes that the emo kid tackled him. So the emo kid's like, "Nice try, buddy. Next time try not to fight the alpha males." <laughs> And then came camp counselor comes over and says, hey, hey, we said no tackling. You, you're on the sidelines, points to the emo kid. You know, he's disqualified or whatever, has to sit on the sidelines. Ooh, so alpha, man. But anyways, right, so the pinnies returned, but also Brent isn't in, like, jail. He goes back to the other side, and the emo kid has to sit out for the rest of Capture the Flag. And Brent continues to talk to Emily, and the entire time, the emo kid is just, like, looking over, And he's like all angrily staring at Brent. So Brent is now his official enemy. Brent kind of just assumed that they were enemies because of when he bumped into him and also when he got him disqualified, which did Brent really get him disqualified? Or was it because he's an idiot and jumped on him? That's why he got disqualified? Who knows, man? But there was another reason why the emo kid hated Brent. There was another reason that Brent did not realize at the moment, but was very... Very very potent and it's gonna be very very important for later on in the story. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a hint. It starts with an E and ends with a Mli. Did you guys get it? Starts with an E and ends with a Mli. Emily? I'm just going to tell you, yeah, it is Emily, the girl, so emo kid likes her. Anyways, so Brent and Emily talk for the rest of that capture the flag game. The entire time, the emo kid is staring Brent down. Brent just simply assumes, well, this kid hates me for that reason only, but let me just say that the next week of soccer camp was the craziest week that Brent has ever had. So anyways, right, his mom picks him up, he goes back home, his mom's like, hey, how was the first day? And Brent says, oh, I met this really weird kid who tackled me. And she's like, oh my God, are you okay? He's like, yeah, actually, I barely any scrapes on me even, but he seems to not like me, so I'll keep you updated on that. So Brent is dropped off the next day, and he walks over there. And that's when the emo kid, you know, is just staring him down. And, you know, Brent is kind of walking over because there's a little bit of like a 5, 10, 15 minute period where the kids are just standing around talking with each other, waiting for them all to be dropped off. And then the kind of the soccer camp officials or camp counselors would then split them up into groups, do soccer drills, play games, whatever standard kind of affair. And he's just kind of waiting around. And that's when the emo kid comes up to him and says, so you're challenging my authority as the F man. And uh, Brent is kind of just like, what? He's like, <clears throat> I'll say it again. <clears throat> just in case your little beta ears couldn't hear me. So you're challenging my authority that I, that I am the alpha male of the pack. Uh, if we were wolves, which we kind of are, and it, Brent was like, what? If we were wolves, as we kind of are, as I said, I would be the alpha male, alpha wolf. And you would be the beta wolf. And I would be banging your wife while you watch little cuck beta wolf wolf. And Brent is looking at this kid, and this kid is like, like, no offense, but this kid is like the opposite of what a stereotypical alpha male would look like, right? One of those red-pit alpha males, it just looks the complete opposite of that. But anyways, Brent's not going to get into like a, you know, a, he's not going to like, he's not going to rebuttal this kid, because like, what is there to rebuttal? Everything, man? Like, this kid has no argument. But anyways, Brent's like, okay. And the emo kid's like... Well, you say okay, but remember yesterday when you got me kicked out of the game, which you obviously tipped off the ref? And Brent's like, bro, you tackled me. It's very clearly stated in the rule books that you're not allowed to tackle anyone. How is this on me? He's like, dude, it was so clearly on you because the ref understood that I was the alpha male and I was simply asserting my dominance, bro. And, you know, Brent's just like, dude, the. The, the frick are you talking about dude like i i i paid him off with what the five dollar allowance i get a week with what my my use smelly stinky socks what what do i have and he's like i don't know man May, i i don't know maybe you took his daughter on a date because his daughter's so ugly she'd never get a date oh and brent's like was was that a diss like th- does he even have a daughter he's like 20 bro what and the emo kid's like anyways i just wanted to let you know that i'm the f man You're the beta man. I will do your wife when you have one. And scene. And the emo kid walks away. And Bren at this point is like, (laughs) what? Why, 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 why? What, why is this my life? Anyway, so skip forward to the, the soccer practice. They're put into groups and the emo kid was in group B earlier so they basically split them up into group A and group B so that group A is the better players and group B is the crap i'm just kidding the players who are newer to soccer and the emo kid apparently was on the like was on the cusp of uh group A it was on it was at the very top of group B and because his performance was good enough he was actually moved up to group A so now Brent, instead of having a morning to himself to focus on soccer, now had to deal with the emo kid being, you know, thrown into the mix here. So anyways, they're doing some drills with a soccer ball and they're kind of like kicking them around cones. You had to kind of keep control of the ball while you were running. And the emo kid, like they started, they said, okay, line up into three groups. And the emo kid immediately ran behind Brent. And Brent kind of looks behind him. He's like, what? And the emo kid said, nothing Brent. Just letting you know that I'm the of man here. And Brent's like, okay, fine. Let's just do the drill. So the, the ref blows the whistle. Brent starts kicking the ball and moving with it. And the emo kid immediately runs up behind him and trips him. He's like, oh, sorry. And the ref's like, hey. And the emo kid's like, it was an accident, I swear. And the ref's like, all right, be careful. And Brent... Start started to get really angry because, like, you know, if you he, if he get an injury in soccer, like, especially if you get, like, a foot injury, he could be out for the entire week. I mean, this is, like, one of his favorite camps that he has every single summer. He loves going to it. It's one of his favorite things to do. And this emo kid, for the second time in the last 24 hours, has, you know, caught like, has gotten really close to causing him a pretty big injury. Like, I mean, he could have jumped, like, he jumped on him yesterday, he ran behind him, knocking him over, what if he twisted an ankle? What if he, like, I don't know, fractured something in his leg? Like, it's not that hard, especially when you got a big old kid jumping on top of you every five minutes. It's difficult. It's it's not that difficult, man. So anyways, Brent, for the next activity, waits to get into line before the emo kid does. Because he doesn't want to be in the same line as the emo kid. But it turns out that, like, everyone else lines up and it's literally just Brent and the emo kid waiting for each other to move because the Brent wants to go where the emo kid doesn't go and the emo kid wants to go where Brent goes. And the refs are, or the, not the refs, but the soccer coaches are like, come on, come on, kind of like, guys, get into the line. And Brent's like, okay. And he sprints to the end of the line and then the emo kid sprints to the back of that line and the coach is like... Emo kid says his actual name. Can you go to another line? Like that line's too long. And the Emo kid's like, okay, moves over one line. And when the coach turns his head, the emo kid literally runs back into the line with Brent again. So when the coach turns around, he's like, wait, e- e- emo kid, I-, I said, could you go to that line? And he's like, fine. Emo kid eventually goes to that line, actually does that. So for the rest of soccer practice, the emo kid tried to, like, bump into Brent, tried to make his life difficult, basically was just being a big butt the entire time. But um, thankfully, right, you know, that nothing really happened. He didn't bump into Brent successfully again. In fact, the emo kid, most of the time when he tried to bump into Brent, Brent would do some, like, very slick soccer move, kind of, like, break his ankles, not literally, but you know what I mean, and the emo kid would, like, fall flat on his face because he kind of, like, tried to run into Brent, and then Brent sidestepped him and completely swerved out of his way. Anyways, though, things start to get a little bit more interesting because... Throughout the next day, Brent and Emily are talking it up. It's very, it's very like, it's kind of like the known thing for the camp that like, those two were kind of like the unofficial soccer camp couple. I don't know if your camp's had stuff like that, but this was true for the soccer camp. And word was that like, the two of them, they were gonna kiss soon. Oh my God, guys, isn't that like 12th base or something? So sure enough, right, one one of these days, so like a day later, Emily and Brent are just sitting with each other at lunch. They're kind of on like a quote-unquote date or whatever. And that's when a girl comes over and sits next to them And Emily's like, oh, this is my friend Robin and Robin's like hey guys like uh, I just want to let you know Emily that the kid over there and points to The emo kid is planning to ask you out soon and Emily's like dude. I don't know that kid I've never spoken to him in my life and Brent's like, oh my god I know exactly who that kid is Emily's like, what? And Brent basically tells her the story that I told you guys for the last 13 minutes, and she's like, oh my god, he's the worst, and Brent's like, well, that would explain why he really hates me, too, because, like, not just that I embarrassed him, but I've been hanging out with you the entire time, and, you know, he probably knows that we've been talking a lot, and Emily laughs a little bit, and this is when Robin says, dude, like, I'm serious this kid is gonna come over and ask you out within like the next 24 hours. He's gonna do it publicly. It's gonna be really embarrassing. I, everyone's told him not to do it, but he's in his own world. You gotta put, you gotta let, you gotta let him down nicely though. And you know, Brent was like, no, no, be mer- no mercy, no mercy, make him suffer. Emily's like, Brett, I'm not gonna make him suffer. I don't know this kid. Brent's like, make him suffer. Emily's like, Shh, sh- 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 okay, I'm gonna be nice. When he comes over, I'm going to be firm, I'm going to be direct, but I'm going to be nice about it, I'm going to be cordial, and life is going to go back to what it was before. So sure enough, right, Brent now realizes that the emo kid has a massive crush on Emily. And Brent also starts to think about it. When Emily says no to him, and when she starts really, you know, hanging out with me more, and when word gets around that we kiss, because we totally are—this is in Brent's head, right— He's gonna actually like ramp up the craziness even more than it already is. I think I'm screwed, boys. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. I'm gonna heart as many comments as I can that say that. That is the secret word of the day. And also, if you wanna support the channel and help boost me back into the algorithm, Uh, All you gotta do is at some point, maybe after this video, maybe later, sit down and watch a bunch of my videos in a row, maybe while you're playing video games or drawing or cleaning your room or maybe to help you go to sleep. I take that as a compliment now, I understand it. Uh, Leave in the comment section down below how you're helping boost the channel. I will heart it i will say thank you and i'll even shout some people out like the person on screen right now thank you to this person on screen and all of you guys for all the support recently it's really helped boost the channel we're growing again you'll love to see it let's get back to the story so anyways flash forward to that night or not that night but that afternoon remember when this is the like the mixed gender just fun more camp activities they're playing dodgeball And sure enough, you know, the emo kid and Brent actually happen to be on the same team this time. So, like, emo kid and Brent, they're picking up the dodgeballs, they're throwing them, you know, they're trying to avoid being hit by the dodgeballs. And the emo kid walks over and is like, sup, bro? And Brent's like, what? Emo kid's like... I just want to let you know that, like, I know that you and Emily, or you have been trying to flirt with Emily, and it's been failing horribly for my sources, at least. That's what my sources said. And I just want to let you know that, you know, I I let you have your fun. I let you play, like, the little beta little lamb you are, (laughs) but I'm actually going to come in and, as the alpha male, assert my dominance and claim what is mine. Emily shall be my girlfriend by the end of tomorrow, mark my words, and I will watch as little tears roll down your face because you're so sad that I took your girl. Oh, little Brent, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brent's like, dude, she's not going to lie. I've talked to her. She's going to say no. Like, I, like, don't do it. I hate you, but I know for a fact... You're gonna get rejected in front of everyone. The emo kid's like, nice try, little boy. I know for a fact that my testosterone is 10 trillion and yours is zero. So, based on that alone, plus a billion other factors such as my manliness, my alpha maleness, my swag overall levels, and a billion more things, just she will obviously say yes to me. And even if you two are fake dating, she'll break up with you immediately to say yes to me. I just know some things that you don't know, Brent. Get over it. So the emo kid walks away. And Brent's like, well, you know, my conscience is clear because I tried to warn the kid not to do it. I tried to warn the kid, right? I'm not a bad guy. I told him not to do it. I told him. I said, I even gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, I don't like you, but I want to help you here. He didn't listen to me. It's not my fault. Whatever happens tomorrow. Next day rolls around at soccer practice, the emo kid for the entire morning is like, Brent, Brent, better spend the last moments with Emily as you can because she's about to be my girlfriend. Oh, and Brent's like, dude, shut shut up, dude. He's like, oh my God, am I getting to you, man? Am I, am I getting to you, man? Oh, man, it was so easy to break your thin week beta skin. Oh my God. My words are hurting you so much. I'm going to lick up your little salty tears. (sniffs) They're so tasty and so good. And Brent's like, shut up, bro. You're going to get embarrassed. I can't wait for the moment. She better go hard. Anyways, flash forward to lunch, the moment. So anyways, Brent is sitting with Emily and Emily's like, dude, the emo kid. I can't see him anywhere. And Brent's like, dude, he's going to ask you out. It's happening. Get over it. It's going to happen any second. She's like, he's going to do in the next day, which means probably now, probably now in front of everyone. And you know, Brent's like, that's what he said he would do. And Brent was like, oh my God, don't turn around because Brent was looking and the emo kid was walking over. And what was he walking over with? He was walking over with a boom box. (laughs) You already know where this is going. And Brent's like, you know what? Brace yourself. Um, Try and have an out-of-body experience right now so you don't have to deal with what's about to happen. Um, This is about to be bad, Emily, I'm so sorry. And Emily's like, oh my God, oh my God. And that's when you start to hear music. It's the emo kids' personal band. So it's like this heavy metal rock band. So just imagine some like heavy metal rock going in the background and the lyrics are, Emily, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily, why why, why do you hang with losers like Bran? Emily, please love me. Yeah. And it's just kind of like more stuff like that in the background. And the emo kid is, like, rocking out by himself with an air guitar while this is all going on. It is the worst moment of Brent's life. Because the second-hand embarrassment is so strong, he's basically getting first-hand embarrassment from the whole thing. Everyone has stopped eating and turned around, including the camp counselors. They're just watching this kid bounce around with an air guitar with his, like, super long black bangs flying all around the place. As this boombox plays one of the the crappiest songs that they've ever heard, the w- terribly mixed, the worst lyrics basically saying that Brent sucks and that she should be in love with him, and he's bouncing around, and then after five whole excruciating minutes, and everyone at this point is laughing and trying to hold themselves together, after five whole long excruciating minutes of the worst music ever and some like really bad air guitar and bouncing around, the song stops and the emo kid says, Emily, it is clear who you shall choose what is your verdict and emily's like i'm sorry i don't know you i'm not going out with you emo kid's like that's hilarious what's your actual verdict emily's like dude i don't know you he's like dude that's hilarious what's your actual verdict and brent's like all right man that's enough let's let's concede while we're behind the emo kid looks at brent and says this isn't over man and he walks away with his boombox and Brent's like, why did he say that to me? I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't dump him. And Emily's like, dude, that was worse than I could have ever imagined. And right, so Robin, the friend who warned them came over again and said, look, I should have warned you about that. I didn't, I didn't think it was real. I didn't even think that that was actually gonna happen. I was told earlier this morning and I laughed, I'm so sorry. I should take, take anything that you hear about this kid seriously from this point on because oh my God. And Emily's like, wait. Oh, no, we still have an activity tonight, like, for the, like, this afternoon. And Brent's like, oh, my God, he said this isn't over. And sure enough, it was far from over. So they get to the activity that afternoon. So it was probably the worst possible activity that it could have been because it was small groups of charades. They kind of ran out. They they had something else planned, but since it started to rain, they had to go inside. So they're like, all right, we're going to break you off into small groups of three. And we're going to have you play charades with each other. And at this point, like, they're like, okay, what are the odds? Brent's like, what are the odds that I'm put with? And the person says, Brent, Emily, emo kid. And Brent's like, you got to be joking, man. You got, you got to be joking. Apparently, right? Robin tells him this, like, later on, like, once the camp is over. Apparently, the emo... Because she was talking with one of the camp counselors about everything that went down. And the camp counselor said that, like, once, like, it started to rain, the emo kid went up to them and asked what they were doing. Camp counselor said, oh, we're doing group small groups of charades. And the emo kid requested that his two best friends and him were put together in a group. So it wasn't just random. It was the emo kid. But Brent didn't know that at the time. So Brent looks at Emily. And Emily looks at Brent. And they're both... both but they're both basically just, like... Oh boy. And then they both look at the emo kid who has a massive smile on his face. So all three of them go away to a corner. And the emo kid's like, Emily, I might have came on too strong. And she's like, well, that's an understatement. But he's like, I will show you the truth. Brent, I challenge you to an alpha battle. Brent's just like, what's an alpha battle? Ha, you're such a beta for not knowing what an alpha battle is. Beta. He's like, an alpha battle will be proof that I am alpha and you are a weak beta. And then Emily will choose me. And Emily's like, I'm not. And he's like, wait, your your heart will tell you otherwise after the alpha battle. Emily's like, okay, I'm still not going to. She's like, God, stop, silence, woman. And Brent was like, whoa, chill out, dude. He's like, you silence too? We're having an alpha battle right now. So, right, this just kind of looks like they're doing really weird charades from afar, but the emo kid is like, all right, let's form our best wolf poses. Brent's like, what? He said, form your best wolf poses! Now! And emo kid, uh, Brent's like, all right, all right. Ooh, emo kid's like, that is the worst wolf pose I've ever seen. You were definitely not part wolf like I am. And the emo kid does this really weird pose. He's like, oh my god. Uh, I'm wolfing so hard right now. This is the most emo thing. I mean, the most <laughs> the most alpha thing I've ever done. Oh, my God. At this point, Emily's like, guys, you are both embarrassing yourselves. Emo kid is like, no, you will see that I'm the most alpha. I swear. Emo kid's like, all right, let's do it wrestle me and you know brent's like what emo kid jumps on top of him just tackles him to the ground because he's like 20 pounds heavier right and a little bit taller and brent was completely taken off guard he's like bro stop what are you doing and emo kid's like i'm out effing you that's when when the camp counselor comes over and says all right guys break it up break it up tears the two of them apart he's like all right so we're only doing this for 20 more minutes but it looks like uh Looks like you two can't keep, you know, can't keep off of each other, so I'm going to be joining your group. Imagine how awkward this is. It is Emily, Brent, the emo kid, and a random camp counselor. So they do normal charades, right? And the entire time, the emo kid is, like, sneaking and punches to Brent's arm. He's like, ow. And when the camp counselor looks up, the emo kid puts his arms behind his back. And the emo kid is like, this isn't over, man. And then the emo kid walks over to Emily. He's like, tsk, tsk, Emily. Tsk. Emily's like, what? Do you think I'm more alpha? Shut up, kid. Emo kid's like, no. Okay, well, okay, I'll just be direct. Do you want to go out with me? No. And the camp counselor was like, guys, silence while I'm doing charades. And Emily's like, dude, I don't want to go out with you. How many times do I need to tell you this? Emo kid's like, but I'm definitely more alpha. She's like, that's not a real thing. So the next day rolls around. It's Thursday And that afternoon, there's no real activity. It's just known as like the uh, soccer dance or whatever. And during the soccer dance, there's one coveted slow song where anyone who has feelings for each other might ask for like a slow song or something. And sure enough, let's just jump to the dance because the emo kid is like being a jerk to Brent all day, but that's not anything new. And sure enough, it is the dance. And they're putting on normal songs. And Emily and Robin and Brent are all together like, dude. And Robin's like, dude, the emo kid is definitely going to try and get that slow song with you. Like, Brent, you got to swoop in right away. Because at this point, Brent and Emily were like unofficially a thing. They're only at camp for a week. So they're not going to make like a a long-term relationship. Let's have kids, baby. Okay, okay. You know what I mean. But sure enough, uh, you know, the slow song comes on. And Brent's like, oh my God. And Emily's like, quickly. And you can see the emo kid sprinting from the other side of the room. So Emily and Brent quickly like get together in the slow song, kind of like whatever. And Emily's standing there and she feels Brent being ripped off of him. And the emo kid grabs Brent, rips him off Emily and tackles him on the ground. And this is where the camp counselors are like, okay, foul play, foul play. They go in, they grab the emo kid and they like run it. Like they take him off. They're like, all right, buddy, this is like... your third strike and you are out so they call up the parents of the emo kid they say your kid your son can't come tomorrow he's like fighting this one kid again and again and he won't stop and so sure enough the emo kid was picked up taken away and brent and emily finished off with a slow song together the next day rolls around. It is Friday. It is only a half day where basically the parents come and watch a little, like, soccer presentation that all the kids have done. And by the end of it, right, you know, most people are packing up. Brent and Emily are gone. And you remember the friend Robin from the beginning? One of the camp counselors and Robin were, like, friends or whatever or, like, friendly. And the camp counselor counselor's like, do you happen to know about that, like, emo-looking kid? Like, do you happen to know what was up with him? And Robin's like, do i have a click on the video on screen right now i know you'll enjoy it just click it do it leave a like on this video and i'll actually give you nothing at all Now, but what's up guys welcome back to a brand new story and just imagine you're chilling with your girlfriend life is awesome you stare into her eyes lovingly and then all of a sudden this emo kid walks in and says that you must fight him to the death to decide who gets your girlfriend and at that moment you seriously just sit there and question your life choices. That is the story I'll be telling today. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into this story. So we're going to call a subscriber who submitted the story James. So anyways, there's an e- there's a kid in James's class who we're going to call the emo kid. He kept to himself he wore crazy makeup and the dark clothing and whatever. And, uh, honestly, it doesn't really matter what you wear. But he was also extremely melodramatic. Like, he would come in, he'd be like, Society doesn't understand me. No one gets me. I'll never fit in. He, he, he was kind of like one of those kids that kind of just, like, would say this stuff and then would be like, Why do I not have friends? I'm just a melodramatic freak all the time. Which, uh, I mean, I was pretty weird <laughs> in middle school, so, like, I can't really speak... But uh, then again, hey, man. Anyways, so there's also a girl in, the, uh, I don't know. I'll just call her like, uh, well, let's call her Kate, right? It's name of my friend back home. Uh, so anyways, James and the emo kid, unfortunately, decided, had to cross cross paths because they both had a thing for this girl. And this Friday, right, so this story all starts like this weekend, or not this weekend, we'll say starts on Monday, and this Friday... Remember, not actually this Friday, I mean, this Friday in the story was gonna be the school dance. And the whole thing was like, whoever got the slow dance with this girl was basically gonna like, if you, so the thing at James's school is if you slow danced with a girl, you were basically dating her at this point. You guys were practically in love at that point so it was a pretty big deal who was going to get the slow dance and it was the emo kid versus james and this became very public knowledge like the emo kid was telling everyone that he was going to 100% get the slow dance and people kind of knew james because james was more popular he wasn't like i don't know some like really annoying popular person he was just like a cool guy that everyone liked i mean at least according to james who submitted this story so who really knows but we'll go with it right So everyone kind of knew that both the emo kid and uh, James were both fighting for this girl, Kate. And Kate made it pretty clear that, you know, she was not going to say yes to the emo kid. Like, sorry, unlucky. Life just works out like that. But she was considering saying yes to James. She was kind of just keeping... uh, The truth was that she was going to say yes to James if he asked. However, she just wanted to keep him kind of like on his toes and questioning or whatever right so uh yeah throughout that whole week uh the emo kid and james they didn't really like they weren't like in a fight with each other but they it was kind of like they were kind of like rivals in a sense even though they never had any direct confrontation and let's just skip ahead to that friday it was the day of the school dance it was emo kid versus james so anyways at this point you know the emo kid is like you know he's kind of like he's standing in the corner at the dance right look i was pretty awkward in in high school and middle school when it came to those big dances but to be fair everyone else was as well but uh, the emo kid was kind of taking it to a whole different level he literally was like slouched in the corner of the room his like long black hair kind of like down almost like you know that scene from the ring With that, like, the girl who comes out of the TV. He was kind of looking like that chick for a second. So he was definitely not helping himself out in this situation. And at this point, James and his boys were kind of standing, like, together, whatever. They were dancing to, I don't know. I don't freaking know what they play at high school dances. Maybe some uh, Whip Nene by Silento. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's a middle school dance, bro. I don't know how this works. But anyways, they're kind of waiting for the slow song to come on. Maybe some... I don't know, some, like, song by Adele or something like that, like, the one, like, <sighs> dude, I always try and, like, say lines from songs during these stories, and I just blank every single time. Um, but anyways, yeah, so they're all kind of waiting around there, and it was, uh, eventually, the slow dance song came on. I remember, you might be thinking, oh, man, who cares, it's just, like, a slow song. No, 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 what you have to understand is the slow song meant everything to these kids like the slow song basically if you had a slow song with some girl because remember they were in middle school This this was like seventh eighth grade so the probably the farthest you ever went with a girl was like slow dancing or maybe holding her hand if you were like crazy because you know if you hold a hand if you hold a girl's hand for too long there is a chance you get her pregnant so (laughs) definitely not misinformation from the connor pugs channel (laughs) but anyways slow dance was a really big deal and all of a sudden the song comes on. And the thing was, right, uh the, the the emo kid was too busy kind of like sulking about society in the corner of the room to react quick enough. So James was like, Alright, bro, like that guy's playing himself. I'm gonna go in. So James very quickly goes in and boom, he gets there, goes up, he's like, Hey, like Cade, hey, like, can I have this dance? And she very happily says yes, because she said like, oh, I don't know if I'll say yes. She knew she was bluffing the whole time. And James kind of felt pretty confident about it. And even though she said, I don't know, he was pretty confident because her friends were like, yeah, dude, she's totally bluffing. Like, I hate to expose my friend like that, but she definitely is the thing for you. You're you're chilling. You're in the green. So anyways, James goes in. He feels pretty good about the whole thing. But let me just say that the emo kid eventually looks up and then he sees this. And the emo kid is not having it. Uh, so <laughs> he does something pretty insane. So uh, strap in and definitely prepare for the cringe. If you have your uh, cringe seatbelts un- unbuckled, I'm actually going to fine you for your own safety. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and uh, buckle that cringe seatbelt because there was like a DJ station and there was like a guy who was like, DJing, quote-unquote, and there was, like, a microphone, so, like, you could, so, like, the DJ could say, like, hey, like, 20 minutes till the dance is done, or get ready for this hype song, or whatever, and other than that, he just, he was really just a Spotify playlist, (laughs) he just, like, he just edited the Spotify playlist, right, however, The DJ let the Spotify playlist run on autoplay or whatever, and he went to the bathroom. So the emo kid ran up to the, uh, he ran up to, like, the spot or whatever. He grabs the microphone. He stops the music. First of all, he goes up to the Spotify, clicks pause on the music, and screams into the microphone, Wait! And everybody turns around. Everybody turns around, and they look at this kid. And they're all kind of like looking at this emo kid who's standing at the front of the room with like the the, the microphone he picks it up he's like kate no so at this point everyone's kind of looking at this kid like oh my god because they all knew that like he wanted to have the dance with kate but like james obviously got it so they were like ah oh, that's tough man like life sometimes doesn't work out the way you want it to like that's this unfortunate how that goes However, you know, he goes up there and he's like he goes in the microphone like he says, wait, and everyone turns around. The music is off. He's like, Kate, may I have this dance? And everyone's so confused because, first of all, he turned off the slow song in the middle of the song. And also she was already dancing with someone. Instead of just going up to her, he makes a massive scene in front of everyone, grabbing the microphone and screaming into it, saying, like, will you have this dance? And the thing is, right, it's caused enough commotion that the guy, like, the DJ that was hired ran back. Because I think he was supposed to be there the whole time, but he needed to, like, rip a piss or something, so he needed to go. And he runs back over. He's like, give that back to me. He, like, snatches it out of the emo kid's hand. He's like, "Sorry sorry for the interruption, guys. Turns the music back on. Like, starts, like not cursing out this kid, he's a middle schooler, but being like, dude, what do you think you're doing? You can't just, like, come up here and take this stuff. Like, if, like, if you do this again, I'm gonna tell your teachers and you'll be in big trouble. Or, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how much trouble a, uh, a, a hired DJ can get you in, but, you know, the emo kid returns to his cor- corner and literally just sits down, just slumps into the corner of the room, which James felt kind of bad. He felt a little bit bad because, like, James has definitely been... In that position, I say that very kind of liberally Because James has not actually been in a position Where he grabs the microphone at the school dance Stops the music and asks the girl out unsuccessfully He hasn't specifically been there But he's definitely been in a situation where it just hasn't gone his way So he feels bad, man You know, feels bad, man You hate to see it But uh, yeah, anyways, James like continued on with the slow I mean, he's not going to stop his life Because this kid has an unlucky moment Like, that's tough so, uh, yeah, you know, while, I, I will say there was kind of an awkward moment because while, like, James is, like, slow dancing with Kate, he kind of, like, turns around. Like, they, they kind of, like, turn around so James is facing the emo kid, and he just looks up, and the emo kid is staring at him with, like, the creepiest, most stalkerish, most scariest stare he's ever seen because the emo kid is slumped over like the girl from The Ring, right, and is just, like, staring right at him. His, like, long black hair, like covering most of his face besides his eyes and he's like slumped over too like kind of like crouching over like an old guy with a cane or something but without a cane and James is like hey do you mind if we turn like 45 degrees this way or 90 degrees this way ah thank you that's much better so he doesn't have to see him anymore or actually let's do a whole 180 I mean he didn't ask for a 180 because he didn't want like Kate to be making eye contact with him either but yeah so that was a bit of a tough situation however you might be thinking well I mean At this point, reasonably, the emo kid must have realized that this just wasn't his day. And uh, he must have just, like, given up. Which he's already... I mean, he's already embarrassed himself. Like, he probably gave up after this point. And uh, while that would be pretty fair for you to believe, that was unfortunately not the... That was just not what happened. Because the emo kid would continue... Um, let me just say that the emo kid thought that if he, if he had a sword fight with James, that he would be able to win the honor of his lady. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. Leave, I will try and heart as many of those comments I possibly can. And also if you want to support the channel, the best possible thing you can do is just watch this video Throughout the entirety entirety of this video. And then afterwards, if you could watch some of my old videos, that helps more than you can ever imagine. Please go in the comment section and tell me how many of my old videos you've watched today or this week. I'll heart it and say thank you because it helps me out more than you can ever imagine. Anyways, let's go back to the story. Because the emo kid is not done. In fact, he is far from being done. So, what happened after the school dance? Like, over the weekend, um, James actually met up with Kate. They went to, like, go get dinner together, and that's when they officially started dating, whatever that means in eighth grade, which means, oh my god, they're gonna sit together at lunch. Oh my god, dude, that's crazy, right? Uh, But anyway, so James officially starts dating this girl. Word gets around really quickly, and eventually the emo kid, I'm pretty sure at this point the emo kid would have known, but... By his next actions, it's not super clear. So that Monday is the first kind of like lunch day that uh, uh, Kate and uh, what's his name? James are going to be having their first real at school lunch date, which is a pretty big deal for the eighth graders there. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal in general. But hey, man, let them have their fun. And so, uh, yeah, he sits down. Like, he finds Kate. They sit down. And they're at a table by themselves. And, like, people are looking over and talking and be like, ooh, someone's dating. (laughs) Whatever, right? And, uh, however, James, you know, Kate is facing away from the door. But James is facing the door. And James sees the door open up. And he sees the emo kid walk in. And James is like, ah, this is tough. Because James feels bad. He legitimately feels bad. Because I mean, if the roles were reversed, he would feel bad, like seeing the girl that he really liked a week ago sitting with a guy who was low-key his like enemy rival on a date. Like that would be tough to see. And James started to feel a little bit worried when the emo kid starts to approach him, right? Starts to approach him. And uh yeah, so the emo kid walks up to their table. And at this point, Kate also realizes that someone's walking up, so she turns around. And the emo kid walks up and doesn't look at James. He's not paying any attention to James. He's actually acting as if James doesn't even exist at this point. The emo kid turns to the girl, uh, Kate, I forgot her name for a second, says, Kate, I've been wanting to ask this for a while, but since we've become so close in the last couple weeks, which they have never spoken before, but that is beyond the point. At this point, that is beyond the point. He's like I was wondering if you would like to go on a date with me. If you would like to start dating, and uh, James is like, "Oh no, he doesn't know. How does he not know?" Because James is like, "Everybody knows. Everybody told everybody, but I guess everybody didn't tell the emo kid. Of course they didn't." And Kate, at this point, like, "Oh well, I'm very flattered." And the emo kid's like, "Well, if you're flattered, then you should say yes, correct?" And at this point, she's like, "Ah oh, well, you see." It's actually not great timing, because I'm actually currently in a relationship, and the emo kid's like, what? How? With who? And James is like, oh my god, this is, this is so awkward, he doesn't know. So James has kind of assumed that the emo kid didn't think anything of the fact that James got, like, the dance with her, which... In all reality, he was the emo kid, was kind of the one (laughs) who had the most common sense in that situation because just because someone dances with a girl once doesn't mean anything, right? But at this high, at this middle school, if you got the slow dance, you were basically in. You were locked in at this point, is what I'm trying to say. So Kate has to go on to awkwardly explain to the emo kid that, well, um, the guy that she's sitting at right now on the lunch date with happens to be the guy that she's dating and the emo kid turns to james looks at him looks him down and up like there's like the elevator look when he looks at like the top of his head looks all the way down then looks all the way up turns back to kate and is like really dude you decided to date this guy when you could have dated me he's like bruh and he just like st- he just kind of like storms out of there and uh james looks at kate and he's like Dude, how did that kid not know that we're dating at this point? Like, I swear to God, all your friends told everybody. Like, And Kate's like, dude, my friends didn't tell everyone. And James is like, if you ask anyone at the school, besides the emo kid, apparently, they will know. And Kate's like, yeah, okay, My, my friends do talk a lot. And they're like, well, that was pretty awkward. Hopefully nothing else happens again. You might be thinking at this point, Connor, the emo kid must stop. There is no way he continues on. There's not a chance that he continues, right? Well, 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 well. I got some news for you guys. He does continue and it's bad because uh, you might be thinking that, oh, well the emo kid stormed off and he was done. No, about 20 minutes later when there's only like 10 minutes left to launch, James sees the doors open up again, and he's like, you got to be kidding me, dude, because the emo kid walks through, but this time, he is, like, stomping towards James super angrily. He runs up to the table, practically, looks at James, looks him in the eye, and says, it's not over between us. It is far from over between us, and is, like, taking his little finger and, like, pointing at James, and James is like, okay, nice. Like, I, 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 like, we do not care. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Like, okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> what do you, what do you want me to say? And the emo kid after that is like, you better watch yourself. It's about to get bad. He like storms out of there. And, you know, at this point, James is like, okay, well, I guess, uh, that answers my question. So the next day at lunch is where things get really, really, really crazy. So he's sitting there with uh, with Kate on his second date. James is enjoying himself. He's having a good time with Kate. They're enjoying each other's presence. They're they're doing well. I mean they're they're kind of clicking, so things might continue on, right? And that's when the emo kid walks in. And he's carrying like two sticks, like two pretty good sized sticks. That he probably found in the backyard of the school so in the backyard of the school there's like a mini forest nothing too crazy but there's like a pretty big forest back there and the emo kid must have gone back there and like found two decent sized sticks he walks into the cafeteria with one stick in one hand and one stick in the other and james is just looking at him and he's like he kind of says like to kate he's like oh, okay we got trouble kate turns around looks at it and it's just like turns back around and is like what And James is like, yeah, I have no idea what's happening, but I guess we're about to see. So the emo kid walks up to the table, like, kind of, like, waddles his way up. And he's like, you. And he, like, hands the stick to James. And James is like, uh, like, I need a little explanation. What do you want me to do with this? Like, it's not super clear. The emo kid's like, you and I will have a sword battle. And whoever wins the sword battle We'll have the, uh, we'll, we'll we'll win the honor of your lady. And we'll, and at this point, like, Kate's like, what? And James like, dude, what are you saying? He's like, fight me. Fight me to the death. The winner gets your girl. And James is like, no. And emo kid's like, oh, so you're scared of me then. You know that you're going to lose. And that's why you don't want to do it. And James is like, well, I'm not convinced I'm going to lose. I mean, I'm not an expert at, random stick fighting or whatever but at the same time why would i want to even engage like why would i even want to do it and emo kid's like well uh i I mean i I mean for the sake of your honor bro like do you really want to be known as the guy who chickened out because he's a chicken and james is like well i mean i I don't really care but i also don't want to be known as the guy who went on? St- who during the, like the dance last Friday grabbed the DJ's microphone and like stopped the music to like ask out a girl who was very clearly in the middle of dancing with someone else, and then come into school the next day super angry with a bunch of sticks and try and like fight some guy to get the girl that already obviously said no to him twice. At this point, the emo kid's like, "So you're what you're saying is that you're too scared to fight me, and because you know you'll lose." James is like, dude, we're going in circles right now. I'm not fighting you. I'm not having a sword fight to the death. Like, okay, I'm just not doing that. At this point, the emo kid's like, fine. Well, you're about to see me in my final form, where I am the most powerful. And James is like, "Uh, okay. Like, word. And then the emo kid reaches up to James and rips out, like, a strand of his hair. And James is like, dude, like, that hurt. Like, why would you do that? And the emo kid's like, I need that for my wizardly spells. And he, like, laughs really awkwardly and, like, shuffles out of there. And James turns to Kate. He's like, dude, (sighs) like, what life choice did I make to get myself to this position? Like, what what did I do wrong? Like, what choices did I make that got me here? And Kate's like, I don't know. Like, this is kind of tough. He's like, yes, why me? Like, why? Why? Like, he just, dude just came up to me with a bunch of sticks and says, I want to fight you, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, he just like pulls a piece of hair. Like, what? Huh? Bro? I, 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 I just don't know. I just don't know what to do at this point. And Kate's like, yeah, I, I don't know, but, like, I think eventually he'll just get bored of whatever he's doing and give up. So, anyways, next day, it is, uh, lunch. Lunch once again. And James comes in, and he finds Kate, and he's almost, like, they sit down, and he's almost, like, he, he's really stiff. He's, like, not talking that much, and Kate's like, are you good? Like, is everything Okay. And James is like, dude, it's not you, it's just the emo. I just don't know what that kid's gonna do today. Like, I'm not trying to lose any more hair. Like that that really hurt last night. Like, I, I was starting to bleed from my scalp where he pulled me. Like, that was ridiculous. And you know, Kate's like, yeah, that kid's pretty weird. Like, sorry you have to go through with that. And speak of the devil, dude. Because at that point, the emo kid walks in. And at this point, he has a backpack on and he has a <laughs> he has a smaller stick. And he has <laughs> he has a stick in his hand, a smaller one. a like a like a spirit halloween wizard hat on (laughs) and and james is like you gotta be kidding me bro like he was you gotta be kidding me and at this point kate's like what she turns around and she's like oh my god and the email kid walks up and she's and he's like ha 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 like this is where you made your mistake james this is where you made your last mistake he walks out, he sits next, he like stands up next to them, he reaches into his backpack or whatever, he takes out a piece of chalk, he takes out the, like a, a, a plastic bag that has a hair in it, presumably, um, what's it, uh, James's hair, and he also has like a candle set and a lighter, and he sits down on their, t- he like sits down next to them, and so they had concrete floors in the, uh, in the, in the lunchroom. So next to them, he draws like a pentagram, puts a bunch of like candles around, uh, like the pentagram takes James's hair, puts it in the middle, lights all the candles at this point. The, like this is taking like two minutes to do Kate and James are just sitting there looking at him completely aghast. Like, what is like, just like, what is this kid? What is this kid on? Like, whatever he's on, dude, like, maybe get me some of that. Oh, my God. No, but they were just like, w- 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 I mean, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to say? So, eventually, the emo kid has his whole, uh, I don't know, his magic setup is all done or whatever you want to call it. And he lights, starts lighting all the candles. He's like, James, this is your last chance. Give me your girlfriend and I won't put a spell on you. And James like, dude, what do you mean, give me my girlfriend? Like, it's a, it, it's like a mutual choice to be, like, girlfriend and boyfriend, like, <laughs> you're acting as if this is, like, the, the, the 1600s or something, and, like, when and, like, the, the wife is the property of the husband, bro, like, what are you talking about, and, you know, he's, like, one more chance, bro, I'm about to put a crazy spell on you if you don't give me your girlfriend, and, Kate this is when Kate speaks up, and is like, dude, like, even if he said that he was going to give me to you, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to be your boyfriend, like, I'm not going to be your girlfriend, dude. And the emo kid's like, well, I'm going to put a spell on you too, dude, if you don't become my, <laughs> he literally threatens Kate, is, and he's like, oh, if you don't become my girlfriend, I'm going to put a spell on you as well. Which, okay, um, I might not be the smoothest individual, I might not be, I don't know, the one that has the greatest pickup lines of all time. My Tinder one's pretty funny. I did steal it from my friend, but maybe I'll, I'll, 5,000 likes and I'll reveal it. Because um, it's it's pretty funny, but it's also a little embarrassing. But here's one thing I do now. There's a very decent chance that if you threaten to cast a spell on a woman, if she doesn't become your girlfriend, she's probably, probably, not 100%, but probably not going to become your girlfriend i know i might be going out on a crazy limb right now and you guys might completely disagree and maybe you found your wife of 10 years who loves you very much from threatening her with magical spells i just don't think that's a great way to do it so eventually the emo kid finishes up and then he lights the hair in the middle and then he takes his magic wand waves it around and just starts saying a bunch of nonsense and at this point, half the... Like, the, the entire cafeteria has turned... Is just, like, looking. They've almost, like, circled around it like it was a school fight or something. They've circled around it, and they're just like, what the frick, bro? Like, oh my god. Like, what's going on right now? And eventually, the emo kid, like, points his magic wand at, um... At James, and is like, Oh, booga Or, I, I don't know. He's just saying some nonsense. And, uh, like, literally, 15 seconds of pure silence happened. And then... Very clearly nothing happens. And he's like, I'm gonna give you one more chance. I'm gonna you, I'm gonna I'm gonna count to three. If you don't, you're gonna explode because of my spells. And James is like, I think I'm gonna take the risk. He's like, three? I'm gonna give you one more chance, bro. Like, I'm gonna give you one more chance. And James is like, nope. I'm gonna take the risk here. Two! And he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, you can go ahead with this. If I explode, I explode. Like, that's tough. One! last chance, dude, I'm being super generous right now, just give me your girlfriend, and we'll be all good here, and James is like, nah, I'm, I'm chilling, bro, he's like, fine, kicks, and the, the emo kid literally kicks over his magic, like, whatever set, because I think he knew it wasn't going to work anyways, which, thankfully, it was concrete floors and nothing, like, flammable, because, like, the candles fly all over the place or whatever, and he storms out of there, he, like, storms out of there, at this point, <laughs> James sits back down, he's like, you know, maybe we should go on dates at night when we're not in school. And Kate's like, you know, that's not a bad idea. So the next day, Kate and James actually don't sit together at lunch. Um, they sit separately. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, they, just, they decide that if they're going like, to do anything, at least for a little bit, to do it outside of school, like after school or at lunch or something like that. But the emo kid once again comes up to James. And James is like, oh my god. Oh my god, dude, like, what? What now? And the email kid, like, he literally goes on one knee and, like, kind of, like, presents. He's, like, he's down on one knee, puts his head down and says, like, I concede. I concede the battle. You win. Like, I just, like, I tried everything possible, but you are the better duelist. Like, I honorably concede. And in James's head, he's like, bro. He didn't say this, but he's like, bro, you did not honorably concede. You did the least honorable, like, you did not concede honorably. But at this point, James sees this as a perfect opportunity for the emo kid to just stop. So he's like, all right, man, like, it was a good battle. It was really close, and you'll get them next time. Like, honestly, James is trying to be as chill as possible so that the emo kid doesn't come back and be like, well, actually, I'm going to try more magic or something. And the emo kid stands up, and he, like, kind of, like, nods his head. And James nods his head back, and the emo kid bows and leaves. And yeah, after that point, James and the and uh, Kate actually were able to like do like lunch dates or whatever in school again. Uh, the relationship lasted like six months. It didn't last crazy long, but Kate and James are still cool to this day. And uh, yeah, the emo kid never. Click on the video on screen right play. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today I have probably the craziest emo kid story I have ever received to date. I'm not even kidding. So sit back, relax, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, subscribe if you're new to the channel, and let's just jump right into it. We're calling today's subscriber Ty. So anyways, Ty was going off to camp, and this was his first time doing an overnight camp, so he was a little bit nervous, and it was kind of like a wilderness-based overnight camp. Uh, but they were mostly in cabins. Ty's parents did it before and they actually met at this camp. So they were really pushing for Ty to go. But the summer before he just said that he, you know, wasn't ready and was going to do it the next year. And of course the, the next summer rolls around and Ty's like, Oh my God, I said that. So sure enough, Ty and his parents ship him off to this camp. Ty's a little bit nervous about it, but they say, Hey man, it's going to be good for you. Trust me. Like, I know it's scary, but you just gotta do it. So anyways, they arrive at the campground, and they go, they walk over, Ty and his parents walk over to the person who is signing everyone in. And it's some like, you know, some 25 year old dude with a big old goofy smile on his face. He's like, hey guys, welcome to Camp Awesome. That wasn't actually the name, but we're gonna call it Camp Awesome uh, hi there, buddy. What's your name? He's like, uh, uh, Ty Gooden. And he's like, ah, Ty, let me see. Ah, there you are, buddy. All right. So you're going to be in group B over there. And he points to this group of kids and like one counselor or whatever. And Ty turns around to his parents and his parents are like, all right, well, we'll see you in two weeks. And Ty's like, mom, like, I don't know if I can do this. And Ty and his dad, his dad kind of sits down and he's like, yo, you got this, buddy. Like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, trust me, the two weeks are going to fly by and you're going to have so much fun you're not going to want to leave. That's a guarantee from me. And Ty's like, all right. So Ty walks over and he goes over to Group B and there was a big group of kids and, you know, the counselor's like, hey, guys, my name is Ben. Oh, don't worry, he's not the evil guy. But hi, guys, my name is Ben. Welcome, like, to the camp. These are going to be the guys who are in our group we're going to be in the same cabin together. We're going to do a lot of activity activities together. You can still meet people in the other groups, but these are going to be the guys you're going to be seeing all the freaking time. So start getting to know each other. Let's go around, and do some names. And so they went around and did some names. And Ty was just kind of like observing like, all right, well, that person seems kind of cool and whatever. Like, oh, we have that in common. And then it kind of comes around to this one kid that Ty didn't even realize was there until like a couple, like until he spoke up. And this kid had these like long black swooshed hair, right? He wore all black. He had these like rock band T shirts, these big like black boots. He had this spiky like and brace necklace type thing. And by the way, if you kind of dress emo, that's totally chill. I don't really care as long as you don't act like this kid. You're cool in my book. I say this every single time. And this guy was kind of just known as the emo kid, and since I don't I don't want to give him a name because I will forget it and then it will be very awkward, but we're just going to call him the emo kid from this point on. And Ty didn't think anything negatively, he was just like, oh, this guy really does put a lot into the way he dresses, and he definitely dresses with a lot of character. Ty legitimately had no ill will or feelings of just like, ew, this guy's dressing different than me, Ugh, or anything like that, it was just an observation. And so later on, you know, they have, like, they go to dinner together as a group, and then afterwards they have, like, the welcome to camp ritual, whatever. They all sit around a big campfire, and, like, they're, like, inaugurated in the class of 2015 or whatever. I don't know. This took be- this took place a little while ago. But anyways, right, it's finally time for them to go back to their cabins to figure out which bunks they want, etc., like that. So anyways, right, they get back there and uh, they're just, ran. They, the, the the counselor dude who is their group B counselor, right, who's also sleeping in the cabins with them, he's like, well, you know, just to make sure that no one feels left out, we've already assigned bunks to everyone. So he said, all right, Ty, you're in bunk A. He says, so-and-so, you're in bunk B, so-and-so, you're in bunk D. And then in bunk D, which they're in kind of like quads of four or they're in kind of like groups of two, but they're bunk beds, so it's four. So in Ty's group of four, the fourth one was the emo kid. So the four of them walk over, they go in their bunks. The camp counselor say, or the camp counselor says, yo, if, if you really want, you can talk to your, your bunkie about being top or bottom, Don't doesn't really matter, lol, doesn't really matter. And so sure enough, Ty and his bunk didn't, they, they didn't really care. Ty was on the bottom, he didn't really care. But anyways, flip over to the, you know, the emo kid. And the emo kid is like, you know, with this guy, and we're going to call this guy uh, Benjamin. It's a throwaway name, but Benjamin was his bunk, and, you know, the Benjamin is like, hey, do you mind if I have the top? And the emo kid is like, no, I must have the top. I must keep watch at night. And everyone just kind of went silent in that, that group of three. They're like, uh, or group of four. They're kind of like, um, and Benjamin's like, all right, man, no, that, that's fine. Bomb bunk's cool with me. He's like, good. You've made a good choice because I will watch over us at night. I have spoken. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, a lot of character in this guy. <laughs> funny guy, funny guy. <laughs> anyways, things seem pretty normal. Pretty normal until, you know, it's time for them to go to bed. So anyways, uh, you know, they, you know, they go and they brush their teeth and then they get into bed and the cam counselor guy comes around. And is like, all right, group B, section A, or whatever you want me to call you guys. Let's call you the A squad, yeah. Um, we're gonna have a lot of fun in the next two weeks. Uh, just make sure no leaving the camp or no leaving the cabin overnight. Make sure that you know you follow any rules that um you know we ask you to be nice and you know be nice and like fair to everyone and just you know have fun, anyways. Good night, guys. And he walks out of there, and so you know the lights are turned off and they were. Ty in his box in his top bunk and also Benjamin across from him. They were talking for a little bit and the emo kid didn't really join in. He was just sitting cross legged, but like kind of like sitting very stiffly. So he was very much not going to bed. And eventually they were like, all right, I'm tired. Good night. And they all kind of like go to sleep at that point. And about 20 minutes later, Ty has not fallen asleep because he's still feeling a little weird. He's in a new environment. He It's like dark or whatever. He's a little bit scared. He's a young kid, whatever. He hears rustling, right? And that's when he hears steps, right? And he realizes that the steps are coming from across from him and it's coming from the top bunk across from him, meaning the emo kid, you know, is starting to walk down the bunk. He's like, all right, well, there's nothing too weird with that. And that's when he hears... Because there's like a door next to like their cabin. So there's like multiple exits from the cabin. He hears the door open and he watches as the emo kid walks out. So Ty at this point is like, what? So he kind of gets up and the person above him is completely asleep. But Benjamin, the kid from the side of him is still awake. And he's like, yo, Benjamin, Benjamin. He's like, yo, what's up? He said, emo kid. I may maybe said his actual name, but we're calling him emo kid. He's like, emo kid. He he just walked out the door. Benjamin's like, you can't do that. And, you know, Ty's like, dude, but he did. So anyways, they both get up and they both look out the window, but they're trying to do it stealthily so that they're not caught, right? And they see the emo kid. Literally just standing there, standing there looking into the moon. It is the creepiest, weirdest thing they have ever seen. Because the kid is just literally freaking standing there, bro. He's just standing there, observing the night sky. And they're all like, oh my god, dude, that's freaking weird. What is going on right now? And, uh, you know, sure enough, you know, Ty and Benjamin were like, all right, this kid is a little strange. Uh, make sure he doesn't, like, strangle us to death or something in our sleep. I'm a little freaked out. And that's when the emo kid, out of nowhere, does that 180 degree turn and turns right looking at the window. Ty and Benjamin quickly jump down there. Like, oh, my God, oh my- do you see us? Do you see us? Do you see us? So, like, Ty starts to look up. He, like, peeks a little bit into the window and quickly goes down because he sees the emo kid walking towards the window. He's like, dude, dude, Benjamin, he's walking towards the window. He's like, crawl back, crawl back to your bunks, crawl back to your bunks. So they both crawl out of sight of the window and they crawl into their bunks. And it's dark enough in the room for them to do this without being super obvious. And they're both in their bunks. And Ty turns around under the like under the uh, the sheets, right? And he peeks out and the emo kid is literally standing right with his nose up against the window looking in. And he's like, oh my God, this kid's insane. Uh. Anyways, emo kid walks back in quietly, goes up the stairs again and sits in the bed and supposedly goes to sleep. Ty doesn't fall asleep for like another hour afterwards, but eventually he opens his eyes to the camp counselor being like, Ty, Ty, come on, come on. Or we're gonna be late. And Ty's like, oh my god. And everyone else is like, yeah, you slept in, man. Actually, everyone in this bunk besides emo kid slept in. And that was because everyone was so freaked out that they couldn't go back to sleep. But anyways, first day activities. They go outside. And during the day, they don't totally have to stick with their group. They're actually assigned to random groups. However, a lot of people in the random group will be from their group because they're just trying to make friends within the group. So, and they also go to meals together. So like lunch or dinner or whatever is together. And so anyways, the first activity of the day is not with the emo kid. It is actually like a kayak slash canoe or whatever, either or one of those two. And, you know, Ty is a lot of fun. And they go back to dinner or lunch, sorry. They go to lunch as a group together. And Ty's, you know, talking about what he was doing. And the counselor kind of went around the table and was like, Oh, so Ty, what did you do? And Ty explains. Oh, so Benjamin, what did you do? Benjamin explains. Oh, so Emo Kid, what did you do? And he was like, you know, I prayed to the overload," And they're like, Oh, I don't remember that being an activity. Emo Kid's like, it's not it's necessary. And he's like, "Uh, okay, anyways guys, so I'm going to read off the people in your next activity, because the way it worked was at meals, so at breakfast the camp counselor read off what group everyone else was in for activities and then at lunch, the camp counselor read off what people would be in for the uh, afternoon activities. And so the camp counselor was like, oh, so Ty, uh, Benjamin, and emo kid, you're all going to be in the uh, group seven or whatever and that happened to be like Something with like wood tool making or something kind of cool like that. So anyways after lunch They all head in that direction and Ty and Benjamin are like walking together However, the emo kid it's not like they were walking away from him But the emo kid intentionally stands like or like walks ten feet behind them never breaking the distance like they always have ten feet between them and the emo kid never breaks it and he kind of walks weird. He walks very stiffly, yet he's kind of like prop forward at a 30-degree angle. His arms straight, shoot like straight down, and he kind of waddles a little bit like a penguin. But it's very intimidating and very weird. And Benjamin kind of whispers like, Ben, Ben, I, 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 I can feel his eyes in the back of my head. And, or not Ben, but Ty, Ty, I can feel his eyes in the back of my head. Ty's like, dude, Benjamin, I know, I know. So anyways, they get there. And the camp counselor dude is like, hey, guys, welcome to woodworking. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can make whatever tools or whatever you want. All I, all I ask is that when you're using the this blade that, you know, I'm there and help you guiding it. And also, if you want any, like, I don't know, if you want any uh, inspiration or questions, come to me. And it's all cool. So, anyways... Time, Benjamin, sit down. They're like, "Oh, let's make like wooden knives or something." So they're given a pocket knife, and they're taught how to whittle away. It's like, always oh, you got to face it away from you, never face it towards you. If I see you guys facing it towards you, I gotta revoke your knife privileges. Not, to, not trying to be that guy, but it's part of the jab. So, anyways, right? They look over and they see the emo kid, and he's like whittling away at the spoon, and he's or at this at the stick, and they're all like, "Um." So eventually, at the end of class. Or the end of the activity, they're asked to go around in a circle and say a little bit about what they made and show it off. So Ty's like, all right, well, here's like a butter knife and didn't turn out that well. And everyone laughs a little bit. And the camp counselor's like, dude, it's fire. That's your first time. Don't even worry about it. Eventually comes around to the emo kid. And the emo kid is like, whips out this like almost perfectly whittled. Like this is like really professionally well done. And the camp counselor's like, wow, what is that? He's like, This is a wand for my warlock activities. Nobody better cross me now that I have access to my most powerful weapon of a wand." Everyone was like, what? Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. That's the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart as many comments as I possibly can that say emo. And then also, if you wanna support the channel, watch a bunch of these videos in one sitting. I call it binge watching. So if you're sitting down, maybe playing video games, or trying to go to sleep or something like that, watch like 10 videos in a row if possible. I know it's a big ask, but if you do so, please leave a comment down below. I'll heart it and even shout you out as on screen right now, shouting out some people who are supporting the channel and telling me about it. So yeah, thanks to these guys and you guys, and let's get right back to it. So fast forward a couple days into the week, and every single day, the emo kid's been doing weird things. So right now is a Wednesday. For context, they got there on a Sunday night. So this Wednesday night, Benjamin and uh, Benjamin's kind of becoming like the side character for Ty. Like he's becoming like pretty close friends. And Ty and Benjamin are kind of like talking about the emo kid and being like kind of tracking the weird things he's been doing. But tonight is one of the weirdest things he's done. So once again, Ty and Benjamin have been noticing that the emo kid has been going outside every single time like 15 minutes after they go to sleep. So Ty and Benjamin, they both get in bed and when the lights are turned off, they wait about 15 minutes and sure enough, the emo kid gets out of bed and walks down the steps. And he walks outside and he walks to kind of this like big forest clearing. So Ty and Benjamin, they both walk over and they both look up and they look out of the window and they're looking out and they see the emo kid and normally he just stands there blankly but this time was different he was getting to work they saw the stick that he made in the wands then like the wand craft whatever class and or the woodsmanship craft uh, class and he takes the the end of it that isn't pointy where you do the spell. And he puts it into the dirt. Because he's standing on a pretty big dirt clearing. And he starts drawing this circle. This very big circle. And, and Ty looks over Benjamin. And is like, dude, what on earth is going on? Like, what is this kid doing? And Benjamin's like, dude, I have no idea. And they look at it. And he's drawn a complete perfect circle around him. And then he steps out of it. And then he starts making lines within the circle. He goes from the top of it down Up, down, across, up. He's made a perfect upside-down pentagram. And if you don't know, that's basically like a sign of like or the something. So at this point, right, Ty and his friend are freaking out. They're like, oh my God, he's trying to like summon something. And sure enough, the emo kid starts like waving his wand around in these weird directions and starts like spinning around in a circle and making these like weird movements. And <laughs> if TikTok was around, I bet Ty would have been like, bro, is he trying to do a TikTok dance or something? But anyways, Ty and Benjamin are watching as the emo kid after making the upside down pentagram, just starts waving it around and starts speaking. Like, cause they crack, the. the. The window was cracked open a little bit and they started hearing like like some weird, (laughs) okay, maybe it wasn't as goofy as that, but he was kind of talking these like weird tongues or whatever. And that's when they heard the light flick on, not in their room, because they would have seen that. They heard the light flick on in the middle cabin, the middle part or the middle part of the cabin. That is where the camp counselor lived. He must have heard or must have felt like some kind of disturbance or something because they see the emo kid drop his, like, grab his wand and sprint out of there and sprint so quickly he goes to the back room. And that's when, like, Ty and Benjamin are like, oh, my God, he's sprinting here. So they quickly jump into bed and are, you know when, I don't know if you guys did this, but, like, when, you're, when you were up later than you should and your mom is about to run into, like, open the room and you just jump into your bed and then you just stay super, super, super still that was them like it doesn't matter if you're sprawled out in a weird position you're staying as still as possible so they jump in they're super still and, and they watch as the door opens and the emo kid runs in and runs up up to like the second bunk and just sits in there and that's when like they see like literally 10 seconds after the emo kid gets into his bed they see the light flicker on and the, ca- and the camp counselor who's for cabin b or whatever walks in and is like Hey, 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 I saw something out there. And you guys go out there and like, you know, everyone's pretending to be like, what? Like they just woke up. The emo kid is really pretending to be like, what? I don't know what's going on, bro. And obviously Ty and Benjamin, you know, they're trying to like pretend like they weren't up watching the whole thing. And the kid on the very top of like uh, uh, Ty just is still completely asleep. So counselor's like, all right, whatever. He's like, all right, well, remember, it's a punishable offense if you guys leave the cabin. During night, like, you will be forced to go back home. And you don't want to miss the fun retreat we're doing this weekend. And they're all like, all right. They're like, yeah, it wasn't us. I don't know what it is. And that's when the camp counselor is like, what? And he sees, he looks outside the window, and that's when he sees it. He's like, stay here. And he goes outside, and they all watch as he walks outside, and he sees, like, the the upside-down pentagram, like, drawn into the circle or whatever, drawn, drawn into the dirt, and he's just looking at it. And he takes out like his iPhone four, cause it was like twenty fifteen or whatever. And he takes a photo of it with like flash. Takes another photo. Steps back. Takes another photo. And everyone else pretends to be asleep as they go back in. Next day rolls around, and they're walking to their first activity from uh, breakfast. And Ty and Benjamin happen to be in the same group. And Ty's like, "Dude, the emo kid's insane. Like that was ridiculous last night." And Benjamin's like, "I've never been more freaked out besides the first night, bro. Like this, this kid's insane." And at this point, they start talking about the camping retreat. So I mentioned this like a couple minutes ago when the camp counselor said, you guys, you guys don't want to miss the special fun camping retreat we're doing. So they stayed out in cabins. But part of the wilderness camp, whatever, at the very end of it, at the very like the last Friday night to Saturday, they go, they hike out kind of far, farther out into the woods. They bring like uh, camping equipment and they kind of like camp out like that. So they both of like Ty and Benjamin were a little bit worried because that basically meant that they were going by group and they were going to be out in the woods in tents by themselves with the creepy emo kid. So anyways, let's just fast forward to that day. It's Friday and everyone is kind of packing their little bags and the camp counselor for each group packs their like supply kit, medical supplies, radio, the food that they're gonna be eating. And he's like, all right, everyone grab like, um, everyone like groups of two, grab a tent. And so sure enough, people pair up and Benjamin and Ty are together and they grab this tent and they start walking over to the campsite. And Ty and Benjamin are like, Benjamin was like, "Dude, I heard that like, you know, there's only like enough tents so that like we have to pair up with someone." And he said, "I heard that it's random. I heard that we don't get to choose who we pair up with." Ty's like, "Dude, that's insane. We already have friends. I get in the beginning them assigning us stuff, but like we know people now. This is the last day. Like, why would we need to bunk with someone random?" And and Benjamin's like, "Dude, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard." So eventually, they get to the campsite. Anyways, so they get to the campsite, right? And, you know, they start doing, they set up, their kind of like, they sit around a bunch of logs. So they, they like light a little fire and they've like baked beans in a can or something. Then they also go out and they kind of like clear the land for, to put down the tents. They all set up a bunch of tents in the group of two that they carried it over in. And Ty at this point is thinking, all right, we're good. Cause I'm going to be with Benjamin because I mean, we're in groups of two already. Why would they need to reassign us groups? And so once again they were asked back to the campsite, or not the, the original campsite, but the little campfire they made. It's getting kind of late, and the camp counselors like, "All right, guys, time for me to assign you your bunk mates or your camp tent mates." And Ty in his head is like, "No, no, 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 no." So Benjamin and so and so, so and so and so and so, so and you know when there's like that one guy you don't want to be with or something like that, and like you're being assigned in a list. And you, and you don't hear your name, but you also don't hear his name, and the number of combinations starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and you start freaking out. Well, this is what was happening to Ty, until he realized that he was doomed before, you know, the words were even said, because the camp counselor went through the entire list, but he didn't say Ty's name or the emo kid's name. And that's when the camp counselor said, Ty and the emo kid obviously said his real name, but you know what I mean. And Ty was just like, Oh, I'm not gonna make it tonight. I'm not gonna survive. I better write some like uh, my some letters to my mom saying I love you because I'm not making it tonight. Oh my god. And Benjamin is just staring at him like and afterwards walks up to him and says, Hey, if you need help, yep, yeah, like we gotta come up with some kind of signal. So Ty is like, okay, I'm gonna like I don't like I'm just going to run out of there and I'm going to run over to, like no signals, no nothing. I'm running over to your campsite if anything happens. And Benjamin's like, alright, that's totally fine, man. So anyways, Ty goes up to the emo kid like, so looks like we're bunking. And the emo kid is like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and Ty's like, yeah, man. He's like, well, I guess you're one of my more favorite mortals that I know. And Ty's like, <laughs> yeah. So they both like put down their sleeping bags in this kind of very cramped tent. And Ty is just sitting there, like, okay, okay. And they have this kind of light. And it's like one of those like uh, battery powered lights. And the emo kid's like, good night, Ty. And turns it off. And Ty's like, like oh, 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 starts completely freaking out. He's like, okay. Okay, I can't see anything, but we're okay. And that's when he hears the emo kid stand up. And Ty's like, no, 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 no. And the emo kid is like standing above him. And he's like, all right, well, maybe I should just accept my destiny. And that's when the emo kid, instead of striking him over the rock or something, just leaves. He opens up the camp tent and walks out. And Ty's like, what? So Ty kind of like gets up and he looks out and he sees the emo kid. And the emo kid is like standing or is like, crouching on all fours and then he starts howling starts howling to the full moon he's like But it's like a really weird howl and ties is like what and that's when he hears the kind of like the camp counselor who's with us be like hey hey who's that you're not allowed to be outside your campsite and you just see the emo k go oh uh oh! and just sprints towards, like, the, uh, sprints towards the tent. So Ty jumps back into his bed, and the emo kid, who's not very coordinated apparently, instead of, like, jumping through the wind, like, the, the open flap, jumps right through the tent, so breaks right through the tarp of the tent, cracks the entire thing, the entire thing comes collapsing down, And Ty just, Ty just, like, has his eyes closed as the entire tent falls on top of him. And that's when you hear all this yelling, and the camp counselor's like, What's going on over here? Are you guys all right? And he just, like, starts ruffling, rummaging through all the, like, the rubble and stuff. And Ty starts, like, getting up, and he pushes the stuff off of him. The camp counselor was like, Was that you out there doing those howling noises? He's like, No. And then, sure enough, the emo kid is just standing there, like, You, and he says to him, like, you wouldn't understand what I was doing. And the camp counselor was like, it was, oh, I told you before that you can't be leaving your tent during the night time. Like, after I said goodbye, you were supposed to go to your tent and not leave it. You were out there. And he's like, I was performing a protection ritual. And camp, camp counselor was like, what? I was performing a protection ritual so that everyone would be safe at night from the demons and ghosts of the underworld. Camp counselor was like, uh, what? And at that point, right, they just realized, okay, this is a lost cause. And at this point, the worst thing was that, uh, there was nowhere for them to sleep because uh, the camp was completely destroyed, or the tent was completely destroyed. So the camp counselor was like, fine, you two bring your sleeping bags. You can sleep in my tent. So the three of them are are kind of like crushed in there. And eventually the camp counselor is like, all right, you two are in here. I'm going to sleep outside. No shenan- shenanigans. So it was the most uncomfortable sleep of Ty's entire life, but eventually, the day is over, he gets up, you know, they start packing up their stuff, and they're walking back to the campsite, and that's when Ty meets up with Benjamin, and is like, dude, like, what, like, you're not gonna believe it. And Benjamin's like, I heard a lot of yelling, are you okay? Ty tells him the story, he's like, dude, that's insane. So anyways... They get back, and uh, Ty's thing- Ty actually had a really good time at the camp, minus the emo kid, like, cringe fest or whatever. Eventually, Ty's parents come to pick him up, and Ty's mom's like, man, you got to tell me all about it. Like, how was it? Ty's like, it was really good, but it's quite a story. And so for the entire, like, two-hour car ride back, Ty tells them the entire story, and let me just say, Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have a story of probably one of the cringiest emo kids on planet Earth. I'm not even kidding. This is probably one of the craziest stories I've received. So sit back, relax, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, and let's call today's subscriber who submitted this story, let's call him Oliver. So this all happened back in the good old days of like 2014, 2015 when like goth, emo uh, all that type of stuff with like super popular. And by the way, if you dress goth or emo, I literally don't care. That's a totally fine style. As long as you aren't an emo kid like this kid, you're totally cool in my book. So anyways, right, this all started when Oliver and his friends were in the mall. And this was way back in the day. And Oliver and his friends were just kind of like walking around in the mall, they were trying to figure out something to do. I mean, it was a Saturday, so I mean, who knows, like, you know, I mean, like they, they were trying to figure out something that they wanted to do. And Oliver's friend was like, hey man, do you mind if we stop in Hot Topic? Hot Topic is a t-shirt store that sells a lot of store, a lot of stores, sells a lot of different types of t-shirts, a lot of like trending stuff, a lot of like, and, and since, you know, emo and goth was kind of trending at the time, they sold a lot of shirts and attire that really fit with that outfit. Like you got like black t-shirt that says like society. And then you got like a, a, a spiky collar, I don't know, man, but anyways, right, Oliver and his friends stopped in Hot Topic, and Oliver wasn't really, you know, there to, like, buy something, so he was kind of just walking around and chilling, and he accidentally bumps into the emo guy, or this is the emo guy. I'm introducing a new guy, emo kid, whatever, we'll call him the emo kid, so anyways, right, this kid turns around, and he's got this, like, this black t-shirt on, he's got a spiky, choller spiky collar choker type thing he's got black pants he's got black shoes on his hair is black and it's like slicked down so he has these like massive really weird bangs where you can't even see his face he's like watch where you're going punk and oliver's like sorry man he's like wait i know you dude you're from my school and oliver's like yeah, I think we're in class together. No, I've, I've seen you around, though, because Oliver's starting to remember this one time he saw this really weirdo-looking kid who was like, Ugh, man, no one gets me. And so sure enough, the, the kid, the emo kid, is like, bro, I don't think you bumped into me on purpose. I think you were coming for me and my kind. And Oliver's like, dude, what, what, what are you talking about? And the emo kid's like, bro. I think we both know that you just hate the emo kids, and two other emo kids appear at a, some like peer basically appear out of thin air, and they're like, "What's this kid talking about? Like, what's going on over here?" And the emo kids like, "Yeah, this kid over here here is my school, and he hates me on purpose, and he just bumped into me, and it was crazy. I, 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 you can't do this to us, man." And the other emo kids like, "Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you have against the emo kids?" And at this point, right, Oliver was literally just standing in a Hot Topic t-shirt store because his friend wanted to buy a t-shirt and all over his head he's like, bro, please hurry up and get that t-shirt. But he says, look, I accidentally bumped into this kid, like this guy, I'm sorry, it's not on purpose. You can trust me. And the emo kid's like, uh oh, no, dude, I totally know what like a bump on purpose would feel like. That one felt so purposeful. Like I literally felt the purpose in the bump. It was crazy. And Oliver's like, dude, what do you mean by that? And the emo kid's like, are you getting aggressive with me, son? Uh, do you want to fight me, son? Oh, he wants to fight me, dude. And at this point, Oliver's like, all right, guys, all right, boys, have a good day. Oliver goes over, finds his friend. He's like, dude, I got, I, I met a bunch of weirdos. They want to fight me. I literally bumped into them. And like his Oliver's friends, like, all right, dude, like, that's like, oh, all right, we'll we'll go. That's fine. And then Oliver's friend sees this, like pack of like emo kids walk over and Oliver's friend starts cracking up. He's like, Bro, you can't be serious you can't seriously think uh, wait, these kids? These kids wanna fight you? Dude, they're not gonna do anything. They can probably barely walk here without fainting. And the kids are like waddling over. And the emo kid's like, Don't think I forgot what you did, man. And so sure enough, right, you know, Oliver and his friend, they buy the t shirt, they leave, and you know, Oliver is telling his friends all about what's going down. His friend's like completely laughing, they find it hilarious. And that's because Oliver thinks to himself, well, I'm never gonna see these kids again. It doesn't really matter, right? Oh my God, was, Al- was Oliver wrong? Because this started one of the most insane sagas that Oliver has ever, has ever had in his life. He was telling me that like he's experienced a lot of crazy things, but the story that is to follow what just happened is probably the craziest thing that ever happened to Oliver ever. So skip forward a week. An entire week has passed by, actually a little bit more because it's not a weekend. Oliver, it's a Monday morning. He gets up, he's like, oh my God, I gotta go in. So, you know, he gets up, eats breakfast, gets on the bus. It's just like, oh my God, man, I, I, is it already Monday? Dude, that's freaking crazy. He gets into school and he's walking to his locker, all kind of like half awake or whatever he has his backpack on, but he gets to his locker. And that's when he realizes that something, something's wrong. Because his locker is, like, halfway open. And, like, the lockers didn't have locks on them. But Oliver always, like, closed it by the end of the day. He'd grab his backpack, and he would shut it all the way, and it would close. And he noticed it was halfway open, which was weird, because no other lockers were halfway open. I mean, some were, but they were very obvious. The people just left them open or whatever. And Oliver goes up to his locker, and he opens it very close, like, very, very slowly. And that's when he sees a little something in the background. You know, he sees a little something in the very far back of his locker. So he, you know, he gets his, like, his iPhone, like, three or whatever, opens up his flashlight app, (laughs) I remember when that was a thing, shines it, and sure enough, he sees in, like, in the back of his locker, in, like, black marker, he sees a, like, a skull and crossbones, like, scribbled on there, and then said, you're next fear us and you know at this point oliver is like what the, what huh huh what? what like what's going on here boys like i don't why and so sure enough like oliver like hits up his friend he's like bro did you do this and his friend's like dude no i'm not cringe <laughs> and, and oliver's like all right well if it wasn't you guys well then Who could have, like, that's that's really weird. And remember, the whole emo experience, like the emo kid thing that happened at Hot Topic over a week ago, was a pretty crazy experience. But at that time, Oliver had completely forgotten. Because don't forget that the main emo kid actually went to Oliver's school. And Oliver recognized him from being in the hallways once. So Oliver didn't even think for a second, like, he didn't even think of the emo kids when he was like, all right, who's probably gonna be the one, like, who did this? who's most likely that like probably went through and was trying to mess with me or whatever. And Oliver just didn't even think of the emo kid. So give it a couple days, right? Couple days later, you know, Oliver is kind of like towards the end of school. And uh, most people are gone, you know, Oliver's just like waiting, it's after class. Oliver's like waiting to go be picked up, but then he's like, oh shoot, I forgot my backpack. I don't know, that happens or whatever. So Oliver is walking back to his locker. And this is where it's actually a little creepy because he starts walking back to his locker and it's like, he looks at his locker and it's just scribbled in black pen. Like nothing else, no other lockers. It says his locker has all these black X's all over them. And it's done in Sharpie or whatever, but he's like, okay, whatever, like this is kind of serious. Cause like he looks around and no one else is around him. So this is like kind of weird now. He's definitely feeling kind of uncomfortable at the moment. So he goes in there and he goes to grab his backpack and he sees a piece of paper sitting there. So he grabs the piece of paper, he realizes it's a letter, but he doesn't read it yet because he grabs his backpack, he gets on out of there and he goes out of the school. And now he's standing where, you know, people are getting picked up or whatever. And this is where he feels more comfortable to actually read the letter. So he opens up the letter and it says, I'm gonna try and read in the emo kid voice. Don't think you could have gotten away from us, man. <laughs> the emo kids have not forgotten your sins, and you shall pay for them. Next time, don't mess with the popular loaders ever again. And then it had this like weird like raven at the bottom, and apparently that was like the emo guild crust crest or whatever, dude. I, I don't know. But at this point, Oliver's like, oh my god, it's the freaking emo kid that I bumped into at the hot topic. That's the kid behind all this, or whatever. So he's like, all right, I'm just gonna. Next time I see him, I'm just gonna tell him to leave me alone, and the kind of I'm just gonna scare him. He's, I mean, he he's he's full of nothing, right? He's full of nothing. And so sure enough, the next day rolls around, and he gets on the bus, and once again, Oliver isn't even really thinking about the weird stuff going on. But he gets on the bus, and he's half awake. And he's looking. You know how you walk down the bus and you can see all the people sitting in the seats? He looks in the way back and he's like, stops for a second because he sees something that's very reckoned that he remembers. Long black hair bangs in the front of the face. And he's like, oh, my God. Wait. Wait, that's the emo kid. And all of a sudden, he hears from the back of the bus, Wait, hello there, Oliver. Why don't you sit next to me? And Oliver's like, how does he know my name? Whatever. And Oliver's like, all right, well, this is going to be actually a great opportunity for me to sit down and kind of, like, scare this kid and tell him to, like, basically to piss off, right? So Oliver gets to the back of the bus, and he sees the emo kid, and he sits there, he's like, dude, I don't know what's up with you, but why, why do you keep doing weird things to my locker? And he says, and the emo kid's like, hey, so you've noticed. You've noticed that the Emo Guild has noticed your presence and has decided that you are mortal enemy number one. And, uh, Oliver's like, what? The Emo kid's like, so you must not know about the Emo Guild. Well, someone so ignorant as you probably would have known that anyways. But anyways, the Emo Guild is the guild of all the emos in our area. They get together, and since everyone's a hater and part of society, we've decided to guild together. And join our forces. And if anyone strikes one of us, we will all combine and strike them down 20 times as hard. And Oliver's like, All right, man, well, you struck pretty hard at the locker. Ah, scared me, got me good. Nemo Kid's like, Nice try, Oliver, if that even is your real name. And Oliver's like, Yes, that's my birth name. And he's like, Whatever, you don't even know what's coming next. <laughs> Real quick, if you made it this far into the video and are busy doing something, comment emo down below. I'll try and hard as many comments to say that. Then also, if you wanna support the channel, binge watch these videos while you're doing something. And uh, let me know in the comment section down below what you're doing while binge watching these videos. Binging the video supports the channel so much and I appreciate it. And also, I'll be shouting out random people who tell me how they're supporting the channel, like these people on screen right now. Thank you, let's get back to the story. So eventually the bus gets to the stop, the bus stop where the school is. Oliver gets up and the emo kid's like, wait, you must know that you are facing off against the emo clan and you will not have any idea of what's coming. And Oliver's like, all right, uh, can I at least get your name so I can know who I'm facing off against? Fine, I guess that is only what a respectable duelist would do anyways, so fair. I am Sir Ben, the great wizard archduke nemesis Leonardo DiCaprio Third, And Oliver's like, so your name's Ben? Yes, whatever, that is my mortal name. And Oliver's like, okay, Ben. It is Ben the- And he's like, alright, I don't need to hear it, fine. Okay. Bye. So Oliver walks away and is like, alright. Oliver's thinking on this, he's like, you know what, these kids are weird, and they have way too much time on their hands, so I don't really want to see what, like, weird concoction of weird stuff they decide to put in my locker, or whatever they decide to do, I don't want to see it. So you know what? I'm going to strike back. I'm going to figure out everything about this Ben kid, and I'm going to have a little ammunition to, I'm not going to say blackmail him, but blackmail him. It just is what it is, man. I'm sorry. Like, they're playing dirty, I'm playing dirty sorry so sorry if you don't if you, if you don't hate the player hate the game right so anyways oliver immediately starts hitting up all of his friends he's like do you know this ben kid they're like no no i don't know this ben kid one kid's like yeah he's the weird emo kid he's like all right what do you know about him he's like he's weird and emo or something and oliver's like you're not you're no help so anyways oliver eventually talks to his friend stormy who's a girl and uh you know, stormy, you know oliver's like. Oliver's Hey, sorry, I'm trying to find... This weird kid is, like, trying to, like, beef with me. I just want to find dirt on him. Do you know this kid, Ben? Stormy's like, oh, do I know Ben? And Oliver's like, yes, yes, you know something. Let's go. And he's like, please, please tell me whatever. Stormy's like, well, you know Kate, right? And Ben's like... No, oh, not Ben, sorry. Oliver's like, yeah, I know Kate. So Ben, the email kid guy that's, like, being weird with you, is what Stormy's saying, has a massive crush on Kate. And Kate knows it. And, you know, Kate hasn't necessarily said no to him yet, because he hasn't made any advances. And uh, Oliver's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, that's all I need. Can I talk to Kate for a second? And, you know, Stormy's like, yeah, sure, like, whatever. So eventually, Stormy sets Kate and uh, Oliver up, and Oliver's like, hey, please. He explains the entire situation, and Kate's like, look... Ben, the emo kid, has been weird to me for a very long time. Like, I used to think it was this funny, but he's weird. He keeps looking at me, he keeps, re- like, he keeps like professing his love to me. You know what, I'll team up with you, we'll take him down. Oliver's ecstatic at this point. So basically, they come up with a plan. If the emo, next time the emo kid strike, Oliver is gonna find the emo kid and ask for like mercy. And if the emo kid doesn't give him mercy, and, you know, Oliver doesn't actually expect him to give him mercy, basically, assuming the emo kid doesn't give him mercy, Oliver is going to say, well, I'm going to give you one more chance to give me mercy. And the emo kid's going gonna, to gonna be like, what What do you mean? Like, I have the upper ground. And then all of a sudden, Oliver is going to, like, pull out, like, a basically text message conversation with Kate, which is going to be fabricated, about how, like, he knows someone perfect for her and how, like, uh, Oliver's friend who we'll just call Bob. No, we're not gonna, we're gonna call him, uh, what should we call him? Oliver's friend Ryan is like perfect for Kate and the truth is Kate has like a crush on Ryan and Oliver's basically gonna say, hey, if you do any, like if you do anything else, I'm gonna set up Ryan and Kate and Kate already thinks Ryan is super attractive and Ryan is down to get with her and I have all the power to connect them and you will never be able to date Kate or, yeah, you'll never be able to date Kate ever again, and this will destroy the emo kid. So anyways, after this plan is done, once again, Oliver is walking back to his locker. And sure enough, once again, like, you know, and he reported last time all, the like, the, the X's and stuff, and the janitor came and cleaned it up. And one, uh, he goes to the locker, and sure enough, there is this, like, crudely drawn black raven and then it says "emo ge- emo guild" underneath it, and so you know Oliver's like, "All right, they struck again. Let's see if this kid's on the bus." So the next day, Oliver is really hoping that the emo kid takes the bus again because this would be kind of difficult to go and find them. But sure enough, the emo kid is sitting in the back with his like weird, super long hair that's like covering his entire face. He's like, he's wearing like, he, uh, he has this like robe today, this like black cape or whatever or something. He's sitting there and he's like, Oliver, I've seen, do you want to sit next to me? And uh, because I don't know if you've seen your locker yesterday, but it has a little, uh, uh, I don't know, it has a little something on it. And Oliver's like, yes, Ben, I know. I was wondering if we could talk about, you know, maybe a surrender, my surrender, and the emo kid's like, hey, 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 I knew it. I knew you were weak. I knew you were sad. But no, I will not show you mercy. I will just not do it. It's not in the way of the emo guild. Because you're a part of society. Freak society, bro. And uh, Oliver's like, look, Ben, I'm going to give you one more chance to reconsider. And the emo kid's like, ah, what? Give me a chance to reconsider? You're asking me for my forgiveness. I will not reconsider anything. And Oliver's like, fine. I know about Kate. And is like, what? <laughs> you know about my love? <laughs> I, I can barely keep a straight face doing this. Anyways, is like, you know about my love? And Oliver's like, yes. In fact, I know more than that. You know Kate, right? Well, I have a friend, Ryan. He's a good-looking man. And I was talking to Kate, and I was talking to her about Ryan. And I just asked her, you know, what she thought. And Kate confessed to me that she really thinks Ryan is so attractive. And you know who's my best friend? Ryan. You know who Ryan finds attractive? Kate. And with a snap of my fingers, Mr. Emo Man, I could set the two of them up. And you will never have a chance to date her for the rest of high school or middle school. I don't care, right? For the rest of high school. And I mean, it's not like that. Ben, the emo kid, was going to date her anyways. But the emo kid was like, no, no. What do you want, you cruel beast? You cruel monster. I don't know why you put my love up like that. You can have whatever you want. You can have my riches. You can have my gold. You can have my Twilight limited edition series book signed by the author himself. You can have anything of mine. And Oliver's like, dude, I, I just want you and your weirdo friends to stop. Emo Kid's like, the Emo Guild is not going to like this. They'll know that I have a weakness. And I might be kicked out of the Emo Guild. No. And Oliver's like, all right, well, if, you're, if they're not going to stop, if your buddies aren't going to stop, you and your weirdos aren't going to stop harassing me, well, then, you know what? Kate and my friend Ryan are going to be sitting in a tree. Emo Kid's like, no, don't say it. Don't say it. K I S NO S I N NO G NO Fine Fine Oliver you cruel monster you can have whatever you want then fine well fine we'll do it No nothing more will happen I'll tell the emo guild that uh... that you surrendered to me and I was merciful because that's part of the emo guild and Oliver's like, didn't you say that was the opposite? It doesn't matter, Oliver. I'm trying to work with you, idiot. And Oliver's like, okay. You know what? If this is true, Kate, you know, Kate and Ryan, you know, they're not going to be like that. But just so you know, if you or one of your little emo friends do anything to me, anything, Kate and Ryan are a thing. Emo kid's are like, fine. You drive a hard bargain. I'll call off the attacks. And from that point on, Oliver. Has never received another emo style, I don't even know if you could call it an attack, but he never received weird stuff in his locker or weird in carvings of the emo guild or anything like that. And uh, he lived happily ever after. Uh, Yeah, Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today I got a story time for you guys about probably one of the weirdest, strangest emo kids to ever exist. So yeah, I don't know, get something to eat, get comfortable, subscribe if you're new, and let's call today's subscriber who submitted the story, let's call her Claire. So this takes place during Claire's class, right? She During school, she was in class, and there's this boy that Claire was talking to, and she, you know, she kind of liked him, right? Hey man, it, 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 it happens, you know, life happens. Let's call this guy Ben, because... I'm, I'm not creative, man. There's also another girl in Claire's class, and we're just gonna call her the emo girl. And Claire didn't know this at the time, but she really did know this. <laughs> she really got to know this pretty soon. But at the time, she didn't know that the emo girl had a massive crush on Ben, right? And part of me feels for the emo girl a little bit, like I've definitely been in situations where in middle school I had a crush on this girl, and she was obviously talking to another guy that, like, you know, would have definitely gotten her. Like that I I was not the one for her. Some other guy was. It sucks, man. It really does. I'm not gonna say it doesn't. However, it doesn't justify the actions that you'll see in this video, which are pretty crazy. But, anyways, right, so this all started one day when Claire was talking to Ben. And she was sitting there, and, you know, she's talking to Ben, and it kind of seemed like Ben was gonna like her back, and he was very engaged talking to her her like they were flirting a lot and this is when you know Claire like kind of like spaced out a little bit. You know when you're like looking at someone and then you kind of space out a little bit and you look at all the stuff behind them when you're like uh, focus of vision kind of changes and shifts? So she kind of like spaced out a little bit and looked behind Ben and she very briefly made eye contact with this emo girl in her class. If you dress emo, this video is not against you. I think the style is totally fine and I like you either way. As long as you don't act like this emo girl, then you're totally fine. So basically, right, this girl had super long, black hair she was like a natural like a brunette like a year ago but then she dyed it all black she wears all these like goth skull rings or whatever and it's kind of the style you know what i mean and sure enough this emo girl that claire doesn't really talk to just because they were never really friends is just staring into like the pits of her souls dude like the, the pits of her souls, staring into, like, the... I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. she They were just, like, deeply staring at her, very, very kind of, like, angrily. And Claire quickly breaks eye contact because, like, I don't know, man, she's not trying to, like... Uh, She's just like, I'm not engaging with this. Like, let's hope that's a coincidence. Claire completely forgets about that and goes back to talking with Ben, right? And so sure enough, you know, she's talking to Ben. She's like, "Mm -hmm," flirting, whatever, right? Insert flirtatious uh, conversation. And by the end of the conversation, you know, the bell rings or whatever. And Claire leaves to go to either recess, lunch, another class. I don't know specifically what, but whatever it was, she leaves to go and do it. And the emo girl quickly follows behind her. Like the emo girl was kind of far behind her in class. So the emo girl is like speed walking towards her. And Claire is kind of thinking, Oh, boy. Uh, I guess that eye contact earlier today was not an accident. It was not, like, an a mistake. Uh, you know how you sometimes, like, I-, I know I'll do this. I'll, like, space out and not even pay attention and then realize I've been staring at someone for, like, five minutes. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I swear. I'm just zoning out. And Claire was kind of hoping that the emo girl just happened to be accidentally staring into her soul through her pupils. But, uh, yeah, it was not an accident because the emo girl walks up to her is like, hey, we gotta talk. And Claire's like, um, okay. And the emo girl is like, I don't know if you know this, but Ben, Ben is mine. He is my boyfriend and I don't want to see you start talking to him. And Claire is really taken aback because at first she's like, oh, wait, is Ben dating someone? Like I've talked to all my friends and I'm pretty sure like I, cause like Claire made sure beforehand That, you know, Ben wasn't dating anyone, so she could kind of, like, show that she was interested and not get rejected or whatever. And uh, she was pretty sure that he wasn't dating anyone, and also, if he was to date someone, Claire didn't really think that the emo girl was his type, but she was like, oh, so you're dating him. And the emo girl is like, well, not yet but he's mine don't question my authority on this matter you will you will suffer the consequences if you want to steal my boyfriend away from me and claire's just like uh what do you mean your boyfriend are so you guys are dating or aren't dating she's like well not yet but like super soon like it's totally happening and the thing is claire you're just getting in the way of this you're getting in the way of what is meant to be I was performing a spell last night, and in my cauldron, I got, like, the spirits told me that Ben and I are meant to be together. And if you want to get in the way of spirits and magic, well then, by by all means, like, go ahead and curse yourself. But I'm just letting you know that if you get in between Ben and I becoming boyfriend and girlfriend and soon-to-be husband and wife forever then you will regret it. And the emo girl kind of like hunches over and like shuffles away. And Claire was just stunned uh, to say the least. She was kind of just at a loss for words at this point because it's not every day that, you know, you're walking around and, uh, you know, the emo girl in your class, if you have one, comes up to you and says that, yeah, by the way, the gods of magic literally said that, you know, that guy that you're talking to, that he and I are meant to be together and that we are actually boyfriend and girlfriend, even though we aren't. So stay away, bro. And then shuffle away that's just not a you know a day-to-day occurrence i don't know but maybe it is maybe i'm wrong i don't know but uh sure enough you know claire kind of was like okay well i'm not gonna be bullied out of talking to this guy that i like like i'm not gonna be bullied out of it man like that's just not that's just not gonna happen you know what i mean and claire's like you know what i i think i'm just gonna you know keep talking to this guy i think i just am so the next day rolls around and the only class that claire has with ben is the class that she has with the emo girl. So it's not like Claire could really talk to Ben a lot in other classes. However, Claire does talk to him every kind of like lunch break, they get lunch together and the emo girl doesn't eat lunch in the uh, lunch room. So I don't think she knows, or if she does, she's not trying to see that. Fair enough, I guess. But sure enough, you know, Claire, you know Ben comes over to Claire because they kind of were talking every single day. I don't think the I don't think the emo girls ever spoken to Ben before, but they're about to they're about to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Guys, stop hating. <laughs> no, but uh, so Ben comes over just like every other day, and Claire was a little bit weird. And Ben's like, "Are you good?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, actually, it's nothing. Sorry, I was just I was just spacing out." In reality, Claire was like, "Okay, <laughs> this will be interesting," because she notices the emo girl is intensely, intensely staring at her, right? Just looking at her so angrily. And uh, as Ben walks over and when Ben sits down, her brow furrows. And her like she like lifts up her hand and like crunches it into a fist of rage, like that Arthur meme where it's like his his fist is all balled up. Like so, so Claire was distracted by that obviously, and uh, she was like, oh no no I'm I'm just I'm just spacing out. So Claire and Ben, you know, they continue to talk and you know they they, they flirt a lot as always. You know, it kind of Claire's kind of getting a feeling that you know Ben's gonna try and make a move at some point kind of soon, just by kind of the natural progression over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Claire's all for that, man. I mean, she was kind of, like, trying to put herself out there so that Ben would, uh, Ben would hopefully come around and, you know, ask her out or something. Sure enough, you know, the bell rings again, and Claire is kind of, like, power walks out of there. She grabs her bag quickly. She's like, aha, Ben, I'll see you in the next one, because Ben and her go to totally different directions, so it's not like she can walk with Ben. And so Claire is, like, power walking out of there, because she's like, all right, Emo girl is coming for me, man. Like I, I, cause Claire wasn't looking at the emo girl but she could just feel it. Like she had kind of like the raid boss music going on. She's like, oh man, I gotta get out of here, dude. Final boss encroaching, encroaching man. Like I, I, I gotta get out of here. So she grabs her backpack quickly, like, puts it on her shoulder and starts to, like, sprint out. Not sprint out of the classroom, man. Her teacher would have been like, stop running. Stop it. Stop. But sure enough, right now, the emo girl was just as fast and just as intent to be talking to Claire. And she comes up to Claire. She's like, you didn't heed my warning. You didn't listen to me. And Claire goes, dude, I don't know you, but it doesn't seem like you and Ben ever talk. I don't think you're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, You you threatening me with your magic powers or whatever is not going to make me stop talking to this guy, dude. Like, can you go away? And the emo girl is like, fine. But just know that I will give you one last warning. And Claire's like, oh boy, kind of rolls her eyes or whatever. And the emo girl's like, if I see you talking with him again, it is on site. And Claire's like, bro, what?" (laughs) what? (laughs) Huh? And the emo girls are like, stop laughing at me. It's not funny. It's serious. I will give you one last chance. And this is your final opportunity to cease your terrible behavior or you, yes, you, Claire, will suffer the consequences. And Claire's just like, Oh my God. You, you can't, you, you gotta be kidding me, dude. Like there's, there's no chance. So she's like, okay. Uh, thanks for talking to me. Uh, is that all? And the emo girl's like, yes. One last chance. Don't forget it. Don't you forget it. One last chance. And once again, emo girl scuffles off. A little spoiler. Uh, Claire does not listen to the emo girl. In the next day in class, the emo girl does something completely crazy, but real quick, Comment emo down below if you want to harden your comment as that is the secret word of the day. And I will try and heart your comment to say thank you. And also if you want to support the channel, binge watch videos, or just watch a bunch of videos after this one, or in your free time when you're drawing, about to go to bed, playing video games, go watch one of the playlists. I got emo kid playlists, spoil kid playlists. And if you do, comment down below so I can personally say thank you as it really does help. And also, uh, profile pick army looking strong. So you thought that that was it for the craziness from this emo girl that going up and threatening that the evil gods of spells and magic and wizardry Wilkes she will suffer the consequences. You thought that that was bad, and- no, 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 no. Pause, bro. You're not even close to what's about to happen because the next day it rolls around. Okay, I keep saying that like that's something crazy. Oh no, the next day happens. Time is linear, raw. But anyways, right? Next day rolls around, Claire goes into class and she makes sure that she's talking to Ben, and she makes sure that the emo kid, it or the emo girl specifically, is seeing this. And Claire's kind of like a little bit upset because she's like, you know what? This girl is bossing me around. I'm not standing for it. So Claire decides that, you know, she's just gonna make a move. Like, she's gonna make a move. Um, so anyways, Claire is talking with Ben, and you know, she sees that the emo girl is at an angle where she can see both of them pretty clearly. And so Claire looks at the emo kid in the emo girl in the eyes. This is a little mean. I'm not going to lie. However, it is kind of justified since the emo girl was like threatening to pull up or square up or like it's on site if you talk to him or talking crazy or whatever. So this is a little bit justified. Not saying it's not mean. But, you know, uh, uh, Claire is kind of like, oh, Ben, like tell me about you or whatever. And what Claire does is she puts her hand on like a Ben's leg or whatever kind of like as an indication of like I like you uh don't go ahead and do this I especially like you got to ask people first like you can't go around just putting your hands on people bro as a Connor pugs endorsement don't don't do this but anyways like I mean she was she already talked it like she either way she does it and Ben reciprocates very nicely back and Ben kind of, like, puts his hand on her chair, right? You know when you're, like, in the movie, the classic movie theater scene where it's, like, you reach your hand behind them to, like, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. And this, the emo girl, legitimately snaps, dude. She freaking snaps. And you're you're, you're probably thinking she's going to go up and put a spell on them or she's going to like go raw and like sprint to the bathroom to have explosive diarrhea. No, none of those things are true. You know what this girl does when she said it's on site? She meant it because Claire one moment was like kind of relaxing in the company of her soon to be boyfriend, spoiler Ben. In the next moment she was on the ground do you know why because the emo girl freaking tackled her dude the emo girl was got so angry at the sight of them like basically uh, they weren't holding hands but they were like same level of like romantic intimacy as holding hands she was so mad at that sight that the emo girl legitimately got up out of her seat Buckled her head down, sprinted like a D1 quarterback, and knocked Claire out of, like, tackled Claire, basically. And was, like, and started hissing. So, right now, Claire's on the ground. The emo girl is on top of her. Ben is sitting there in complete shock, like, what, what, what? And everyone in the class turns around, including the teacher. Um... Because they were supposed to be like reading a book or something in pairs. They weren't none of this nonsense was supposed to be going down. So the teacher is just like, "What's going on over here?" And the emo girl is like is like hissing the entire time, like, I told you it was on site. Stay away from my boyfriend." And Ben is just so confused. And Claire's like covering her face because the emo girl is like, very faintly but still trying to like claw at her. it's like dun 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 like with their big like uh, you know kind of like in Pokemon like Meow Meowth or I forgot the cat Pokemon that like Team Rocket has. You know how that like it has scratch attack that does like negative one damage? That was kind of the equivalent of what like this the emo girl was doing to Claire. So no damage was done, but it was very strange. And uh, sure enough, you know, Claire at the next moment feels the sensation of the emo girl leaving her body, like being picked up. So she opens her eyes and she sees the emo girl is literally being dragged away by the teacher and dragged out of the classroom. And Claire gets up and Ben looks at her with just just this look of, huh? And uh, at this point, Claire's like, Ben, I got some explaining to you. I got some explaining to do, and Claire explains everything that I just told you Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today I got a story of probably one of the craziest emo kids of all time, and I've told a lot of crazy stories, so strap in. uh, Subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber, uh, let's call her Luna. So Luna was a tennis player and was pretty good at tennis. And over the summer, her mom sent Luna to a tennis camp. And this story starts pretty far through the tennis camp. So the tennis camp lasted about one week long, and on the last day, which was Friday, all the parents would come and they would watch kind of like a tennis tournament of all the kids who were playing and learning how to play and getting better during the week. There would be a big tournament, they would have like, I don't know, a fake little trophy thing, but the main important thing was that there was a big tournament at the end of the week, and all the parents came to watch. So this story starts on that Thursday. So this is the day before the last day, which is the big event, and uh, this, this uh, tennis camp took place at a college, so they had access to a college dining hall, and Luna and her two friends were walking, you know, to go try and find a table, and Luna's two friends said, oh, look over there, or one of Luna's friends said, oh, look over there, there's a table. So Luna's two other friends, you know, went over and sat down at the table. Luna said, I'll be right back, I'm gonna go get something. So Luna walks over to the dining hall, grabs something to eat, and is walking back. And while Luna's walking back, she's not really paying attention. Like, she's kind of, like, I don't know, spacing out or looking on her phone, or for some reason, she's not paying full attention to her surroundings. So, unfortunately, she bumps into this guy. And, you know, the guy had a tray of food, and the food, honestly, it wasn't even that bad. Like, the food... Sure, like a little bit got on his shirt, um, but it wasn't like the entire tray exploded all over his shirt and his clothes were soiled and ruined beyond repair. Like, yeah, dude, you got sprayed a little bit. That sucks, but it's time to move on. And Luna was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's so embarrassing. And like, she's like, like, I'm so sorry. Like I wasn't paying attention. And this kid, you know, Luna's looking at this kid, and this kid is very clearly like an emo kid. And by the way, there's nothing wrong if you dress like goth or emo or whatever. It's a style, and I think a lot of my viewers have the style, and I don't personally do it myself. That isn't my style, but I rock with you if you do that. No hard feelings. However, if you're like this emo kid, bro, you got to change some things in your life. That's all I'm saying, because this emo kid looks at Luna, looks her dead in the eyes, and then takes out a book. And Luna's like, eh, what? And the emo kid, so he has this book in his hand, and Luna notices that there's like ancient hilo, uh, like, hilogriffics. High, Dude, my brain is not working right now. There's, like, ancient, like, letters and all these, like, symbols on the book. Basically, it looks like, like, a wizard or witch book or something. And Luna's thinking to herself, all right, there's no shot that, like, that's actually, like, a wizard book or something. And the emo kid reaches into his back pocket and takes out a wand. So he opens up the, like, the spell book, and he's waving his wand around. He's like, you have made a great enemy you've made a great mistake bumping into me on purpose. And Luna's like, it wasn't on purpose, man. Like, I swear to you, like, I wasn't paying attention, and I apologize for that. I should have been paying attention. You're right. Like, that's on me. However, like, come on now. It was an accident. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what kind of nonsense doobly doop you're doing right now. But and he's like, silence, mortal. And he's like waving his wand around. He's like, hibbity bibbity bobbity boo I put a, sp- something like super goofy, but like supposedly like, I don't know, wizard tongue or something. He's like, beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. I'm like, okay, bro, like let's calm down now. He's like, there, you've been cursed. And he slams the book shut with one hand, puts the wand back in his pocket, puts the book back into his backpack, which he was carrying around, or I guess not a backpack. I guess it was like a tennis bag with a racket in it. And the emo kid walks off. And Luna is just standing there just kind of like, what? What just happened? Like, can we just have like a little pause and a rewind of what just happened here? Because I don't think that like, I really understood what was going on because there's not a shot that that actually just happened. So Luna goes back to the table with her two friends and her two friends are like, what took you so long? And Luna's like, well, I actually have a very interesting answer that i bet you guys were not expecting so luna tells them the story and they're like one of them one of them was just like oh my god that's crazy the other one was like dude like I know that kid like I saw I I was in a tennis group earlier this morning. We we're practicing forehands. I know that kid He was so weird, bro. He was all like shot." Okay, he Okay He wasn't like the other emo kid, bro I, I'm just playing around but he was like all like in the corner hushed away and when the coach like like said to him It was his turn. He kind of like looked up at him and flicked his long dark hair back kind of sighed, and then like you know, hit a forehand or something. And they're like, that kid was super weird, but I had no idea that he was, like, that weird. Because there's a difference between being kind of weird and putting spells on people randomly. Like, that's just hoot. Two different ballparks, bro. Quick comment emo down below if you want to heart on your comment. That is the secret word of the day, and I will do my best to heart as many comments as possible. I'm still getting over some complications with the uh, uh, the the wisdom teeth, and that might take a couple days, so please don't take it personally if I don't heart your comment. Do know I still really appreciate it. And also, shout out to all the people who've been binge watching my videos, like going through and watching a ton of them, either via the playlist or just through the recommended. Please let me know in the comment section when you're doing this so I can heart it, and say thank you. And just know that you're supporting the channel more than you can even imagine at this point. I really appreciate it. Back to the story, it gets crazy. Anyways, right, so the next day rolls around and remember that you know Luna was at a tennis camp and on the last day, which was the next day because this whole spell incident happened on a Thursday and the last day was on a Friday. So it was Friday, it was the last day and it was only like a half day because the parents would come and pick you up by the end of it. But anyways, right, there was a big tennis tournament and all the parents came to watch. So it was a pretty big deal. And so everyone was sitting around on the tennis court um, and like the coach was standing at the very front. Everyone was sitting on the tennis court and he was reading off his list of like, all right, guys, like, thank you for all your hard work this week. And finally, it pays off. Just know that, you know, win or lose, like, you know, we just want to make sure you have a fun time and that, you know, I mean, there can only be one winner, so you, you can't take it that personally if you don't win. Uh, the most important thing is to, like, good sportsmanship and have a fun time. And anyways, let me read off the pairings. So the pairings were read off, and Luna had a first-round match where she played against another, some random guy or something, and... She was better. She was probably one of the top 10 people at the camp. She didn't expect to win the tournament. I mean, the, the other people, there were some people that were much better than her, and maybe they're having a bad day or whatever, but Luna just wanted to you know, go out there, have some fun. So Luna's first-round match went down really well. She won 6-2, 6-3, which is pretty solid win if you guys know tennis. I used to play tennis a lot back in the day. That's why I can tell this story so well, um, at least the tennis parts. Uh, but anyways, things get really interesting when Luna goes into her second round match. The second round match is against a familiar character that you guys may or may not remember from earlier in the story. Yes, Luna is playing the emo kid. And let me just say that Luna did not forget the emo kid, but very well the converse is true too, because the emo kid had not forgotten about Luna either. Which means, yes, Luna and versus the emo kid are about to play, after the emo kid put a spell on her. And uh, Luna's just looking at her opponent like, There's no way. There's there's no way, man. There's no way. So anyways, right, you know, Luna... So uh, when when you play tennis, you normally, like, you will warm up with your partner, and then you'll get into playing. But basically, you both stand on two sides of a net, just very quickly for people who don't know. And so Luna was standing on one side of the the net, and the emo kid was like, Sulking over and kind of like was all hunched over and kind of like wandered over to the other side of the net And so Luna walks up to kind of like the net in in between and the, the emo kid walks up as well And Luna's like all right like do you want to warm up and emo kid is like <laughs> <laughs> Insert maniacal laugh I can't do a maniacal laugh right now I'm just i just can't do it so insert like the most evil maniacal laugh from like tv shows and movies you can think of and dude out of all the responses luna was expecting okay luna was either responding expecting like yes or no it was a yes or no question but out of all the responses that luna was expecting let me just say the mani- a maniacal laugh was not on the list dude like it just was not on the list and so Luna's kind of just thinking like, uh, okay. And then the emo kid goes on to say, huh, like finishes up his maniacal laugh and is like, why would I need to warm up when I have the curse on my side? And Luna was just like, oh, so so we're still going with that. We're not just going to like, because Luna was kind of thinking, all right, well, let's just put yesterday behind us because that was very weird. You know what? Luna, Luna gave this guy... You know, the privilege of allowing, you know, just to put that behind them. Because normally that's not a thing you just put behind, right? The fact that, like, you got a spell put on you, normally you don't just forget about that. But Luna was like, oh, okay, so no warm-up? And the emo kid said, yeah, well, I mean, I have the curse on my side, so why would I need to warm up anyways? And Luna was like, all right, fine, I really got to smack this kid. (laughs) So Luna and the emo kid kind of go immediately into playing the match, and so Luna spins the racket, and sure enough, it is the emo kid's choice. So basically in the beginning of tennis, you spin like heads or tails, and if you get it right, you can choose to serve or have the other person serve. And the emo kid starts maniacally laughing. So once again, insert the like maniacal evil villain laugh after the racket is spun. And, uh, you know, Luna's just kind of looking at him like, dude, what? And the emo kid is like, looks like my curse is already working. (laughs) Insert again, another maniacal laugh. And Luna's just thinking to herself, all right, bro, like, let's not jump to conclusions. There's a 50-50 chance that you were going to get that. Like, come on now. In the back of Luna's mind, she was like, uh, well... I wonder if the curse is real, but a rational mind was able to take control and be like, all right, let's just smack this kid. I know I'm better than him. So sure enough, right, you know, the emo kid starts serving. Basically, that's the way you start a tennis point. So the emo kid throws it up, bops it in, And the serve is not that good, serve is the hardest part of tennis in my opinion, but the serve is not that good and Luna really wanting to have a good impression to kind of quote unquote break the curse winds up a massive forehand, completely crunches it, and obliterates the emo kid in the first point. Like, this ball is blazing off Luna's racket and just smack right past the emo kid. The emo kid wasn't even, like, the curse was, the emo kid plus the curse were not good enough to give him the reaction time to be able to deal with it. That's how bad this whole thing was, dude. So Luna looks up at the emo kid giving her the dirtiest look ever because I don't think the emo kid realized that Luna was one of the top players at the uh, at the tennis camp but he now he now realized that you know he was probably not going to win this. I think he walked in with a lot of confidence also trying to scare her off because of like he remembered oh this is the girl I put the curse on. Odds are, he would have, like, if this was a different person, he would have put a curse on them beforehand. Like, he would have walked up to the tennis net, whipped out his magic wand, and been like, you're now cursed, or something, just to mess with their head. But since he's he's already done that, right, he was trying to, like, he was trying to use that as leverage. But anyways, the match continues, and the emo kid is getting destroyed. So at this point, the emo kid is down about 3-0, and they're only playing one set. Basically in tennis you play 6 like you play to 6 games whoever gets the 6 games first but win by 2 wins and if you get to 6-6 six, six, uh you play a tiebreaker but anyways right Luna's up 3-0 so absolutely smoking the emo kid and it's Luna's serve and she serves it in and it is very clearly a winning shot however it was close right it wasn't like it was clearly in but it wasn't like in by so far that like you'd have to be, like, crazy to say that it was out, right? And the emo kid was, like, out. Because if you don't know, uh, you, you make your own calls when you play tennis. There's no umpire unless you're really good. And this was a lower level, I think, in the final match, like the final match of their big tournament. They might have, like, someone, like, officiating it. But the emo kid was, like, out. And Luna kind of looked at him like, no, dude, that wasn't. But, like, she can't really do anything. So they keep playing, right? And uh, Luna continues to crush this kid. Continues to crush this fool, bro. Like, and the the emo kid continues to cheat. However, the emo kid is really only cheating when it's, like, uh, I don't know, kind of close. So if, like, Luna hits a really good shot, but it's kind of close, the emo kid will just call it out. And this is super frustrating to Luna because she's losing a lot more points than she needs to, but she's still winning. It's currently 5-1, so if Luna wins one more game, then it's over, right? She wins the match and, like, it's done with the emo kid. And at this point, right, I think other matches were kind of, like, getting on with and, like, there were, like, more people were finishing. So parents were kind of, like, coming over and they were watching. And, like, more of the staff officials decide to watch this game just because less matches were being played because more people were winning and losing and kind of less matches were going on. So at this point, right, it was, like, 5-1, Luna, and there were a bunch of people watching at this point. And so Luna hits a shot that is very clearly a forehand winner. She hits it, smacks it. It's not even like the other ones that is kind of close. This one was so clearly in, it was in by, like, two or three feet. And the emo kid is, like uh, that was out by the way, and Luna's like, dude, like, I've been letting you have some really close calls recently, but that was so clearly in, I don't know how else to say it, like, I give you the benefit of the doubt of all the other stuff, but that one was so clearly in, I can't let it stand, Luna basically slips, and she's like, nah, I'm done, bro, and the emo kid starts getting mad, and he's like, hey, like, you must respect my authority for point calling, And I guess technically you do, but then again, like, one of the camp people was watching the whole thing go down, and he started to pay more attention. So he's watching the emo kid, and the emo kid is getting so angry. So once again, they start another point, the emo kid takes that point, even though he's obviously losing, right? And Luna hits another shot, and the emo kid, it's not even that Luna's shot was good, the emo kid just shanks into the net, like he completely misses it. And the emo kid was like, oh, by the way, your shot was so out. And it was so clearly in, and Luna's like, dude, you can't just call everything out when you lose. And at this point, the emo kid said, uh like, I'm gonna do what I want because it's my authority and you have to deal with it. And at this point, right, the camp counselor had kind of noticed what was going on, and was like, all right, all right, I gotta come in here. I gotta put a stop to this. So the camp counselor, you know, starts to walk on the court and is like, what's going on, guys? And the emo kid is so angry at this point because he's losing and he's just mad. And wh- <laughs> oh my god, this is where the emo kid snaps. So the camp counselor is walking over to the emo kid and is like, all right, can you explain what's going on here? Like, it looked like that point was very clearly in. Why did you call it out? And when the, when the camp counselor says to the emo kid that it was clearly in and asked him, kind of questioned his call The emo kid, already super salty and already molding super hard, being super angry already, just completely loses it, and he takes his racket, and he goes, and he whips around, and he smashes it into the camp counselor. And, like, the camp counselor stumbles back, and it's like, oh, my God. Because, like, the racket had hit his arm. It had, like, broken the skin a little bit, so it was a little bloody. And it wasn't that bad. He didn't break anything. He didn't, like, hit a major artery or something. But the racket smashed into the camp counselor and, like, kind of, like, broke into his skin. So the camp counselor starts yelling, like... Are you crazy? Like why would you do that? I was literally asking about a call and you attacked me and there was another camp counselor watching the whole thing and he starts walking in, but before they could do anything, you see this woman with long with kind of like a kind of like a side part like It kind of like the Karen haircut. Maybe she was a nice woman, but I'm just describing what I was told. By the way, this story was sent into my Instagram. Go ahead and follow me there. It's in the description. Even if you don't want to send in the story, just follow me there. It makes me feel good. But anyways, this woman walks on the court. She kind of looks like a Karen. Maybe she's super nice. I'm just saying it how it is, right? Walks on, grabs the emo kid by the back of his, by like the scruff of his shirt and drags him away. And he's like, ma'am, so he's like, ma'am, I was winning. The emo kid literally had the audacity as he was being dragged off court for attacking one of the camp counselors to say that he was winning. What? Yeah, so the, the other camp counselor, I mean, the one that got hit with the rackets, like, I, I gotta get this checked up, like, I think I'm fine, but, like, I just want to make sure that, like, it didn't break anything farther, because his skin was kind of bloodied up. And the other camp counselor, the one that was not attacked by the emo kid, walked up and said, hey, Luna, like, sorry you had to deal with that, uh, we're giving you the win, obviously, And so sure enough, Luna went on. Luna didn't win the tournament, but, you know, did pretty well. And the emo kid was nowhere to be seen after he's dragged off by his mom. Presumably his mom was like, all right, like, we're done. Grabbed him and just dragged him off. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Today we get a story time of this emo kid who thinks that he's like legitimately a god, like he has godlike powers and can put spells on people, and that people must cower in fear before him and do exactly what he says, because he thinks he's legitimately a god. I'm not even kidding. Strap in, subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber who sent in this story, let's call him Drew. So this all happened one day when Drew and his mom decided to get, uh, dinner with, uh, his cousin, and his cousin's mom, because it had been a long time since Drew and his mom had seen his cousin and his cousin's mom, and at this point, right, you know, you know, they just want to have a little bit of a reunion. It had actually been so long that it had probably been about three to four years since Drew has seen his cousin, and, you know, while they're driving over there, because they were driving to some kind of, like, local restaurant or whatever, because Drew's cousin and his Drew's cousin's mom were happened to be in the area for some reason, uh, Drew's mom was like, hey, Drew, by the way, I just want to let you know that your cousin, he's going through a little bit of a phase and you know drew's like what do you mean and she's like oh he's kind of going through like a little emo phase right now so uh be nice to him he's kind of he's being extra emotional nowadays by the way, I've seen a lot of people in my comments say that they kind of dress emo or whatever. Dude, I literally don't care. Do what you want to do. Uh, like, uh, you, you got my love and respect either way. As long as you don't act like this kid, then we're cool. But anyways, right, his mom's like, yeah, he's kind of going through a bit of an emo phase right now. And Drew was like, all right, like, that's cool, whatever. I'll, like, not be mean to him about that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, well, uh, Drew's mom did not <laughs> say that he was also going through his Greek god arc or whatever, dude. Like, it's the funniest thing ever. But anyways... So they sit down and Drew and his mom are looking in and Drew sees Drew's cousin's mom and she's like, oh my God, how's it going? Wait, Drew's cousin's mom would be his... Drew's mom's sister. Okay, that's much easier. So Drew's mom sees Drew's mom sees her sister, and it's like, oh my god, it's been so long. How's it going? They run up and they like hug each other. At this point, right, Drew is kind of curious to see what his cousin is looking like, and uh, yeah, sure enough, right, uh, you know, he looks over, and uh, Drew's uh, cousin is like full, like super long, dark black hair, has a dark, has like a black hoodie from Hop Topic, has like black socks, and has like a spiky chain thing dog collar thing and has like long like black painted nails and has a like a, a little like a uh, in you know in his mouth like he has like a lip ring or something and he's like he comes up and he's kind of like shrugged over hands in pockets is like what's up. And uh, Drew's like, hey, man, how's it going? Last time, like, he was in his Minecraft arc, so completely different, man. So Drew was a little taken aback. But anyways, they all decide to go and sit down, and they're just talking about stuff. And it seems super normal at first, but here's the first interaction that Drew kind of realized was the beginning of, wow, this is going to be a lot weirder than I ever expected. Drew's cousin, like, the emo kid, and I'm just gonna call him the emo kid, just realize the emo kid and Drew's cousin are the same person from here on out. So anyways, right, the emo kid is sitting there, and the first kind of really weird thing he says is, is he refers to Drew, right, as a mere mortal. Like, it was, like, a totally normal conversation, and I think, like, the emo kid was, like, looks at Drew, and he says, how is a mere mortal like you faring in, like, school? And Drew was like, okay, that's, like, kind of funny. Drew thought he was just trolling. He thought he was joking around. Drew really thought that, like, the emo kid had a pretty good sense of humor, and, you know, Drew was all for it. He thought it was pretty funny. So Drew kind of responded as normal. But the thing was that was kind of weird, and which kind of, like, this was kind of the thing that made Drew think, oh my god, like, wait, this is actually something, is when the emo kid's mom, his aunt, I don't know why in the beginning I kept saying Drew's cousin's mom, his aunt, I'm kind of an idiot, I'm sorry guys. Anyways, right, his aunt made this face, like, a bit of a grimace, but also a smile. And Drew's like, why is she acting so weird? Like, the, the kid made a joke about me being a mere mortal. Little did Drew know, the emo kid was in his god era or whatever, right? So, I mean, he, he, did, he meant it, bro. He legitimately meant that he was a mere mortal. But anyways, right, you know, weird things just kept going on like that. Because all of a sudden, right, you know... The emo kid was like, yeah, like, when I was at school, it's going well for me because since, you know, and he looks at them when he says, you know, and has a bit of a smirk and Drew in his head is like, yeah, I don't know, but he doesn't question any further. The emo kid's like, yeah, because, you know, all my friends, you know, they're they're bowing down because, you know, they don't want to, they they don't want to deal with my wrath, which I totally understand and Drew's kind of just, like, in his head, like, all right, like, the I can't tell if this is a joke or not. If it's a joke, this bit of satire is pretty funny. But if it's not a joke, oh my god, like, this is not gonna be- This is super weird. But anyways, right, and he looks at Drew's cousin- Or the emo kid's cousin's mom again! And she's grimacing again! And Drew in his head is like, wait a minute. Something's off here. So the emo kid is like, I gotta go to the bathroom. He stands up, and he, like, sonic dashes away. Or just, like, does the sonic dash away, and, like- the thing is, right, Drew didn't notice this before, but he has, like, a black cloak. Like, the dude has a Superman cape, but it's, like, all black and, like, emo and whatever. And Drew's just like, okay, this guy's a bit of a, he's a bit of an oddball, but at least he's a good guy. That turned out to be very incorrect. But anyways, right, Drew is just like, all right, man went to the bathroom, like, I guess it's just gonna be my mom, my aunt, and I talking. And the aunt, her face was like a forced smile for the entire conversation until Drew left and her face completely dropped. And she's like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I got to let you know something. And they were all just like, uh, what, are you, what are you talking about? And she's like, guys, like, I don't know how to explain this. But I guess they, the best way I can explain this is that, you know, your cousin and looks at Drew is like, Drew, your cousin, he's, uh, you know, he's in his God arc right now. And Drew's like, huh? What is a god arc? <laughs> he's like, eh, well, what do you mean a god arc? Like, what does that even mean, bro? And she's like, ah, uh, yeah. So basically, he thinks that he's a legitimate god and that his friends bow down because they know that he can smite them and put spells on him. And, you know, he's been in his emo phase for a while, but it's evolved into an emo god phase. And Drew's just like looking at her, like, wait. Is the emo kid and my aunt are they both on the same comedy bit is this like a sketch or something and he left to make it seem more believable because if that's the case bravo they're getting five star rating from me but if this is legit and it's seeming like it's legit oh my god i'm actually gonna like flip out dude this is the craziest thing ever and and then the, his aunt goes on to say and you know he's very fragile emotionally or whatever so if you guys can just please Please play along if he, like, makes a mention that he's a god. Please don't burst his bubble. Like, like I, I know it's a lot to ask and it's super weird, but please, just do it for me. He's going to get through this phase and be normal soon. I hope (laughs) she has a long pause and then says, I hope. And like, you know, Drew's mom kind of cringes a little bit. She's like, oh, my God. Like, thank God Drew is not like this and not in his God arc. Drew's mom wouldn't care if Drew was like an emo or something. But if he was an emo God phase, like she would be like, bruh, like my son, why? Why do I live? (laughs) Just to suffer. And that's when Drew sees the emo kid slash his cousin return from the bathroom. And you guys might be thinking, oh, he's not too bad, right? In his little god arc, because all he's saying is, like, his friends are mortals or whatever. No, it is about to get 1,000 times worse. Something about the bathroom just turned him into, like, super evil vengeance god mode. Like, it is about to get so so bad, so strap in and prepare yourself. Real quick, comment emo down below if you wanna heart on your comment. I'm gonna try and heart as many of those comments as I possibly can because emo is the secret word of the day. And by the way, the channel's actually been doing really well because you guys have been binge watching the videos. And I, I tell you, best way to support the channel is to watch a bunch of my videos in a row and then comment about it. And you guys have been going like really above and beyond. Like here's just some people on screen who've been like legitimately watching like a ton of videos and like legitimately watching me and letting me know just so you guys know this is the best way to support me and it's actually really shown and it's crazy And i just want to say thank you so let me know if you're binge watching these videos in the comments i'll try and heart them i'll try and respond or something and just know i really do appreciate it and uh yeah thank you for the watch time uh, the channel's going kaboom and it's all because of you guys anyways back to the story so the email kid comes back and he sits down and when he sits down he wraps his cape around him like he's dracula or whatever and uh, you know uh, Drew's mom slash the emo kids uh, or Drew's aunt slash the emo kids mom right is like, "Hi Drew, welcome back." And Drew, I don't know what happened to him in the bathroom, but he's like, he responds. He he turns his head. He looks at his mom and he says, "Silence, mortal, do not speak to a god like me." And all of a sudden, everyone at the table goes silent. And even the table next to them goes silent and they were in the middle of a conversation. Like everyone like in the in the five mile like vicinity or five foot vicinity was like paused and was just like what did i just hear and you know the emo kid's mom gets like very like <laughs> nervous and she's very thankful that like she was able to tell uh, you know drew and his mom like what's going on but she was like oh my liege i am so sorry please forgive me and the emo kid is like fine i'll consider it your punishment will be a less then uh, because of your uh, repence, repence, is that the word? Yes, because you're, forgi- you're slightly forgiven, but your punishment will still happen. And he like whips up his cape again and like hides his face behind it. It's like, meow, 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 meow. at this point, Red Drew's like, oh my God, my cousin's gone off the deep end, bro. What? So anyways, right, the emo kid's mom starts having a conversation with Drew's mom, kind of just trying to, like, move past that super awkward moment of his, of, like, her son saying, Silence, mortal! You will be punished! Like, something just very strange like that. And uh, she just tries to have a normal conversation, and she was doing pretty successfully, as the emo kid was, like evilly staring at them, like, uh, like through his black mascara, looking at them, and, like, it, like, I don't know, like, Drew, like, looked at his cousin, and like, briefly, very briefly, Drew just kind of, uh, Drew looked at his cousin, and the emo kid looks at him, makes eye contact, and goes, Hiss! and Drew's just thinking to himself, what? What did I do? I looked at you, like, why are you so much less normal right now? Because uh, the emo kid was kind of weird before, as he was calling people his mortals, but for some reason, he just went off the deep end by the time he came back. Anyways, right, the uh, the waiter comes around and brings their food, and things are looking pretty good, because, like, I don't know, Drew's like, alright, I don't need to interact with my uh, cousin anymore, he's kind of weird, I can just focus on my food, and he can focus on his food, and then we can just get out,